Welcome to Mr. Podcast with Claude and Justin. We are back discussing Twin Peaks The Return Part 10. And uh, this was a weird episode. This is kind of interesting. Um, full of all of these uh, B and C and D storylines. <laughs> e, F, <laughs> e, F, G, G, H. Yeah. I'm getting deep. Yeah, they hit a yeah. K, K every now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, definitely been my least favorite episode so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would say, uh, yeah, a lot of these storylines, uh, not particularly exciting. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of small developments, but I would say this felt the most like a TV show with like kind yep. of middle season filler and like just a little bit of mm-hmm. uh advancement of the important plot points yeah i didn't expect that there would be an episode that would be my least favorite but of course by comparison one would uh get that title and i think this does yep. it <laughs> uh yeah it took 10 parts but yeah i finally got to just yeah it felt like regular tv mostly you know some weirdness here and there but yeah but yeah it did feel like yeah, like that weird part of season two, you know, of Twin Peaks, uh, before it kicks into high gear towards the end, and and it's just right. like full of awesomeness. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I was thinking, you know, uh, I I didn't think anything supernatural happened in this episode, um, with the exception of the Laura Palmer vision. <laughs> um, yeah i guess i guess like they have to throw something in there <laughs> yeah it's obligatory and it's the kind of thing where uh you know if this was another show like yep. the leftovers or lost or something mm-hmm. i would be sort of debating about whether or not it was supernatural or whether or not you know mm-hmm. what i mean it was mm-hmm. all it, all in gordon's mind or something yeah. i don't believe for a second it was all in gordon's mind yeah it's interesting you, you mentioned that we talked about that before but yeah i i like have no in, impetus to wonder if it's real or not at all not it yeah. doesn't even cross my mind <laughs> no it's yeah it seems clearly real it's clear it clearly <laughs> happened and it's weird it's unprecedented yeah. uh totally. for gordon of all people gordon i know what the you fuck, know gordon? like and it's like he was just drawing a weird animal Mm-hmm. And is that supposed to connect to the frog locust thing, mm. which sort of connects to Laura in some way? Mm. Like, <laughs> it's delicious and tasty. Um, yeah, so anyway, but yeah, you're right. That was the one sort of big uh, supernatural thing uh, that was, yeah, really crazy. And then when I saw, you know, of course, um, uh, Charlize in the credits. So I was right. like, well, this time it worked because she, she was actually yeah. in the episode. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was the first. Uh, I think it's they haven't really shown her for quite some time. I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. Um, that you know, though she's been mentioned. I mean, we saw some pictures and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, this was really like kind of a new thing. I mean, uh, I think it was footage from Firewalk with Me. Um, that makes sense. That, that they used uh, when she comes to the door. Um, is this Donna? Are you still my friend? I think that's that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're still my one. best friend. I think that best was the one. friend. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, yeah, I think that's where. And there's also some audio of, uh, and you really get it from the from the closed captions, uh, which you know they have their flaws, but they're also useful sometimes. There's there's some audio of of Sarah like calling Laura's name. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think was from the original series. Well, and so it's interesting because there's there's that you know in the uh, the fire walk with me dream she has from the picture frame uh, from the picture, uh, you know, in the script. When she wakes up and she's, she's looking towards the door, it's supposed to be her mom calling her name, but that's not in the actual right. uh, movie. They right. just have her looking at the door, which is somehow better. And yeah. uh, so I wonder if that's if that's related to this idea of her being called by her mom, you know, that whatever that idea was, you know, right from that they didn't actually execute. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes yeah. sense. Because it was the same, like, yeah, same kind of idea there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we got to wonder, is this is this, is this this sort of going to bring Twin Peaks, at, in, in terms of, like, its location, into focus for Gordon, maybe, now that he's seen mm-hmm. Laura? And, I mean, he knows this is all connected, but now he's got a bigger, <laughs> a sort of bigger piece of the puzzle here. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe he'll, he'll go, guys! We got to go back to where it all started. <laughs> I actually feel like that's exactly what's going to happen. It <laughs> sounds so true. I mean, uh, oh, yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, that's a huge skip ahead. But uh, now I'm really like, now I'm really anxious to talk about a lot of stuff from that thing. Because... <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, go ahead. I mean, this is our podcast. There's no I, rules. Am I allowed? Okay, so um, uh, so we find out in a kind of uh, strange way that uh, Hastings is going to take them to mm. uh, the site, which presumably is the site where they, you know, went to the zone and contacted the major and mm-hmm. like the stuff he talked about. The, in the, the coordinates, last presumably. Yeah. 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 So, you know, which is not, you know, this is not the. Uh, this is not the other coordinates. Presumably, this is not the other coordinates that they uh, brought to the major when, um, you know, from the from the military. Ah, yeah, that's yeah. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> and, and, but those are the ones that Evil Cooper wants, and those are the ones that, um, like, I does Hastings not remember those? I mean, I'm so, kind of wondering. Let's just keep track. We've got the the coordinates in quotes. <laughs> then we have the zone. Yeah. Don't forget Jackrabbit's Palace. Which also involves coordinates. And then, yeah, there's Jackrabbit. I'm assuming Jackrabbit's Palace is the coordinates, but we'll see. Wait, you don't think that's where they went to the zone? No, definitely not. I don't think they went to Twin Peaks, no. Okay. No, because I I think they were supposed to still be in, like, the general Buckhorn vicinity. I don't think he drove, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles. Is it that far... I think so. Come on. I mean, am I East, crazy? Western, um, where are they? South Dakota? Yeah, South Dakota. To 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 Washington? That's like 50 miles. No, so you gotta go like, <laughs> you gotta go across like Montana and stuff. Oh, you cut through Caddy Corner. <laughs> Caddy Corner. A little Idaho. Yeah, okay, you can go through Wyoming. But yeah, this has got to be. Oh, man. It's 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 a good drive. It's oh a good drive. wait, 
I don't think there's any way. And he woke up in his home and like stuff is it. No, I think I think uh, uh, I think the place where they went to the zone is a is a different place. And the coordinates that the major wanted, you know, is the is the thing that um, Evil Cooper wants. And I'm guessing that that's Jackrabbit's palace. It's only 1,100 miles or so. (laughs) Oh my God, that's more than I thought. But yeah, that'll work. That'll work. I don't think I don't think that's what happened. Just gonna go out and live there, but you. Th- but okay, so wait. So I'm really confused because the yeah. So we need the we need a name for the place that they went that led them to the place where the major was, which is not oh, right. where they the went, coordinates. Well, went. they went back twice. I'm, I'm assuming that they went to the same. Because I, I I guess that's 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 kind of what I what I want to figure out. Right, it's kind of like Glastonbury Grove, right? The opening to a gateway, right? So like. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a doorway you have to go through right to get to where the major was, yeah. but and where he is is a place that could have yeah. coordinates, but that's not the coordinates he wanted because that no. took his head presumably yeah. to where the coordinates are. Probably. So there's so yeah. there's three places just in that yeah. one part of the story, and that doesn't have to do with Jack the Rabbit's palace. It but might. I'm wondering, well, but... yeah, 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 but it's not necessarily one of those three places. Yeah. True. Now, I'm wondering if Jack Rabbit's Palace, though, is still a doorway to where the Major was. You know, maybe there's some... It could be. You know, because yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. there's multiple doorways in multiple this world. Multiple doorways, yeah, definitely. You know, we got a doorway in New York, we got a doorway presumably near Buckhorn, and we've got a doorway in Twin Peaks. yeah. Yeah, and and I'm just gonna throw in because uh, so I rewatched parts one and two um, the other day because you know I wanted to go back to where it all began. And (laughs) that's a great idea. (laughs) I have to say that uh, thank you, Gordon. Uh, I have to say that uh, the the episode plays totally differently now. having a better idea of where the season goes Mm -hmm. uh for me like i i had a totally different um perspective on pretty much everything um uh you know the evil cooper stuff and all that Mm -hmm. um but um and and i i have another thing to mention about that but what i was going to say is the the scene where uh where hawk goes out to uh glastonbury grove Mm -hmm. and uh call uh talks to the log lady yep on the phone uh it's a weird scene actually that's in part three yeah uh or is it yeah no it's in part two Uh, two sounds right yeah my my trivia is not great on the new series because i haven't seen that many times not compared to the old series anyway uh yeah i think it's part two um uh it's weird like it's this weird moment that he hasn't commented on right there's been no um follow-up there's been no anything about that um about what? The rest of the series? About what in particular? His visit to Glastonbury Grove. Like, it's weird because he he's out there and uh, and he's like he's like uh, Margaret, your your log and I are on the same page, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like I don't even know what that means exactly. Like, I mean, it's it's weird. It's like because she called him, like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's it's sort of like. And then he's he says uh, something's supposed to happen here tonight, and. And they cut oh. to, 
and they cut to the uh, the the red room stuff with Cooper, you know, the the mm. the Laura scene and all that. And and I, I do feel like part of what's going on with that is a is a misdirection. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of because ma- you when he's there, you do see the curtains, and and I I presume that he saw the curtains. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a kind of a misdirection that leads you to believe Cooper's going to come out of there. Yeah. Which is such a frustrating thing, knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, where that's actually going. It's mirroring, yeah, the end of the, the season two when exactly. uh, when it's Harry's like, waiting out yeah. there and yeah. But is it just that? I mean, is it just a fake out? It's just weird. What well, did you think was gonna happen? Why you, did you think something was gonna happen? You, I mean, you sparked a crazy theory in my head though, uh, that that maybe something uh, I don't know how the timeline works out, but maybe something um uh, it doesn't really work, but I was going to say something with Hastings. Like, maybe that's one of the times they went to the zone. And, you know, but he, I guess if he says something happened there in particular, it doesn't quite work. But I was just thinking um, if, like, he just felt something supernatural in the air or something. Because right. when he says, like, we're on the same page, he and the log, I assume he means, like, his intuition is telling him, you know, something in this, you know, something's up with with all this stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and then he sees the curtains, you know. But yeah, I wonder if I wonder if uh, or or maybe he means Cooper leaving. Does does Cooper leave the Black Lodge um, that same sort of time? Uh, I mean, not on to, screen, you know. It it it, it was really three, the next part. It's the next movies. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just wondering, you know how the timeline works out because he could be he could be meaning one of those kinds of things something with Hastings or something with uh Mm -hmm. you know the major or something with um with Cooper maybe you know uh but it's I I totally forgot that line and yeah you're right you totally are like okay great he's gonna come out here and Hawk is gonna be there and then like (laughs) god who knew it'd be so much more complicated oh my god and extended of an adventure we're still like Like, deep in it like they're getting close to like you know outdoing um, you know Frodo and the Fellowship you know in terms of like a long <laughs> extended journey. It's just like, oh man, are we there yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 starting to remind me like a little bit of the uh, the the Packard Sawmill Ghostwood plot where. It just kind of keeps going on and on, mm-hmm. and like events happen, but <laughs> then they just lead to further events, <laughs> and it never really resolves. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess the resolution for Ghostwood in the original series is that uh, Catherine like sort of extorts it out of Ben mm-hmm. because she knows where he was the night Laura was murdered. Well, you know? let's not forget her masterful uh, deception. As uh, Mr. Yamagato or whatever. <laughs> Tojimura, please. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, Let's get our fake Japanese yeah, names right. Insert stereotypical <laughs> Japanese name. Like, uh, you know, that was a masterful performance, I swear. And so few people really knew she did that, you know. 
Yeah. Um, and it was really, really insane. And it's one of those things you could not get away with today at all. Fuck no. Uh, I, we were at work, we were talking about Short Circuit. And, uh, you know, when oh, yeah. Fisher Stevens Fisher was basically Steven. playing yeah. an Indian guy. Minkowski. And yeah. it's, you're, you're just like, no, you couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, you're right. So that that's how that ended. She kind of uh, got, Ben was literally in a corner in jail. And he had no, he needed an alibi. Um, yeah. so he needed, uh, her to, to, to vouch for him, to get him out. Although there was no real evidence <laughs> against him, but, um, well, uh, there was the, uh, yeah, it was mostly circumstantial. And then there was the, uh, the fur that, uh, Leland planted on the, mm-hmm. on Maddie's body. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He wanted him to yeah take the fall for Maddie too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Bob really cleans up after himself, right? You know, and it's funny that 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 ties together with uh, Mr. C shooting Phyllis and like yep. blaming uh, the lawyer guy. Yeah, um, yeah. That's the same kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up because uh, the Hastings stuff was the strangest to rewatch. Like imagining like, oh, <clears throat> he just had a night and a half, like. He's all surprised when the police show up, but well, like he thought man. it was a dream, and I thought I, I and then it was like you know I think our the prevailing theory at the time was that he was inhabited, and you know yep. Bob yep. or somebody inhabited him and made him do this crazy stuff, and it's like yeah. no, it's weirder than that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, it's so not that straightforward. And the stuff when he says like it was a dream, like I I, I, I I'm not. I don't know. I felt like he was, I mean, he was clearly hiding some aspects of what happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, based on what we heard in the last part. Um, and it's just strange that like, you know, he's been engaging in this like crazy activity, trying to search for this like supernatural other dimension or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, it never even comes up that that's literally what they were, what he was doing with Ruth that night mm-hmm. you know when she turned up dead i mean i guess he's just like i can't tell them that stuff they'll just think i'm crazy or something like i'm not really sure but um it's yeah it's, it, it actually calls into question how much of his adventures did he think was a dream right because if he if yeah. he thought you know at, at, you know when he woke up the next morning that well that couldn't have possibly happened that was way too crazy does that yeah. include the first meeting with with, with the major you know, um, yeah, I'm curious. Like, did he did he think the major encounter wasn't real either? Right, right. You know, but um, yeah, it's yeah, a good question. And also about the fingerprints in Ruth's apartment. Um, I I started to like wonder if the point is that he, he you know, he, they were having an affair, and yeah, yeah, that's why his fingerprints were there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even that he was there the night she was killed. <laughs> It just proves that he has been in her apartment. Yeah, yeah, whereas at the time I thought it really implicated him because they really lean on that, you know, your mm-hmm. prints are there. You know, of course, that's Phyllis and she's got her own problem, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's interesting. He uh, I think it's implied that uh, she was actually having an affair, not just with George, the lawyer, but with Evil Cooper as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, but that's because he had his uh, evil, you know, his his his, his Mr. C, if you will. Um, <laughs> ladies just can't oh, turn God. it down. <laughs> Maybe that's what they call him, Mr. C. <laughs> 
Yeah, apparently. Um, irresistible. Yeah, you know, it just you can't you can't not want that. So, uh, which uh, you know, um, Janie E finds a version of that oh, God. herself in this episode, <laughs> in this part. <laughs> Uh, which I thought was uh, was 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 so interesting, and and I, and I and I you know it was a different side of Janie E than we've seen thus far. Definitely. And I thought, of course, there's no way you you hire uh, Naomi Watts and you don't have her play two parts. You know, play two characters yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, that's so fitting that she would be that they would they would show a completely different side of her because it's Naomi Watts. You yeah. know, uh, she could do anything. And uh, so I thought that was really cool. And like the idea of, you know, just recontextualize the, her, 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 her uh, excuse me, her whole character um, in terms of, oh, OK, like your personality is more than just the bickering wife. Right. Like, oh, OK, you're, you know, like, OK, there's other parts of you. Great. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. You know, I yeah. thought this was your whole character and this is what you'll just be doing the whole time. When they when they cut to her in the chair, mm-hmm. um, I was like, "Is that her?" It did. She looked like yep. ridiculously different. Mm-hmm. It was like, "What the? What did they do?" Like I, it's like I I got so used to how she normally looked that there was something about the way she was sitting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was her hair, was, the expression on her face. It was like, everything. She was giving it a hundred percent. I mean, that again. That's why it struck me. I'm like. Naomi fucking Watts, guys. I mean, what do we think's gonna happen here? Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, and it's uh, yeah. I swear, I can't wait to see you know who, what what awards some of these some of these people on the show win or are nominated for because there's just a lot of great stuff going on. But yeah, her hair just seemed different, and um, yeah, it was uh, yeah, she she looked like a different character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The transformation was so it was it was just so dramatic. Because you're mm-hmm. right, like uh in general she's been like a fairly one note character so far. Um so you know, she got a second note. <laughs> she's got two notes. <laughs> there was another note where that came from. <laughs> uh but yeah, what I was gonna say is, um, you know, Hastings says to Phyllis, um, "I know about you and George, and I, and I think there's someone else too." Oh, you know? and uh, yeah, that, that really that really stood out to me. And then when uh, Phyllis actually goes home and uh, Evil Cooper's there, she's like, "What are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. Like that. The way she says the line, I feel yeah. like at least somewhat implies that it has to be him. Yeah. They were having an affair. Like oh, that's why? who the third person was. <laughs> why though? <laughs> I don't know. She got pulled into that plan, and I I have no idea why. But you know what? There's some, you know, some people get pulled into Evil Cooper's plans for inexplicable reasons. <laughs> but but why why was any of that part of his plan? I thought like the. <laughs> I'm exacerbated. Isn't it? Isn't the plan for Ray to get the coordinates from the secretary? Why is Cooper even around diddling Phyllis? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Why is that? I don't get it. I don't understand why that's a part of the plan at all. Um. Yeah. I don't. I mean, just to get her trust so he can kill her and pin it on. I. I have no idea. Yeah. Why? It makes sense. It seems like he has to kill her 
to so she can't rat him out who who he is right, and say right. but it's like but you're the one who got into her life what did she uh, do for him in the first place I exactly wonder. yeah now maybe that was the original plan somehow because there always there's like multiple plans right he's, right right i think mr c is also mr contingency you know because <laughs> he's always on like 20 the 20th plan of his original plan so maybe maybe he was originally going to seduce phyllis and Mm -hmm. and try to have her get the information from hastings hey how about this you're mr bad guy you had a you had a palazzo in rio why don't you just (laughs) why don't you just kidnap hastings and torture him to give him the information you want like any other bad guy would do yeah, Why are yeah, we? Yeah. What's with all these plans and conspiracies? I don't understand. Like, what more would, did he want, and why couldn't he get it in a more direct way? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, maybe, um, maybe he needed, uh, maybe he needed Hastings to contact the major to like find out. Uh, where to get these coordinates, you know? Cause, but like, the major told him that. The major told him where to get the coordinates. Yeah, yeah, I know. But that's why that's why he couldn't... Like, until Hastings actually uh, contacted the major, mm-hmm. uh, he couldn't, um, you know... But but I guess I guess at that point, you know, once he did, does contact the major and gets the coordinates, I guess that's when he would step in. But why... Get them... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. But so what? But yeah. But so why wouldn't he leave Phyllis alone and just wait for him? Wait for Hastings to make contact with the major. I still don't see why he needs to mess with Phyllis. <laughs> you have a good point. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get it either. I don't get it either. I mean, I assume she she is was supposed to have some role in what was happening, but I I don't know. It's not clear at all what it was. Mm-mm. Or or if she was just supposed to... I don't know. If he's just going to kill her anyway, it all seems very pointless. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll circle back to that idea at some point. <laughs> Hopefully we'll get some more information. Maybe he'll explain in another part why he did it or what he was up to or... Or, you know, it's because there are some loose ends with the police figuring out what happened with all that stuff. So Definitely. maybe there'll be some more answers there. Yeah. Could be, could be. Um, yeah, okay. And so I'm just itching to I'm just itching to address Diane. Oh, is there something to address with Diane? <laughs> I didn't notice anything. <laughs> I would say like at least for me, like the Diane thing was the major uh craziness from last time. I mean, I guess mm-hmm. it was the most surprising thing and it was the biggest controversy on the podcast. You know, yeah. we had a fairly uh, sharp disagreement about what was going on there. Yeah, you thought Diane was innocent, and I thought that <laughs> she looked guilty. Is that what happened? That's what I remember. <laughs> I think your memory is uh, is uh, not completely wrong, but just a little, just a little wonky, just a little backwards. Hmm. Maybe, you, maybe, maybe your is... memory's Black Lodge. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, my memory's a doppelganger of my other memory. <laughs> it's inverted. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah what, what's this with diane i didn't notice uh oh really so yeah um uh so yeah i i, I was worried actually that we wouldn't get a diane follow-up for mm-hmm. like five episodes or something 
like the way the plotting goes in this show. It's like you just never know when something's going to pop up again. Mm-hmm. Like, could be the next one, could be five, eight. I mean, who knows? Hastings took forever to come back. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I thought it was great that uh, Albert, you know, after the Laura Palmer thing, um, you know, we'll get to it in the course of the recap, but uh, Albert comes in and says that they, they intercepted the message that she got from Evil Cooper, the, you know, around the dinner table, the conversation is lively. There we go. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted, I always want to put dinner in a different place. Um, and then, uh, uh, and then he says, or Gordon asks if, um, uh, if, if, if there was any, uh, response and apparently there was, Mm -hmm. um, it was encrypted, but I guess they, uh, decoded it. Um, so like, it wasn't this, whatever this original message was seems to have been coded, but not encrypted. And I guess this other message was encrypted, but not coded. Um, so anyway, the message was they have Hastings. He is going to take them to the site. And, uh, and Gordon says, I felt it. I yep. felt it when she hugged me. And this and those... confirms it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, really, Gordon? Oh, really? <laughs> Thanks for letting the rest of us know. <laughs> and that explains the weirdness of the hug, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it actually was supposed to be, there was supposed to be some moment there for Gordon, specifically. Yeah. Uh, that he's like he's reading something. Um, that's what they're trying to tell us. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I was uh, sorry. I ahead. thought it was just his awkwardness. Yeah, it was. It's it calls into question the cigarette scene from the last part. Um, yep. You know, when he's like staring at her, if he already yep. suspects something. Yep. Um, Definitely. But yeah, so originally when and he, he says, seen keep her close, keep her close. Yeah, of course, curse, keep her close. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. When when Albert first comes in and he's like, um, uh, Diane received this text, blah blah blah, and I'm like, oh wow, Diane came off screen and told them she got this text. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was like, oh look, that was one of the possibilities that I mentioned. Yep. She thought about yep. it. I was like, hey, I should tell these guys what's up. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, you know, we intercepted it intercepted and we tracked it, it yeah. down. And, oh, um, another interesting uh, thing about that is, uh, you know, they mentioned that it, it came from Philadelphia, but then, mm-hmm. you know, then they tracked that actually it came through Mexico or something. It's like, what the fuck? I don't know. Crazy. Like, mm-hmm. Evil Cooper has some crazy technological prowess. Like, with, a, with someone else's cell phone, he can, like, route it through various towers to deceive people. You but know, whatever. I thought that meant that he was in Mexico. I thought that meant... There's no, he's not in Mexico. <laughs> well, I mean... now that you say it, of course it's true. But I thought that in the moment, I thought, oh, the, the, the farm he went to, they must have just been... I guess I was like... Oh my was, God, that was a long drive. I was like, yeah, they were driving for a while. And then, like, you know, who knows how much time passed, you know, since the, yeah. the woodsmen uh, did he whatever they did. He is supposed to go into Las Vegas next, so I yeah, guess it's I was, not. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, maybe they're, you know, in the close part of Mexico, like yeah, on the other side of the border. Uh, but yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't really think about that that they shouldn't be there at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, it, and it's just supposed to be that he somehow routed it weirdly. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought so. Thought it meant that like not Chantal's. Is, I guess. Yeah, I guess I thought I also meant like Chantal's phone 
was from Philly. I was like trying to figure out what they were trying mm-hmm. to tell us with that. But yeah, that makes sense that it's just another of his technomancy and he yeah. was basically making a call like untraceable, I guess. Yeah. I think that's the idea. But like they so they mentioned that they mentioned that Diane has a stable of boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, the, which yeah. yeah. Which confirms the thing I was thinking. Um, yeah, yeah, that the guy wasn't like her steady boyfriend. Main one, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Um, um, I was gonna say that also um, seems to go with that idea that maybe somehow she's corrupted. You know, yeah. she's like sleeping around yep. now. Yep. You know, that's yep. what that's what corrupted women do in David exactly. Lynch works. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, what if, I mean, it's not literally this, but what if Laura had just, like, accepted Bob, you mm. know, instead of fighting him, instead of, like, trying to resist or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, just like, okay, Bob, I'll work with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a very milder version of that, of course. Uh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously it's a different yeah. situation, but you know, just like vaguely, I think there's there's some there's some common points there that I feel like are at least like, uh, sure. in terms of the way they, uh, you know, uh, Lynch and Frost specifically like think about uh, the way characters react to certain things. It seems like there's certain patterns there that are repeating. Yeah, and it's and it's also similar to how they're doing a mirroring of um, Shelley's daughter and her husband. Oh yeah, uh, you know, and it's like oh god, I don't remember her name, Becky. Yeah, that's right. Becky. It's like, oh, Becky, you're just doing what your mother did. Come on. <laughs> yeah. What's happening here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, listen, I about Diane. <laughs> so, I mean, there's plenty of people who, and, you know, honestly, I'm one of them, who are still holding out hope that, yes. uh, that you know, Diane will be redeemed somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, she's not, it's like, it's a step in the wrong direction, plot, you know, in terms of what the plot is showing us. It, it's looking, you know, like she's a traitor. But, again, like we said last time, we don't know the circumstances. We don't know if she's being coerced. Yeah. You know, sure. we don't know why she's helping, if, you know, if she's going along with it for now. But, you know, Gordon, you know, Gordon's whole thing of, like, I knew something was wrong or something like that is, is yeah. interesting uh, in terms of, like, uh, if there will be some sort of, like, uh, fake out or, you know, reveal that, you know, she's really good, but she's in this situation for an understandable reason, you know? Right. Which they could absolutely tell us, and mm-hmm. you know that would sort of make it work. But uh, this episode does confirm that you know, in some way, she's willingly helping Evil Cooper and keeping it a secret. Yes, she's definitely doing that. Uh, and... Because she like because we mentioned like, and I it stood out to me that it seemed like she didn't do anything, you know, but it, mm-hmm. I guess it happened off screen. Yeah. It's an interesting way to, to do that. Like, we'll just cut out the bit that'll tell you what's going on. And then we'll yeah. just, we'll cut to the scene after that and tell you right. about that bit. We, we didn't show you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, and it's interesting too, that, that she said, you know, they have Hastings, they're, they're he's, they're going to have him take them to the site or whatever, because, that hadn't happened yet, right? In terms of when she got that message in that scene, didn't they? They talked to Hastings like after that, right? Uh, yes, yeah. Well, that's, so I guess, yeah, that, that's when they go to um, 
Uh, oh, no, yeah, they go see the body first. They go yeah. see Major Briggs' body first. Mm-hmm. That's when she gets the message. Yeah, so it's a while after. So she doesn't, like, you know, send this response in that same scene when she gets the message, you know, or soon after. Because, yeah, they have to go do the whole thing to talk to Hastings. So it was a while. It was presumably a while later. Yeah. The, you know, when she responded. So I, I'm curious if the the code phrase... Um, around the dinner table, the conversation is lively. Is that maybe just to say, "Hey, this is Mr. C," like because it's he's going to be texting from you know random phones, right? So I wonder if that's like a greeting they agreed upon, or he's like, "I'll quote you know Shakespeare or something," mm-hmm. um, and then that's how you'll know it's me, you know. So I wonder if it yeah. doesn't mean anything more than just just like, "Hey, this is me." Yeah, it could totally be that. Or, like, that give me the update. Sense. Yeah, like, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, the other thing that was weird about that is that uh, that's how the audience finds out that Hastings is going to take them somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Like, we got no indication from the last uh, part or mm-hmm. this one from mm-hmm. anybody else that that's what he was going to do. Um, yep. So it's just weird that, like, Diane's text uh, actually tells it, the audience as well. It almost feels like there's missing pieces here. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we'll, we'll see those scenes later. <laughs> that's going to be weird, though. It's, it's I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I do get the sense sometimes with, I, like, I wonder what the script looks like because I do get the sense sometimes with the show, like there are certain, uh, discrete elements where, um, you know, you can see a, a clear, uh, progression, but, uh, some of this stuff, it, it, it does seem like it's, it's just kind of, uh, popped in at very, you know, like mm-hmm. at no particular time, but just where, like a place where they can find to fit it in. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, know? that goes back to what we've been saying about how hard it must have been to edit all of these together and figure out where to put information. Because that's, yeah. that's what the storytelling is, is like metering out information, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the result has been like very, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, like kind of um, uh, scattered, mm-hmm. like... You know, like the the way like you could cut together like the Las Vegas plot or something. And like if you put all that stuff in one place, you know, mm-hmm. with Duncan Todd in there and you know what I mean? Like clearer because we got stuff about Duncan Todd in this episode that I didn't we got, understand. We got like his fundamental like issue almost. Like yeah. we got like this whole backstory that connects the whole the casino, the silver horse or what is it? Silver Silver is a silver horse. I don't know. I forgot what it's called now. Um, silver something casino. Um, and uh, and yeah, Duncan Ty. We saw his building, so we know he's not. He wasn't in that other place that we thought last time. Right. right. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I didn't. Exp- I didn't know that was going on. I you know we we had theorized that we'd come back to the casino, but like didn't think that like the casino boss guy was like a character we'd be following going to his house right you know what i mean um and have these like was it mitchell brothers mitchum Uh, mitchum brothers um and uh which is a whole crazy thing and yeah it's yeah i did not expect that yeah 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 uh so yeah we've we found out like he 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 has a connection to the insurance plot with Mm -hmm. anthony that we didn't understand before and uh, I guess the 
and you know it ties in with the Mitchum brothers, which we saw a while ago. Um, again, like the scattered plotting, <laughs> um, uh, and so like you know that that all kind of makes sense. Like why that's there. I think that the thing we still don't really know about Duncan Todd is why is he working for Evil Cooper? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, his first scene was uh, you, Roger. You should hope you never have a man like this in your life. You know. Well, I that, just had an idea. All right. So, how did the major presumably die? In the fire. Right. Right. Didn't the Mitchell brothers? Are you saying Evil Cooper like burned down the casino? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's hilarious, and that's what he has. That like he's because he did that for Mm -hmm. Duncan Todd. He yeah. owes him. Yeah, he owes him. Yeah, that makes sense. And now he's like deeper, you know, maybe there was a point where he's like, okay, I've, you know, done whatever, but that's mm-hmm. enough's enough. And then he, of course, is Mr. C, so enough is never yeah. enough until he says it's enough. Right. So that's right, why right. he's all, you know, sort of forlorn about it, um, to right. say the least. But yeah, I mean, I'm just connecting those dots. So maybe that, maybe that's, that's the kind a good of thing point. he did for him. It does seem similar to the fire with the, yeah, Briggs, that is probably mm-hmm. traceable to evil cooper as well yeah and i didn't think um i wasn't really thinking i feel bad i wasn't thinking about like why would anthony you know and that was a, a classic twin Peaks sort of a thing it's like the opposite of what you thought right so so it wasn't that it wasn't the classic case of anthony uh you know uh committing insurance fraud like approving a claim that was not valid he did the yeah. opposite. He did. Yeah. He, uh, he uh, disproved yeah. denied or a denied claim a claim that was, that was valid. Which is like what? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. I never would have <laughs> like guessed it was that scenario. Uh, and I wasn't thinking about like why he would have done it in other than monetary gain. I didn't think about yeah. oh well. Maybe he works for you know the the, the rivals mm-hmm. of some other character. You know. Um, or like they, you know, we're going to, I guess I'm still not clear what their relationship is. Why did, why did they even know Anthony? You saw this one twice. Did they, the Mitchum brothers? Oh. In terms Uh, of like, why is Anthony involved? I think uh, he sold them the insurance policy. Ah, there it is. There it is. There it is. So yeah, it's just the normal thing. It's nothing crazy. Um, he's <laughs> just the one that sold them the policy. Mm-hmm. So you know, yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was interesting to get that uh, those reveals. Um, and it, and it puts his character in the you know new position too because he's not as dastardly as I thought he was before. Right. Um, you know, and because I didn't know what he was up to before. Right. Uh, but really, he just you know, um, he's just involved in this like a uh, whole rivalry thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I don't know why he would help. I mean, presumably it is for monetary gain. Presumably Duncan Todd is offering mm-hmm, money mm-hmm. Uh, to deny the claim. Yeah. Um, you know, after setting up the arson. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the Mitchum brothers would probably pay him to approve the claim. <laughs> I, you know, uh, you got a good point there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he has more allegiance to Duncan Todd, especially because, like, the thing Duncan Todd is asking from him seems kind of... I mean, it's one of those plans where it's like, 
it's like it's it's so um it has like one too many steps and it just seems like very mm-hmm. uncertain to succeed like okay so duncan so ike failed right mm-hmm. so duncan todd's gotta kill dougie somehow so is he gonna hire another hitman no he he brings in anthony and says okay uh you're gonna go tell mm-hmm. the mitchum brothers that dougie's the one who denied their claim and then they'll kill him yeah like, that's the plan. And that just seems like such a, I don't know, a risky way to try to make it happen. And then he says, if it fails, then you have to do it. Well, but that's the thing. He's out of options. Literally two professional hitmen have failed. <laughs> two crews, you know what I mean? So, like, at this, right. it kind of makes sense that at this point, it's like, just get someone to do it. I, you know, because otherwise, he, like, Duncan Tusk have to do it himself, right? If yeah. if the Mitchum brothers don't, and if Anthony doesn't, then it's on him yeah. to do it. There's no one well, else he can call. That's why I was thinking, like, for Anthony, like, is it is it really worth it to try to make this plan work as opposed to just defecting to them? Here's what really happened, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Like, like that might have a better outcome for him than trying to do this all himself. Yeah, I guess it depends on what Anthony got out of this whole deal and what it's yeah, worth to true. him, you know? That's true. Which we don't really know. Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's, I, I guess, uh, I mean, that's another example of a character, um, I mean, we could ask that about all these characters that are collaborating with Evil Cooper, like, why they're doing it, and, you know, if it comes down to just owing him for something, I mean, uh, I don't know, I mean, maybe he did something for Diane. Say it again? Uh... So, so in terms of like all these characters oh. who are working for Evil Cooper, mm-hmm. um, you know, the suggestion that you made was that uh, Duncan Todd is doing it, you know, basically because uh, Evil Cooper did something for him, mm-hmm. you know. So anyway, I was just thinking about Diane, um, you know, that like, could he have done something for her, you know, besides like, you know, the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I mean, what would he have to offer except perchance a promise to, uh, bring the real Cooper back? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. And I, and now I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe it's a future offer. I, now I'm not sure how she really thinks about Mr. C in terms of being the real Cooper or not. I don't know if she knows yeah. he's a doppelganger or if she thinks that's the real Cooper. And, she might have just been told to say that. Yeah. And even though it is true, she might mm-hmm. not believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, that scene, that scene seems so believable to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Laura do Dern, think ladies that, and gentlemen. Yeah, I think Diane also uh, should deserve some acting credit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because seemingly that was a performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's crazy. It's like, I didn't suspect Diane, for a second. Diane, what have you been doing since you left the FBI? Oh, studying acting. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> I had to get really good at it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Evil Cooper, like, you know, paid for me to go to some, <laughs> like, acting conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> She's at the new, she, what is it, the new school, or, um... What's the oh man? What's the the inside the actor studio? Actor studio. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh jeez. Yes, James Lipton himself. Right. <laughs> Diane, tell me your favorite words. 
<laughs> what word do you love and what word do you hate? And she's like, Cooper. <laughs> Marvelous. It's just, it's, an, it's really an extra layer to the Diane story that um, I, I'm, I'm still not, I'm still confused about mm-hmm. what we're supposed to think about it. Um, it's so strange because, you know, I mean, it's one thing for Chantal and Hutch and, <laughs> and you know, like these other random, you know, mm-hmm. or Duncan Todd even where it's like, whatever, you know, they have their reasons. Um, uh, but yeah, with Diane, I mean, you know, it just, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's not quite on this level cause we never saw her, but it's almost like if they told us Gordon or Albert were working with evil Cooper, mm-hmm. you know, like it's just kind of crazy or, or, or someone from, you know, Hawk or something, you know, just, mm-hmm. it, what? <laughs> well, now I'm wondering is, is he, is he like, are people drawn to him? You know, like I'm trying to think of all the people in his sphere, and a lot of them are there because of fear. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I, I, you know, some people are clearly seem like they're getting paid to be around him. But I do wonder if, if you know, his his um, <laughs> his magnetism is not just for the ladies. Like, uh, are <laughs> you know, right? Uh, is it is it a weird thing that uh, like somehow he's got some dark magnetic power or something um and that in you know that is attributing uh you attribute that to um uh you know what what's kind of happening with these people uh you know because it or is he just threatening people into submission you know uh but i'm yeah i'm trying to think what would he have on diane what could he promise her? What could he threaten her with that would make her? And again, so far she's just spying, you know, but it, it really, I feel like the key there is wh- what does she think of this guy? And, and, and like, what does she think yeah. he is? You know, yeah. um, if she thinks that's the real Cooper, you know, uh, and maybe he's told her some story, you know, he's undercover or, you know, he's got to pretend or whatever and then to go along with it, you know, for some reason or or does she know that that's not him, you know, and she right. wasn't and she wasn't acting uh, in that scene where she says he's not, you know, um, you know, he's not the real Cooper. Uh, she was she was like f- sort of telling the truth, but it was still but she's, you know, still on his side for some reason. Right. Um so it's a weird, it's a weird like she's she's saying what's true, but it's a in a different context than we expect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's interesting, actually. Um, on a semi-related note, uh, another thought that occurred to me, just for like simplifying purposes, because you know the plot just seems like unnecessarily complicated enough already. Really. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, is like watching parts one and two, especially the scene where uh, Evil Cooper talks to this character. Um, I would say, like, for me now, the most mysterious character who um, he thinks is Philip Jeffries, but then starts to suspect maybe he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it seems to me 
that uh, that character is indeed the one that um, Ray uh, and Daria were reporting to and who put them up to killing Evil Cooper. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And who seemingly wants to be with Bob again. And so um, I just came up with the idea that maybe just to like simplify all this, uh, someone's just pretending to be Philip Jeffries and it's not actually Philip Jeffries. And you... And you think he was revealing himself in that phone call? Yeah. Or at least, like, um, you know, uh, Evil Cooper suspected it. Okay, that's interesting. I For the first time, you know, seemingly. Because they had been collaborating before. I mean, I think he understood Philip Jeffries as a uh, someone on his team. Um, but then, um, yeah, maybe, maybe it was just someone pretending to be Philip Jeffries and even the one who called Albert, I mean, who got the, the, you know, the man in Rio, uh, who was killed, you know, maybe that wasn't really Philip Jeffries. Maybe it was just someone saying they're Philip Jeffries. Well, it's funny that you're like trying to simplify this, but it makes it more complicated because it's like, well, who's that person? Who's well, in a position to do that? Now, that's a problem. I don't deny it. But I guess like what I thought before was that was happening because we already had the guy on the phone, plus mm -hmm. there's Philip Jeffries. Well, so, but the guy on the phone could be somebody we already know. It could be. But it I doubt be. the guy on the phone could be somebody we already know who could impersonate Philip Jeffries. Just pretending to be Philip Jeffries, And so yeah. are you saying you don't think Cooper, Mr. C, ever saw Philip Jeffries in person? Uh, you think he's been working sort of remotely or something with him? Because I, like uh, yeah. I, like I feel like he's seen him in person. And you would so think that you makes would think me, you've seen him in person. That makes me think. Well, he can't be someone who looks like Philip Jeffries, right? Because he he knows what Philip Jeffries looks like. He looks like David Bowie. You, you would think he would know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 a hurdle. I think. I do it like is. I do like that idea, but uh, but yeah, I think I think you, you know. I, a, I want it to be Philip Jeffries. I want him to really be. In I the do story. too, but you know, knowing about you know David Bowie's death and um, you know, so like the limits on what they could possibly show for Philip Jeffries. I mean, they you know they could recast or something, and, but and, then, and since they already introduced the idea that like someone is maybe pretending to be Philip Jeffries and has this agenda, I mean, it made me think that maybe this is the one who's behind the box scheme. Okay, so now you're really simplifying things. So he's also the billionaire. I'm just throwing it out there. I think so. It's a he's the billionaire who's been pretending to be Philip Jeffries, but yeah, and he also wants to be with Bob again. I mean, that's yeah. a lot for one character. Well, I, yeah, but I'm assuming it's a reveal about this character, whoever this is. I mean, this character, whoever this character is. I mean, there could be more than one, but I guess that's why I'm saying I'm trying to simplify. Mm hmm. You know, by kind of like drawing it together. Now, it, it could have been that in this ep in this part specifically, it could have been that we learned that uh, Evil Cooper's the the billionaire. <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure because um, uh, as a follow up to the Diane reveal, we get Tammy walking in with a picture of um, uh, of uh, Evil Cooper at the at the place in New York where the box was. Wasn't he in the box? Was he in the box? I thought he was in the box, which I thought was... I didn't think that was the box, but I don't know. Maybe it was the box. <laughs> I, <laughs> I thought I thought that was just like that 
place, but I, I didn't think he was actually standing in the box. No, because so remember, the, the cameras are pointed at the box, and she said we found this oh, on yeah, one of the earlier it, memory they cards. They it from the card, right? Yeah, okay, so, so I guess, I guess I, he was I'm trying to find it again, but I, I'm pretty sure that's that he was in the box, which was supposed to be like, holy shit, like he also came through that thing um, at some point. That's my interpretation. Yeah, that's weird though. Oh, and also, uh, <laughs> fake fake Philip Jeffries mentions uh, I missed you in New York. Yes. So so uh, that's th- a good connection that the billionaire is the guy on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And if the guy on the phone is fake Philip Jeffries, and if fake Philip Jeffries, another hurdle though with fake Philip Jeffries. Uh, yeah, Cooper. This is Cooper in the box for sure. Um, okay. uh, here's the other, the other thing though. Uh, he also has to convince Albert that he's Philip Jeffries too. Yeah. So he's got two people who should know who Philip Jeffries is that he's duping. So that's, that's, that's a big hurdle. It's not impossible. He doesn't sound anything like Philip Jeffries either, Mm -hmm. but I mean, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah, you would think he, you know, Albert would, if Albert gets a call from someone who's been missing all this time, yeah. He would be, you know, he, he his suspicion hat is on. Um, yeah. and you would so, hope, especially if he's going to give out, like, secret ex- information. Yeah, so he, I feel like he'd be, it, it's an even bigger hurdle for someone to pull the wool over his eyes like that um, for with that. But, you know, again, not impossible depending Maybe on... Maybe it's a shapeshifter? I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Come on, let's bring it down to earth. Let's bring it down to earth. Like, we're already dealing with crazy enough stuff. Don't bring shapeshifters into it. It's I'm a just, chimera. I I don't think that's it. It's just yeah. It's it's hard for it's hard for me to make sense of it, um, technically. But it does feel like uh, you know for the eight parts we have remaining. Um, I mean, how many how many characters are there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, involved in this thing? I mean, it's possible that there are a lot. I do understand that there are a lot of characters in the show. Yeah. But um, it just seems like it makes sense to uh, to kind of pull back the curtain and have like a um, maybe a bigger or at least like a, a rival uh, bad guy to compete with Evil Cooper, who seems to be involved with basically everything so far. Yeah, but that's is a, there a single plot line that doesn't involve Evil Cooper in some in some way in terms of like the the big plot? I mean, I know there's like small mm, you know plots that don't, but well, like the Las I Vegas think, stuff is all Evil Cooper. The the New York stuff now has. I a think connection. the Twin Peaks stuff isn't really Evil Cooper per se, but it might lead to him. Well, the it's been about it was about him though. I mean, like the the diary pages, you know, were were basically um, about Evil Cooper. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, and yeah. and and Major's message had the two Cooper thing in it. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I feel like all of those. But threads... why isn't why isn't that person Dale Cooper? Why isn't the person to go against Mister C? The actual Dale Cooper. Well, week. it should be. It should be. But uh, but it, it. I guess. I guess what I'm saying is, um, you know, at the end of the original series, 
Um, you mm-hmm. know, we were poised with Bob slash Cooper Doppelganger, which are kind of the same thing and kind of not. And maybe he's not there anymore, but whatever. Like they were poised as like the main ba- the main villain. Right. Mm-hmm. And I guess I feel like the new series is, is maybe trying to introduce, um, you know, a, a bigger villain, an alternate villain or someone to someone who Dale Cooper probably is going to have to deal with also. <laughs> Excuse me. I presume you're basically saying they're they they're bringing in a Wind of Merle part two. That's what you're yeah, saying, exactly. Which I my I, I you know my instinct has not been accurate a lot of this show, but my instinct is saying they don't need to do that. Um, but I do you know we do have the billionaire. I do think there's good evidence that the billionaire is the guy on the phone. Now we know Mr. C was in New York. Yeah. Uh, he was in the box and he literally did miss him. So, um, I think, I think that connects that character. Um, now, you know, it was not supposed to be Philip Jeffries. So he's either, there's either another character that's Philip Jeffries. That's not the billionaire or the billionaire was impersonating Philip Jeffries, which I guess if you're a billionaire, you could have the resources to do that fairly effectively somehow. You know, maybe there's some weird, you know, the same way Catherine was was incognito as the Asian man, the Japanese right. guy. Maybe this guy has one of those cool Mission Impossible masks. <laughs> sure. You know, and so sure. that's how he faked him out in person, you know, or something. Yeah. Um, it'd be a little a little crazy, but a lot of the other stuff is crazy, too. Um, I'm also starting to fixate on I'll be with Bob again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. When were you with Bob the first time, sir? Well, now that's interesting because it makes me think of, you know, I thought it was Mike, you know, I thought it was a Black Lodge inhabitant or it was someone yeah. who wants Bob back into the special world. Right. Um, but maybe it's someone who Bob previously inhabited. And he wants him back, and maybe I that's mean, this, what he that means. That must be so. We're talking like pre Leland's, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, was it? Is it? Is it that dirty neighbor? <laughs> oh God! Oh man, the neighbor at the house that's like flicking matches at him. Yes. Oh wow! A, a little Leland. <laughs> Maybe it is exactly. him, and in the intervening years, he got a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he really moved up in the world. Yeah, he wants to be with Bob again. Mm-hmm. That's you know uh, maybe they would connect that to the to the nineteen fifties timeline. That's what I was wondering. Could it? Could it? Could he be? Uh, could could? Because that roughly you know seems like. Um, you know, a, a decent time. Um, uh, it might be a little too late <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for that to be happening. Um, the connection with that plot line is definitely a huge open question so, that should have an answer. I know a lot of people think the girl that the frog bug went in the mouth of uh, is Sarah Palmer, but could that be Leland's mother? And like Leland had her, sorry, had him, like when she was young, you know, and maybe it may be like, because basically I'm trying to tie together some connection to Bob that like Leland has in some weird way. Well, let's see. 
let me do the math here. Um, uh, that would make that would make Leland's third. Like, let's say she was pregnant instantly at the moment we saw her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you know, whatever. I mean, maybe the bug did it. I don't know. <laughs> Um, that, that would mean Leland would be something like 33 in the original series. Well, uh, so real quick, not... this is Leland was born February, 1944. Yeah. That seems more. So I guess that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, that's, that's what I was just getting to. I feel like he was supposed to be older. Yeah. Than... He would have been older than that. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Well, um, yeah, so anyway, that's an interesting idea, though, about the the connection between uh, Philip Jeffries and, and uh, the guy on the phone and the billionaire. Yeah. Um, and the idea, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think you're right. Like, I mean, it does make sense structurally if there is a, a villain to fight that they introduce. But, you know, the thing about Wyndham Earl was they spent a lot of time, you know, making him have a connection to Cooper that was very significant True. So I would also expect that to be true of this billionaire person, like, yeah. you know, or whoever is sort of trying to go after Mr. C, that, like, they're not just a new bad guy out of nowhere, you know, that, that it would have, you know, maybe that's the beat with Bob again part is connecting him to the mythology. Right. You know, and bringing it back. Uh, and maybe Bob inhabited multiple people, you know, maybe Bob inhabited other people when he was messing with Leland. You know, one other person, perhaps. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it was one time, you know. Maybe it was something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the big question is, why would he want Bob back? Um, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, generally, it, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you're a certain kind of person, maybe it's good. I mean, you know, Evil Cooper was happy that Bob's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if he's that type of person, then, uh, I, you know, maybe Bob's, uh, whatever, whatever you call it that he has, his spirit or his, uh, yeah. energy and, and, is helpful. And I will be with Bob again, you know, that, that line has a new meaning now that we know that Bob was literally inside of Mr. C. Yeah. So he's literally telling him, I'm going to take that bubble out of you. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. Yep, and I wonder. Yeah, so I guess it, it also calls into question if that uh, if that happened already <laughs> mm-hmm. that uh, that the Bob bubble was removed. Um, well, damn. I mean, yeah, it calls into question if if the guy on the phone knew that shooting uh, mm-hmm. shooting Mister C would 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 make the woodman woodsman uh, yeah. take Bob out. That's a good point. That's a good point. That actually could be true. And, like, that's, that's you know, the whole point was, like, hey, if you kill him, yeah. then Bob will be free to be taken. Yeah. This yeah. guy has to be crazy, though, to know oh, that. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but I guess, listen, I mean, maybe he went to the zone and he found some information out. Like, yeah. you could know, um, maybe there's other people who can give him this information or something. Apparently, you can get that some information that leads you to that place uh, mm-hmm. just by like going to your local high school library. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, or go to uh, searchforthezone.com. or that. Yeah, I guess that works. <laughs> Read some of those journal entries. <laughs> well, hey, whenever uh, they show up again, you want to uh, get into the episode? 
Oh, you want to actually talk about the episode instead yeah. of just randomly spitballing about things? <laughs> all right, all right, fair enough. It could be a thing to do. I think it's but been I, like an hour. I think I, I would recommend rewatches uh, because yeah. uh, things have changed so much since those early days, and like the interpretation of those early scenes uh, just completely changes when you think about what's coming later. I um, um, even even more so than when I was just like imagining those scenes, you know, watching mm-hmm. it, it was like, oh, like I I don't know. So yeah, I I yeah. Uh, I, sh- I want to go back and watch some of the other old episodes. I, my well. plan was to rewatch the first half once we got to this point, just yeah. to rewatch the whole thing. But then I'm really obsessed about how many times I'm rewatching the episodes for some reason. I don't want to rewatch oh, right. one part more than the other. I don't know why yeah. I care that much. Cause so now I'm like, oh man! But if I rewatch the first nine episodes, then once the season's over, I'm gonna want to start from the beginning. Right. But then I wouldn't have rewatched the second part twice. Right. And I don't right. want to jump. You know. So I'm like, I don't know. What I'm gonna do. But yeah. But uh, yeah, let's get into the episode. Okay. Are the parts? Sorry. Yes, please. Okay, so uh, the first scene we have uh, Richard Horn going to see Miriam about her witnessing him hit the boy with the truck. Uh, She says she already told the police and also wrote a letter to the sheriff (laughs) after verifying that she sent the letter today within the story, of course, uh, he breaks into her trailer and uh, seemingly kills her. I guess he attacks her. Uh, He leaves uh, a, a lit candle and the gas on. Um, then he calls Chad and tells, um, tells him to, uh, intercept the letter, uh, threatening him. Uh, Chad sort of reluctantly agrees, I guess. Um, and then we see inside the trailer, we see Miriam lying in a pool of blood and, uh, breathing, I guess, uh, the gas is still on. I guess she's dead. Anyway, that's the end. All right. What a fun first scene. So, yeah, we start out with some good old-fashioned violence. <laughs> Towards women. Towards Yay! women. We get a lot of that in this episode. Yeah, nice innocent woman bludgeoned to death. <laughs> and, and like, not only that, but, like, covering up the crime. You know, hiding it yep. with the with the, this impending gas explosion and then, like, right. intercepting the letter. And I guess he's just going to get away with it. <laughs> That's what it looks like now. Now I'm I'm kind of confused about. There's a couple of aspects of this storyline that confuse me. So so I had to watch it again to kind of catch this. But she did specifically say, "I already told the police mm-hmm. and also wrote a letter." Yeah, I think she telling the police is why Andy went out to see Farmer. That's what I'm thinking, but I feel like. Maybe she only told Andy. Like, I don't... I, I. It seems like, you know, Hawk and uh, Frank Truman are don't so removed that. from this thing because they haven't really interacted with this storyline. Yeah. So I'm curious what she means by I already told the police. Yeah, but you're right. Like, I think the police should know that, hey, even, you know, even if they don't get the letter... Yeah. ...that, uh, you know, that uh, she... She told him that, you know, he Richard Richard was the guy who hit the kid. Yeah. 
And then when she winds up, like, murdered, it should still throw suspicion on him, even without the letter. Yeah, yeah, but it'll be like, oh, it was a gas leak, you know. That's what they're supposed to think? Yeah, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully they're better detectives than that, but yeah, if they send Andy out again. Right. I, it also made me wonder if, if she spoke to Chad, you know? And if Andy's on the take, did Chad send Andy, you know, knowing that, you know... And nothing would get done? Yeah, exactly. uh, I I wouldn't think he told Chad. She told Chad only because I feel like Chad would have meant said something in this scene. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but yeah, that's a good theory. Otherwise, um, but I feel like I feel like they told Andy, and that's why Andy was like you know leading that case, right? Um, and like the last time we saw him, he wasn't he wasn't a part of the 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 major story with following True. Laura Palmer's diary and and the stuff with the. Um, with Bobby, yeah. um, but and yeah, I, that's true. one thing I wonder is when they do find out that she's you know dead in this explosion, if it if it sort of works out that way, I feel like it could also like <laughs> the gas just stops running and like it doesn't actually blow up or something weird. Yeah, they don't show it blowing up, uh, so yeah, it's 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 open that that they might just find it the way it is, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even she's still alive. Or like yeah, like somebody comes in just in time to like stop it or something. Uh, yeah, but or like you know, take her out before the explosion. I mean, she 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 was bleeding a lot. I feel like she's dead from the wound. I feel like she's wound. dead too. It is interesting that she's still breathing, but then you know, I mean, when you have live actors, like they can't not breathe, really. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So that's like not and depending that on how they necessarily mean anything. Depending on how they, yeah, and it could be her last breaths. You know, it doesn't yeah, mean yeah. she's gonna continue to breathe. Uh, but I do wonder if Andy shows up here and she's, you know, she's dead. If if we're gonna get a call back to her, to like him crying at uh, oh. at, cr- at crime scenes or right. like some sort of like either he cries because he's not he still does that when it's said or if like they just call back to it and he's like I'm not gonna cry you know or right. something yeah 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 they could do that too if they want to show some kind of growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the writing here is weird. Like the the fact that they they specify that like it, like the first thing that's weird is the two things like yep. the fact that she told the police and then wrote a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's kind of awkward and it makes the cover up like less clear, I guess. But then I guess if she only wrote a letter, it would be weird. But the fact that she wrote a letter at all is weird. Yeah, the letter writing is like the quirk, weird quirk for her character. Um, it's, I think it's really weird to write a letter for a crime like that. Um, but I, but I, I feel like she, it, it's her character trying to, uh, protect herself. And that, that's kind of a, you know, I kind of understand that idea of like, I've already, you know, it's basically like what Mr. C told the warden, like, you know, I've got information out there for you. And if this thing doesn't happen, it's going to it's going to get to the people you don't want it to get to. So it's kind of like that. It's kind of like this insurance policy, like, you know, because, you know, we've seen that before. We're like, uh, if I die, then, you know, this thing gets triggered. And, you know, so it's kind of like that, except she already sent it. You know, she already triggered it. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think that's kind of the idea there. But it's. Well, you know, R.I.P. Miriam, I guess. I mean, you know, we hardly she was knew in like you. three scenes. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was a weird opening. But yeah, you're right. It was it was strange to get this kind of two thing, 
you know, and and it'd be a mystery of who she told at the police, right? Um, but uh, yeah, well, and and I'm curious if like we're supposed to think, you know, now that we finally have seen Richard since that that murder, um, I'm I wonder if like we're supposed to think he did the same thing to Farmer. Like he borrowed Farmer's truck for this thing, and and so his, he's like a witness somehow. I did infer that. I do yeah. think that maybe we're supposed to believe he murdered him as well. Yeah, and, and that's that, like, what he was so nervous about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder, like, you know, he leaves Miriam's door open. I think, mm-hmm. which is the same way Farmer's door was open. Yeah. yeah. So, because he he doesn't have the wherewithal to close doors, you know. I guess like not. It, it's a. I almost feel like it's it's a it's like a bad guy thing. Actually, I'm looking at the scene. He doesn't leave it open. Uh, I guess for the gas leak, that's right. He he doesn't want to leave it open because yeah. the gas leak. Although the window's broken, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll still probably work, or unless they'll be like, "Good thing that window was broken." Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much those details matter or not. <laughs> mm-hmm. It could go either way. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So I yeah I've heard that too that this was the same thing he did to the farmer. He just showed up and like I'm gonna kill you now because you know something. Yeah. Yeah, and, and maybe, it, it would be consistent with the pattern that uh, violence against men tends to be more off-screen and not dwelt upon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle against... it when it's towards men. I don't want to <laughs> see that. <laughs> Kill the girl again. <laughs> um, she's already yeah, dead, David. Already Kill dead. another one then. <laughs> <laughs> yikes we're so flippant about this apologize folks um it's a serious subject um yes and i do wonder if you know we talked about last podcast that um one of the producers came out and said that uh being asked where billy was oh yeah um mm-hmm. uh riley lynch or whatever uh yeah. and so I, I i do still think that farmer is billy and that's why he was asking about him <laughs> because he's dead now and so he's asking you haven't seen him because he's dead well <laughs> now i'm a, i'm pretty sure that well okay actually i'm not sure about this here I'll, what i thought was that billy was someone in the band okay and if farmer isn't in the band then i would say it's not farmer now that would be a checkable thing i doubt i doubt he's in the band why do you think billy is someone in the band because, like, I, I feel like he doesn't know anybody else. <laughs> so, but I feel like the fact that, like, he asked people in in just in the diner. But I, yeah. I feel like that's making him a part of the world. He's not yeah. just, like, part of a traveling band playing through Twin Peaks. But, like, they actually mm-hmm. live there. Yeah. Um, so that's why I assume, like, it's somebody other people would know. It could be. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but okay. Okay. But yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely a, um, a Bing skeptic. <laughs> <laughs> You're you Bing will. skeptical? Yes, I'm Bing skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> Pun number one. All <laughs> uh, right. Like, I'm not convinced that that is even a thing, but yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a, like a good, a good way to sort of make that scene matter. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. Give it a little more weight. Um, and you were right that they, uh, I think you mentioned this, uh, that they they added in some music on top of um, the, uh, what's it called? Oh, Tom? Sleepwalk, did they? Yeah, 
Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They nice. Put some, uh, some they mix some like uh, atmospheric, like creepy Twin Peaks music in, okay. into it. That's what so I thought. Nice. It doesn't just end that way. So you were you were right about that. Yeah, I was right about something. Yeah, and it's and it's it's <laughs> basically. Happened. I think I I think I think it was like when Riley Lynch shows up uh, where he shouldn't be because in the other shot he's asking where Billy is. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, it was a weird way to kind of end that thing with this double doppelganger almost situation. But it's it's like, how much could that matter? It's such a small detail yeah. um, that you don't yeah. really notice unless you're really looking for it. we're pretty soon here. Yeah. <laughs> with this storyline. That's a threat and a promise. I don't know. Do you want to talk about it now? There's like there's a there's a internet controversy raging about this storyline. Oh um, no! Because of a specific detail that comes up later. Where the the internet is so rarely raging in controversy. So <laughs> I um, know. I'm so unlike it. Like, <laughs> come on, internet. Wow. Uh, the internet finally like um, takes its top off. Wait, that's I not the phrase I want. <laughs> Let's loose. Is guess what I meant. I thought uh, you were loosens, better than that internet. Loosens their tie. I think it was, I don't know. Rolls up their sleeves. There there's, you go. there's a bunch of metaphors here we could use. There's so many at our disposal. Yeah. Interesting how that language thing works. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, let's talk about this this controversy. Okay. So I mean, yeah, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but um uh so later on we get a follow-up to this where we get Chad um you know, getting a letter, mm-hmm. and if you look at the letter... Oh, no, don't uh, look at the letter, people. Don't look at the letter. <laughs> like, so, yeah, I, I like, there's there's two aspects. One that I think is, like, obviously bullshit, and one that's, like, a little bit, like, what? But I, I'm still skeptic. I'm a skeptic. I, I Anyone who ever listened to Lost Lowdown or any other podcast I've been on it knows, like, my general attitude about these things is I'm, I'm very skeptical about small details like this, especially small details relating to plots, uh, because uh, props, I mean, because because I'm so, I've, I've had so many experiences, uh, prop errors, continuity mm-hmm. errors, and things like this, where it's like, these little details, so rarely do they come to anything that it feels to me like, like the best bet in all cases mm-hmm. um, is to just to assume it's that. But anyway, uh, so if you look at the letter, mm-hmm. uh, I'm look looking, the name, I'm looking, you'll see that the last name listed, it does say Miriam, but the last name listed is um, different from the last name given in the credits. Um, it says Hodges and in the credits, she's credited as Miriam Sullivan. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that's so what? So what? What's your theory, Internet? What's your theory? The There's theory two is that Miriams. he got the wrong letter. Yeah. There's two Miriams and... It's oh, a coincidence. Well, that actually is interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's the theory. That's the theory. Like, basically that that it's not the correct letter. Um, you know, and they, they fixated on various details, like... You know, Richard says, you, you sent it today? And they're like, would it arrive if she sent it today? Mm-hmm. You know? And then another thing is, she says she sent it to Sheriff Truman, but it's a Sw- Twin Peaks Sheriff Station. I think that's bullshit, personally. Um, like, I think it's fine to yeah, know, yeah. use that, whatever that uh, uh, rhetorical device is. Like, the Sheriff Station means Sheriff Truman. I guess it's the opposite of that, but, mm-hmm. you know. 
uh, I, I think that's like whatever. Well, because um, because the letter itself inside could say "Dear Sheriff yeah, Truman," absolutely, and then she'd be accurate in what she meant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because yeah, it's whatever. Um, uh, like I think there there could be the credits have been weird uh, in certain aspects so far. Um, uh, I, I feel like maybe they didn't think them through very well in certain cases, um, especially with Richard Horn. And, you know, watching this episode, it was clear to me, like, the Richard Horn storyline, like, should have been a surprise. And the credits kind of spoiled it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because until this episode, there was zero indication from the actual story, like, outside of the credits, zero indication Mm -hmm. that this character had anything to do with the horns. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think by the script, by the way it's written, it should have been a surprise. It should have come in this one, like, oh my god, he's a horn. Oh my god, that's his grandma. Oh my god, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that we should have been surprised. But we've known since day one. You know, yeah, that was, that was a month ago or so. Like it's you know like we're, everyone's already like, and I feel like that's not how the story feels like it's supposed to work by the way they're actually writing it. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like the credits are kind of messing us up. And since like, there's no indication of her uh, last name outside of the credits. um, And because prop errors happen all the time. uh, I'm very hesitant to think that it's really supposed to be the case that he got the wrong letter. I don't know, but we'll see. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not, yeah, it's like right in the cusp before I think it's a ridiculous idea uh, because I think it's the kind of thing that could happen on Twin Peaks. Uh, there's two Miriams. You got the wrong one. You didn't specify her last name. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I do think it definitely could be a prop error. But I, I think, like, um, you know, I'm, I I don't mind if she mailed it today and it got there today. You know, I, I could expect that to happen. It, yeah. You know, I mean, like, uh, Richard seemed to imply he wasn't like, oh, we got a day to, you know, we got two days before it'll be right. delivered. Like he's like, no, it, you know, intercepted, make sure. Yeah. Um, I assume Chad is gonna read the letter. I assume he's gonna he open so. it, and 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 yeah. so we'll we'll verify like what what it says. I doubt me. that there's another Miriam in that stack, and he like didn't see it. Yeah. Um. So. You know, it would be that the it, it comes the next day or something, and they do mm-hmm. end up getting it. I, I feel like it's interesting because we were just talking about that. That you know, they don't really need it if if she told them. She's already told them. Yeah, so yeah. they don't necessarily need it. I assume, and she knows who he is. Like that was something that wasn't clear to me from the earlier scene. Mm-hmm. Like she actually recognized him. It wasn't. Oh, just like... she was like, yeah, they, they know each other somehow. Um, yeah. And, and it uh, maybe they went to high school together or something. Could or, be definitely. Um, yeah, yeah. So they don't really need to. I assume when she told whomever uh, about you know Richard killing the kid that they did an official police statement and it wasn't you know you would I, think so. I mean, that may be a big assumption, but I I, I would imagine that they she took well, an official statement, do. not just like oh, okay, I'll look in it. Thanks for telling me. Right, you know, sort right. of word of mouth, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but okay, thanks, Internet. You know, I mean, that's what you're there for. <laughs> and um, to find out the details no one cares about. Um, right. I, I do think it's, yeah, I, I totally agree with you that, like, it's supposed to play like a surprise. I It came off like a surprise to me because I thought that, um, I thought that the reveal 
meant my my crackpot theory, which was that um, Don, it was that he's actually Donna's son because Donna is sort of a horn. And I, but then I'm like, it doesn't mean that <laughs> it could still be Audrey's kid easily. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. It, it, it ties back to that whole, he's, he's the son of sin or whatever. I mean, Sylvia wouldn't be his grandmother if it's, if he's actually Donna's kid. For sure. I mean, not like, yeah, not sort of technically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I always, I, I my crack five theory would, would, would include like, you know, Donna um, being like, I can't raise this kid and giving it to, to, to sort right. of Ben and um, Ben and Sylvia to raise sort of a right. thing. And Sylvia, like, you know, accepts him. But like, yeah, isn't technically his grandmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would definitely be that would definitely be the I mean, uh, you know, it's very doubtful that it's Johnny's. Um, yes. So I would say if it's not Audrey's. That's the number one theory, but I feel like at this point, um, for various reasons, Audrey makes the most sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think it's it's Audrey's at this point. That that makes sense where they're going with the story. Yeah, uh, he's Audrey's. Uh, he's kind of an it, I guess. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Evil Cooper's the dad. That's, yeah, I'm yeah, kind of convinced Jeez. of that at this point. <laughs> So like Dougie has Sunny Jim and and Evil Cooper has as Richard. Okay. Yep. yep. Um. Everyone gets a son on this show. <laughs> uh, every Cooper gets a son. Um. <laughs> except the real Cooper. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, and the credits thing. Yeah. Um. About it sort of not being a surprise. Yeah. I I don't know. You know they they made the the choice to make the credits prominent by having the show continue under the credits. So it is begging you to watch the credits in a yeah. way. Well, and I have to to like but what they could have done is just credited him as Richard. I agree. Yes. If they just did that, we would have a name to call him, but we wouldn't have to give away the the mm-hmm. reveal. Mm-hmm. You know, plenty of characters, I mean, characters have been credited with first names alone and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, it was, it just, it wasn't necessary. And I don't see what it added um, <laughs> to know so far in advance mm-hmm. of when the story actually gets there. Yeah, maybe they, maybe, maybe, be, maybe you'll find the character more interesting when he's first introduced, when you know he's Richard Horn and, and not just and, some and, random and, asshole. And that'll be the mystery of who's his parents and right. how does it work. Well, and, that's certainly what happened. Yeah, yeah. So maybe they sided with that versus this, um, you know, reveal that that he's actually the you know Letting his grandparents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting who they decide to give full names to and and yeah. and not, and who they decide to give real names to and not. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Miriam could have easily just been Miriam. I'm surprised she even yeah. gets a last name to be wrong. Yep, yep. <laughs> you know, and I guess that would be an argument for like, well, that's why the letter is the wrong one. And like, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just... I. <laughs> and, did, and Richard sort of says... He, he he says Miriam as if they know he knows Miriam, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 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 interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, you would think so. Um. But yeah, I guess I mean, all we can do is wait and see. That's all we can do, and go to the next scene. All right. So you ready for the next scene? Mm-hmm.
All right, so we have Carl Rod playing the guitar and singing at the new Fat Trout trailer park uh, in front of his little manager's <laughs> the place. New, the new Fat Trout trailer park featuring Carl, Carl Rod. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's got a show every day at noon, folks. Come on out. Tip your waitress. Attendance is a little light today. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, as he's in the middle of seeing a coffee cup flies out of a window of one of the trailers, um, and we hear some uh, angry words, and so then we go inside the trailer, and we see Steven. Well, I hope it's not more violence towards women in this of trailer. Of course it is. Oh, jeez. I just had my fill. <laughs> <laughs> but David, really? Two scenes back-to-back like that? Women in trouble, Mark. Women in trouble. I love it. <laughs> I can't get enough. Good jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, so inside the trailer, we see Steven yelling at Becky um, about her, like, money, wages, um, uh, getting a raise. Um there's a pretty clear, uh, she tries to resist slightly, and he kind of raises his fist. And um, mm-hmm. and then at the end, he says, uh, I know what you did. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what that's about. Um, but I know what domestic violence is about. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like this. So, uh, yeah, you know, in that previous scene, I remember... Um, uh, I remember thinking like, well, you know, he's, he's a loser. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's a drug addict. Seemingly he's kind of enabling that. Um, but at least he's not abusive. <laughs> yeah. They, I, and, and again, like with this scene, I, it, it made me think, um, similar to, to kind of what they do with Naomi Watts, uh, to Janie E, you know, sort of revealing a completely different side of her character out of nowhere. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, why did I think this guy couldn't be mad or get violent? Yeah. Just because he wasn't in that one scene I saw. Right. Him, or no, he's like two scenes, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He, he can, he can be this guy sometimes, especially if he's doing drugs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially Which if he implied that he is, I think. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, again, we talked about it last time, I think, or earlier, um, um, this idea of, you know, Shelly's daughter repeating this sort of pattern of being yeah. with an abusive husband. But, you know, Leo had a ponytail, so you could see the attraction. <laughs> um, this guy is like, there's no ponytail. There's no big rig. I mean, what does right. he got? He doesn't Corvette. seem like he cleans a lot. Corvette, like, you know, he's not an obsessive compulsive cleaner, apparently. Right. Right. So I don't know he what she sees. He does mention something about cleaning, doesn't he? I think he told, tells her she needs to clean. I think it was like classic women in the kitchen, like, yeah, stay home. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's what was happening there. Uh, but yeah, interesting. They they throw a little mystery there uh, in terms of exactly what she did. Yeah, is that a thing? Is he just saying nonsense? Like I I, I don't quite know. Um, it was very hard for me to understand him uh, without the uh, closed captions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were very useful because I didn't even catch that the first time I watched it. It was because and you know. It, uh, Twin Peaks is getting to the point. I, I mean, I hate to say this, but like, whenever a woman walks on screen, 
I mm-hmm. like, especially, you know, if they don't have a clearly defined role, like Janie E or something, like, I'm kind of cringing, like, oh, God, how long before something horrible or demeaning happens? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ugh. Are they are they going to be used for their sex appeal? Or yep. Are they going to be? Is it going to be violence towards them? Yeah, yeah is exactly. it? Yeah, there's there's not that many women I feel like that have a sense of their own like self empowerment. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, obviously Janie E was a different kind of character where she was like bossing men around and yeah. Uh, I mean, and, you she, know, I guess the, the nagging wife is the third thing that we get. Yeah. A lot of. Yeah. She kind of falls into that category. Well, she, she's the nagging wife who, but also, but there's the other part where she's the like tough as nails bitch. Right. You know, so there's like that other trope with the nagging wife, which is, which yeah. is related, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so it's interesting to, to sort of get that, uh, but yeah, it is weird to, to sort of think about that idea of like, I mean, listen, men, there's a, you know, most of the men are portrayed in a negative way too, because there's most of the men are like dastardly or, 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 I mean, I don't know if it's most, but a good number of them are definitely doing the violence. They're conspiring, you know, it's not like they're like moral heroes in any way either. But uh, but it is interesting, sort of uh, the sort of consistency with how uh, genders are uh, dis uh, portrayed. Yeah, yeah, and it, it does feel like I. It has made me reconsider the original series, um, and I think I, I can definitely see like um, elements of that in the original series. But mm-hmm. I do feel like somehow the balance is worse, which is which is pretty weird. Um, I would think the. 2017 Twin Peaks would be would be maybe a little more um, uh, balanced in that regard than than the series from 1991, mm-hmm. you know. But um, somehow um, that just hasn't really materialized yet. Um, and you know, I mean, men are definitely even if they are uh, not portrayed in a positive light, they are definitely driving the story. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and, uh, you know, the female characters haven't really had much of a chance to affect the storyline very much mm-hmm. uh, at this point. They're just kind of in tow uh, to various male characters. <laughs> yeah. And like when you when you when you use that context, it kind of makes you think there's no way Audrey is the billionaire because the right. billionaire has agency and be a has a plan. And, and yeah. The billionaire has to be a man, Mark. How else did he make a billion? <laughs> it does feel quote unquote old school. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to kind of look at it like that and, and to sort of see these the, these themes play out and kind of wonder like, you know, do you agree with this? I mean, yeah, part of it is definitely the the genre the sort of base crime genre that the show is a part of right. um you know i think i think a lot of that is 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 just from the material there um uh but uh but yeah it's interesting to kind of to kind of see this play out uh in, in, in this like palpable way um <laughs> yeah yeah which i was just thinking like tarantino really puts women in charge a lot oh yeah um i was just thinking uh i was like i was like i've ever seen david lynch do like you know women who like really sort of take charge and i was like yeah tarantino does that yeah 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 i mean um 
you know, he has had he has had women as main characters and who, you know, do like drive the story. But it, yeah, it is it is often uh, they're subject to forces mm-hmm. um, that that, you know, of course, I mean, that happens to a lot of male characters, too. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I even think his old movies um, <laughs> present a bit better balance in this regard than this new series. It's I mm-hmm. don't know. I mean, maybe it's the kind of thing where um once once we see the whole thing once i see the rest of it it'll it'll sort of feel a bit less skewed in this way mm-hmm. um but yeah it's the kind of thing where i just i'm, I'm kind of uh, hoping uh women don't appear on screen just because of what might happen to them. Oh, no <laughs> which is just like yeah it's like i don't want to be watching the show that way you know mm-hmm. um but you know this this episode was very pronounced in that regard yeah um you know, basically all of the stuff um, <laughs> involving women in this episode had like very weird, uh, unpleasant overtones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, probably, actually, probably the best moment I'm gonna say, uh, you know, for a woman in this episode was, uh, you know, Lucy spying on Chad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like. If she actually saw but, something, but or getting nothing—I was just gonna say—but getting nothing out of it. Well, there you go. I mean, that's the thing. Assuming that that goes somewhere, mm-hmm. which it may not. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and I guess we get a log lady call at the end. I do. I do feel like another plot that could happen, another plot point, could be a scene where the mailman comes back seconds later, and he's like, "Oh, I forgot one," and it's from Marion mm-hmm. Sullivan, <laughs> and he gives yeah, it directly yeah, to yeah. Lucy. Because yeah. I do feel like, yeah, they they do seem like they're setting up this sort of uh, antagonism between Lucy and Chad with this with this plot. So yeah. she already is suspicious, and if like the mailman comes and gives her this letter, then she might like put two and two together that he was, you know, looking for that one or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he never receives the mail like that. So yeah, I think it kind of stood out. It's like, what mm-hmm. is he doing? Like, yeah. what is this? What is this nonsense? Yeah, but and I feel like, like she doesn't think much about it because I don't think she saw him take the letter. But if but if another letter shows up or, or another thing yeah. happens, she could go, "Oh, It'll okay, the... that's why he was being weird." Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, uh, with as far as Steven here um, and Becky, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, definitely like reliving um, or, um, you know, c- continuing in her mother's footsteps or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's clearly a thing. Uh, and I get that. Uh, so, I mean, maybe that's going somewhere. I mean, you know, she, uh, Shelly commented on Steven in the first um, part or second part, I guess, mm-hmm. um, way back when at the roadhouse. Um uh, it's not clear if she knows like how bad it really is. Um, yeah, I was actually just looking at the scene again. He's actually, it's kind of interesting. He's actually saying the things he doesn't do. Like he, he says he doesn't ask her why she's not making more money. You know, she doesn't make a lot of money and he doesn't tell her to clean the house. So is that, I think right. they're, they're drawing a contrast to Leo cause right. that's the stuff Leo did. Right. Um, which makes me feel like he, um, something triggered him this isn't like a normal thing so whatever she did 
like triggered this event. Not that I'm victim right. blaming, but um, <laughs> it was her right, fault because right. she wore that dress, so she was no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I yeah. wonder. I wonder. Yeah, I think I think something happened, but I, I, it's, it is it is interesting. I didn't catch that uh, that. Even though he's being like Leo, he specifically doesn't do the things Leo sort of specifically did. Um, right. So it's interesting they're sort of drawing that comparison. So I'm curious what that'll come to. Um, I'm assuming that, you know, Shelly will find out and there will mm-hmm. be some kind of confrontation maybe. Um, uh, but, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know what the point is. What could Becky have done? Like, I... I have no idea. Yeah, maybe she tried to get him a job or something, and he resents that. Or maybe she talked to somebody on his behalf. Or mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's something with money or work or whatever his like insecurity is. Right. Uh, you know, whatever sense of duty he has to contribute. I feel like maybe she he feels like she overstepped in that regard. Yeah. Uh, something like that, because that's what we saw before was him trying to get a job. You know. Right. Uh, or maybe she got him a job. It's like, I got you a job at the double R. And he's like, why would you fucking do that? I don't know. Right, right. Uh, but um, what was the other thing I was going to say about this? Um, uh, uh, oh, I was going to say, I'm very curious if Shelly does find out about this domestic abuse, what she's going to say. Because I feel like Shelly should have... Haven't had had many talks with Becky growing up you about would think so, how yeah. men should treat you, yeah. And, and if she didn't, I find that very interesting. If she, if, yeah. if if it if maybe she hid her past or something or right. never talked about it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm curious about about that because um, I would I would expect her to not want that cycle to continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's possible. It's possible that out of shame or something, she never mentioned it, and mm-hmm. and so now she's seeing this pattern happen again, and like thinking that she's going to have to actually confront it. Um, so yeah, that, I think that would make sense. Did do we? We don't know who Shelly's dad is, right? Shelly's I'm sorry. Dad? I'm sorry. Becky's dad. dad. No, no, we don't. Do we know who Shelly's dad is? And and specifically by making her married, they dodged the credit spoiler thing. There we go. Uh, uh, so I, I do wonder if there... I'm sure there's a crackpot theory out there that, like... <laughs> I don't know if the timeline really works for that, but, like, Shelly was pregnant by Leo right before right. Leo, you know, had it, got shot by Hank. Yeah. Um, and so after like Leo died, she had a baby that was Shelly or something. Yeah. I think uh I think something like a month goes by in mm-hmm. the original series. Um so I mean of course they're um you know, Leo goes into a coma um in the season one finale when Hank shoots him. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think they did anything after that because basically he's in a coma and yeah. then he attacks well, her with him. an axe. <laughs> and she hates him. And um, she hates him. Yeah. yeah he, well, he tried to kill her. He actually tied her up and put her in the mill. He did do that. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, I doubt there was a lot of sexy times happening mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it would have had to be right at the beginning. I think it's technically possible, but yeah. I kind of doubt it. I feel like it's most likely Bobby's. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But um, just because like that's the that's the only other you know if they if they uh, if they don't want to yeah. do a surprise. Yeah, uh, Bobby. Bobby's actually better because then they could have actual scenes and and you know he can. I, but it, it yeah, it calls into question some more interesting storylines, uh, or brings up some more interesting storylines that are possible if if Bobby's her dad and um, which yeah, which brings up other because he's got his own thing with his dad. So what kind of dad would Bobby be? Right. You know, he can't live up to Major Briggs. You know, but I wonder. Uh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. But yeah, yeah, I like so yeah. I'm I'm expecting that to come into play somehow. I guess that just seems like the logical choice. I I can't. I it's hard for me to believe that it's actually um, Leo's daughter, but um, yeah, uh, it's a, if they it's wanted a to go in a crazy pot. direction, they could do that. Yeah, it's a crackpot theory. Like I think I think there's no like um, like specific practical reason why it would be impossible mm-hmm. uh, i think it would be possible it's just because uh, the the time frame was so short in the original series even though he was basically in a coma for the majority of it yeah and then you know with windamurl for a while mm-hmm. i was thinking about how like windamurl had to mostly do all the stuff himself and you know how evil cooper has like all of these minions everywhere mm-hmm. um you know, but he did have Leo, um, but, you know... <laughs> Which was mostly he, just so he could do exposition, you know? Yeah, talk to someone, and he had him in a shock collar, Yeah, you know? So it was like, you know, he was basically forced to serve him or mm-hmm. be tortured. Yeah, he, he, it was his comeuppance for torturing Shelley all those Clearly, years. Clearly, yeah. They, he had to be punished a lot for uh, mm-hmm. what an <laughs> which is Which is was. an interesting question. You know, we're talking about this violence towards women stuff. And I, I, it would be interesting to look at what happens to the men who commit those crimes. Um, mm-hmm. And do they get their full comeuppance? Do they get away with it? Like, you know, sort of a thing. Yeah. 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 I, I do feel like, you know, Leland uh, Leland doesn't get, like, such an extreme punishment. Um, you know, and especially considering, I mean, at least with what we know on screen, like, mm-hmm. I would say what he did is worse than what Leo did. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's For weird sure. values on those things, but, I, I mean, we're talking about, you know, yeah. a, uh, I think, a longer period of time. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, cause like, I don't think Leo and Shelly, uh, had been even married, um, f- for as long as he was doing what he was doing to Laura. Yeah. I agree. Um, so, uh, yeah. And just, you know, I mean, not that like beatings are okay, but you know, mm-hmm. sexual assault is on another level, especially mm-hmm. when it's your daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, and I think compared to that, like he, he gets, he gets portrayed tragically and I do, I do get the sense that, um, you know, that is at least partially because of the, the perspective of the, the writers, you know, I think they probably, you know, being, um, I mean, in Lynch's case, you know, I mean, he actually has a daughter, um, you know, they probably identify with Leland in a certain way. And it, it, it's probably harder to um, to not like try to find some redemption in the character. Yeah, well, but, that, 
you, but you could also say with Leo, you know, they were also husbands too, you know. Um, so they have that perspective. But I, I think one difference might be that um, Leland's, I think his punishment seems to be having to live with the guilt, you know, because every time we've seen him after his death, except for when we, in the doppelganger one, who's like, I didn't kill anybody. Um, right. He seems very guilty and he seems like he hasn't let it go. Right. And that, and he might sort of be stuck or something, unable to move on because right. of that. And that, so that seems like his punishment. He didn't really get punishment in the in the real world. The real world. His sort of yeah. his sort of soul is being punished or something, which is I think it's arguably you know really really bad. Um, yeah, sure. So I think that kind of works. And and there's a little bit of that um, uh, where like Bob was also partially responsible or ma- majorly responsible. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Bob should get some of that too. And and that's really, I guess, the biggest question you could ask in terms of that is, um, you know, especially since we're getting this Bob bubble versus Laura bubble prime Mm -hmm. sort of, uh, character, uh, conflict thing happening here. Like, uh, is Bob going to be punished for any bad stuff he's done or is he just a sort of force of nature, that uh is is sort of beyond like morality um and you know couldn't sort of you know um be inflicted with any sort of meaningful punishment or anything right. you know other than maybe like banishment from earth or like entrapment or right or something like that he's definitely unpunished in the story so far mm-hmm. um uh, but when you mentioned the Leland doppelganger, it just hit me that like now that there's a little more like specific information about the doppelgangers um, as like distinct individuals, mm-hmm. I guess like I didn't kill anybody sort of makes sense. Um, if that's Leland's doppelganger, then he really didn't kill anybody. Presumably. Yeah, I always wondered if he was if he's saying the opposite of what's true because he's a doppelganger or if he's just saying what is actually true because he's different and and he's and he didn't do anything. Yeah. He, he wasn't the one who was out on Earth, you know, being inhabited by Bob. Right. Uh, so it is weird. It could, you can take it either way. Like, do the doppelgangers, are, are they, do they, they do what's opposite? <laughs> right. You know? Um, so, yeah, it's, it's very strange. But, yeah, good point that, like, yeah, it, it works. There's some evidence for the, the second idea that, He's just saying what's true because he's a different yeah. person. Right. Right. And they're trying to tell you that, you know, yeah. in that yeah. brief amount of time where, you know, they're trying to explain these new ideas. It's like sort of exposition that mm-hmm. maybe wasn't understood for he could, years. Because he could say, like, I'm not Leland Palmer or something, and it wouldn't right. quite work the same idea, I think. We wouldn't know yeah. what that meant exactly. Right. I didn't kill anybody, but I would. I just didn't. <laughs> I totally would. I, just, I haven't gotten out yet. Yeah, you know? exactly. If I got out, oh man, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, I'm curious if we'll see that doppelganger again. Like uh, that—that's a weird, you know, cameo. <laughs> yeah, but it was definitely. like invasion of the doppelgangers. You know, it was like yeah. It, it was a whole bunch of them. It was a Laura doppelganger, and there was mm-hmm. a there was a little man from another place doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily Bob didn't get a doppelganger, but which I guess because he's different, he's Bob. I mean, just uh, God, a Bob doppelganger should be a good guy. 
Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Or all doppelgangers is evil. I mean, it's, you know, I, it should be the opposite, right? That's the whole point, right? Is you would, Yeah, that is, is seems a, to be what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 it's the spiritual finger. Think about that, Tammy. <laughs> oh, jeez. I really want her to go, uh, Gordon, I've thought about that. And here's what I think. <laughs> I want her to come back with, like, a, her formulation of what that, what she thinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giving it some time. I slept sure, on sure. it. Any day, yeah. And I still don't Here's understand. Here are my <laughs> findings. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I can't believe Bob was in the box. I mean, uh, Mr. C was in the box in New York. Was he in the box? Dude, he was in the box. I mean, it, it, you have to go look for yourself and where determine. Where did you find the image? Or did you just pull it up in the... It's, yeah, from the episode. From the episode? Yeah. Okay. All right. Because, um... I, I I was trying to look at it and, like, decide whether mm-hmm. I thought he was really in the box or mm-hmm. he was, like, standing, you know, to the side of the box. <laughs> oh, and God. I thought, like, maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe he's just in the room with the box. Like No, I, I mean, it, 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 it's, yeah, now I'm looking at it. God, the perspective is weird. So, first of all, there's another guy there who I assume is the billionaire, but... It, it can't be the guy on the phone who said, I want to be with Bob again, because if that's the billionaire that he said, I missed you in New York, right, this is not him missing in New York. This is false, yeah. Must so, be a different... yeah, I, I would assume he's the billionaire, and then the guy on the phone is a different person. Um, but it, 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 he could be in front of the box, but he also could be in the box. Yeah, I see. It's a weird perspective. It's kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it... so I guess I, I'm going to assume that I'm going to assume until we're told otherwise that he's not in the box because yeah. I think it makes more sense yeah, for him not to be in the box. Yeah, I just thought about that. It does make more sense for him not to be, especially not in the box like in any recent time. Yeah. Um and and it could be that that this is again we what we talked about before which is like this was one of the ways he was going to sort of trap the good Cooper. He was going to like make sure Dougie was created and then like killed if he came out that way and then he was going to, you know, I guess build this box from the billionaire or or is Mr. C the billionaire? <laughs> And like that's why he had that Palazzo in Rio cuz he's Well yeah, brain. yeah, I think that's definitely a possible explanation mm-hmm. um that that's that that's the reveal uh it's weird i don't know why he has so much money yeah uh but you know whatever i guess you know magic technology or something maybe he can just like make Put money big in his account yeah, yeah. And, and, and it explained why he you know has such a large cadre of people he would have a lot of money to like pay right. these people and stuff so it's definitely implied he's paying them i think yeah um, so yeah, uh, yeah, th- I mean, that, that would be probably the simplest explanation, um, that he's the billionaire, but yeah, then there's this Philip Jeffries slash whoever guy, mm-hmm. uh, who's trying to stop him yeah. for some reason. Yeah, I'll buy that. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it again. It doesn't look like he's in the box, but it's a weird shot. And I, I was wondering if is he trying to is he trying to let mother into the real world? Like I wonder what the goal is for the box. 
Well, I, like I was just saying, I think I thought the goal was to like catch Cooper if he ever comes oh, catch through Cooper, there. Right. Yeah, this is it's this is this is like a weird metaphysical equivalent of having the hitman outside of Dougie's place, you know? Right, right. But it doesn't work for some reason. <laughs> it just fails. Yeah, uh, he kind of like yeah continues. But that's interesting. If he was trying to catch Mother, um. I bring her into the real world. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, experiment, I should say. Well, I say uh, mother just because I think that's his mother. <laughs> but yeah, experiment. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, God. Oh, you know, God. it's Bob, I guess. Not necessarily the doppelganger. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, to the extent that he's Bob. And I think in the picture, he's still Bob. And certainly when he's like setting up this box, if that's actually, you know, so I don't know who this other guy is in the picture. That's, I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely a question. Uh, you know, could this be, you know, just another, you know, collaborator? Could it be, um, you know, the person who was watching it before? Like, I know uh, Sam, I watch it again, and Sam mentions that uh, there was someone watching it before who saw something, but he wouldn't say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, could it just be that person? Um, yeah, that's interesting. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to think. But definitely the fact that the security guard disappears, Evil Cooper's presence and the experiment's presence um, make me think that those are related. Yeah. Um, That that he maybe he's the reason the security guard wasn't there. In terms of what? Like he just told the guy to take to leave. Yeah. Like he calls him on the phone and is like, take a break. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be the most reasonable, quick way to do it. Yeah. So, but you know, and you're saying specifically in order to set up uh, the the kids having sex or something. Yeah, and no, I don't in... know why that matters. I don't okay, know why. Okay. Like, let Tracy in because that's what's going to bring Mother to the real world. Like, mm-hmm. that doesn't really make any sense. But because it's like, um, well, why didn't you do that sooner? Then, if that's yeah. what you wanted, you know, why yeah. didn't you just hire two people to or have sex the in front of the thing the first time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like pretty simple but it's like yeah I mean Sam is already the second watcher right so it's kind of like well why did you have the first one right Um, if that was the plan so yeah yeah it's weird I'm thinking no questions there I'm thinking right now Occam's Razor is that I guess maybe Occam's Razor is that um, uh, Mr. C created the box to catch Cooper but unbeknownst to him like this whole extra thing happened where something else got caught in, you know, because like you said, the guy who watched it before said there's, there were some things in there. So presumably like the experiment wasn't the only weird thing to sort of be yeah. in the box, but may, you know, so maybe experiment has, has appeared in the box before, but it wasn't, you know, it was, uh, the, the love making that made it like sort of attack, um, mm-hmm. attack the, the, the lovers, uh, because maybe experiment uh, just came out of a bad relationship, and <laughs> she just really doesn't have time to see you know two people happy in love. And... I don't believe in love anymore. <laughs> it's like she's like Kathy, the comic strip Kathy, except she's scary. <laughs> Every day's a bad hair day for me because I don't have any hair. 
And my arms are backwards. And my, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah, I, you know, obviously there's the line Laura says in the Black Lodge uh, Red Room stuff where she says, sometimes my arms bend backwards. Mm-hmm. And you wonder if that has any connection to to that whole idea of why the experiment's hands are, are backwards. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously it seems to connect to when Laura is being tied up you know, when she's messing around with Jock and Leo. Right. Uh, oh, right, but, right, right. That's the connection like, they make in the series. Yeah, but it could. it's interesting to think, like, if they're trying to connect it to something else, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So, are you ready for the next scene? Yeah, I hope there's no misogyny or uh, old-fashioned <laughs> notions of women's role in society in the next scene. <laughs> No dice. No dice. Oh, no. <laughs> Take those hopes and wait for, I don't know, <laughs> next week, Wait baby. for the next bus. <laughs> You're at the wrong bus stop if you're expecting that. Not the right place for that. Um, okay, so uh, in the next scene, we go to Rodney Mitchum. Uh, in case you didn't know his name. Um, he's, uh, doing some, uh, paperwork involving surveillance as, um, Candy hunts a fly, uh, and eventually she grabs a remote control and gets the fly, but also hits Rodney in the face. Um, and then Oops. his brother, uh, Bradley comes in and Candy is, uh, upset. Let's say she's very upset. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's a little. She's a little upset about it. <laughs> I hope she gets over it soon. Yeah, I'm sure she will. Yeah, <laughs> next scene. I'm sure she'll be fine. I swear, like, wasn't this a scene from I Love Lucy? Or, or you know, it, yeah. I, it's such a. I mean, this seems like a silent movie. Like, y- silent yeah, comedy. it's yeah. so. I mean, it, obviously, like the you know, she's wearing a sort of old school dress, and he's just oh, yeah. kind of in a suit. But it, there's like this '50s vibe to it, and oh yeah, and like the decor and everything, and 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 then like yeah, just the the type of scene it is. Yeah, like it, it's yeah. This was on like the honeymooners or something, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so. Yep. Oh, Alice to the moon, you know, like, uh, sorry, Ralph, I was just trying to get the fly. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway, it was, uh, and it's one of those things that you, you sort of see it coming, you know, obviously there's this oh, big yeah. sort of build up to it, uh, but it's such an interesting, you know, the, the idea that she gets so lost in well you know it's just gets so lost in trying to get this fly like she picks up a remote um which isn't my first thing i would want to get to like swat a fly but i guess it was there but uh but yeah i don't know just what this says about her character that she's got nothing better to do but track this fly down is interesting um <laughs> Uh, and you know, he's like ignoring her the whole time until she like knocks him, knocks, slaps him in his face. I thought we were going to get a shot, which would have been interesting of uh, like a really weird, gross close up of the wound. And like the fly is like smashed into it. Oh yeah. That seems like something Lynch would do. And it's like moving just a little bit. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Help me. <laughs> it's got to talk. talk. It's got to talk. It's got a close what up. What is it, a fly from the future? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't bring that up. Flies can talk in the future. Well, only if there's technology for it. <laughs> the universal translator for flies. Uh-huh. Uh, but okay, so we get, yeah, we get this thing with the Mitchum brothers, you know, they're like full characters now. Um, yep, yep. And we they're have to... all up in the story. We have to deal with them. Yeah, we just can't. They had that one scene earlier where they're looking at the security footage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, they fire and beat up the previous, uh, casino manager. Yeah. Um, and that was it. And it was like, well, clearly this is going somewhere. He's going back to the casino. And it's like, well, not exactly necessarily. Mm-hmm. Not I quite. mean, maybe he is, but it's, that's not exactly where the story was going. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little hard to predict. Uh, I For would sure. Say. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing about these, the three women that he has around all the time, you know, we were... Candy, we, Mandy, and Sandy. Oh, no. I feel like you made that up, and it's also true. Um, <laughs> you know, it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, uh, are they triplets, or do they just look alike? <laughs> I can't... I haven't really looked at them closely enough to tell if, like, they're supposed to be, like, triplets or not. Uh, they are given last names, so I would say it's ambiguous. I, I, don't, I wonder if that's even their real names, because it just seems weird that they, they're all dressed the same way, yeah. they're sort of made up the same way, and their names rhyme. Is it, like, Candy, Mandy, and Sandy are parts that they're playing, and, you know, that's like... That's how it seems to me. And they sort of are interchangeable or something, like... Yeah. There'll be a new Candy soon if you don't, like, do the <laughs> exactly. right thing. Exactly. Um... Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. Uh, but but that whole idea, um, uh, you know, I was watching the scene, and, and you know, when we were when we first saw the the three women, we were like, "What are they doing? They're so weird!" Yeah. Like, what what's the whole the loop the what's the whole thing about that? And so when we see when we you know sort of get the the picture here that you know that they're they're his girlfriends or something, uh, or yeah. at least they're just around for his pleasure in some sense. Yeah. Um, they're like serving drinks and yeah. Yeah. Standing there for visual appeal. Like a Hugh Hefner playboy mansion type thing. Exactly. And, um, but so anyway, it kind of taught me a lesson about how to sort of ask the right questions because I think in the scene where they're just like, you know, laying against the, leaning against the wall and it's all really affected and stylized and it's Mm -hmm. like, no one behaves like that. Why are they here? Yeah. Uh, you know, so I'm like, okay, I was thinking in that scene, you know, why, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, a um, I don't know phrase this. Oh, like I was thinking like, what would make, you know, this is an unusual thing, right? So what would lead up to this thing being unusual? And I couldn't like figure out like, you know, what that really would be, you know, uh, why would he have? Why would he get these three women to just be in the room with him when he's just doing this job thing, you mm-hmm. know? And I'm like, okay, instead of asking it, what what could lead to this unusual thing being unusual? Like another question you'd ask is, how could this be normal? Right. You know, how could this be not unusual? And it could be not unusual if they're just with him all the time because yeah. you know. They're they're just there to like serve him and stuff. That's what they're there to do. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, interesting. 
try to yeah. try to do that. Like, how could this be a usual thing, even though it's coming <laughs> off unusual? Right, right. And yeah, we're clearly made to since that's the way they're introduced. Um, it definitely plays like like just random strangeness. Mm-hmm. Um, but that yeah, then when you get the picture, it's like well, it's still like kind of strange, but it's not like the craziest thing ever yeah exactly there's precedent for it it's a it's a relationship dynamic we understand you know yeah. um yeah it, do, it doesn't seem like they work in the casino though at least as far as i can tell it seems like they're just mm-hmm. like on on standby um, I, yeah i assume he finds those girls from the casino they're cocktail waitresses or something and yeah. he's like oh i'll you know you want a promotion you know yeah Hopefully they get paid for this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I well, they're probably either taken care of, you know, or or getting paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in some form. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, it's like st- like standing around in these dresses all the time, and it's, it's just like, <laughs> God. And you know, they're treated probably better than. Uh... <laughs> A lot of the women in this episode. Well, that's it's something I'm curious about is how how does he really treat them, right? Like so so they do the whole thing where you you might expect him to be super mad that she hit him and especially and sort of based on her, the content of the rest of this episode, right? And like, the first oh, here like, we go. Well, the first two yeah, the first two big scenes were you know yeah men re- being biased towards women and, and, and like then, gangster types like yeah everything feels like a cliche to go in that direction exactly. So that's why they go the other direction mm-hmm. and it's not a big deal to him but she, it's a huge deal to her yeah and um yeah so i'm curious if if yeah if if, if he is just like a super nice guy the mitchell brothers are just like except for <laughs> possibly trying to kill dougie like they're right. just generally like really nice guys they're not like yeah. mobsters per se or any of those kind of like tropes um, they're just like nice businessmen who, yeah. and again, it goes back to that thing where they, they weren't the ones trying to do the insurance fraud, you know, uh, they were, they had a yeah. legitimate claim, you know? Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting like that, that idea that they're sort of playing against type in a way. Yeah. 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 Somehow they're the good guys in the story. Now I'm going to hold out judgment, you know, because of the Steven thing, I'm going to hold out judgment and like, it could be the next week they're abusing the women. I feel like that's not out of the question. Yeah. That's what I was just saying. Like it it begs the question, like what, what happens in other scenarios, you know, because, because they, you know, they even play it for comedy when these guys get frustrated with the girls. Like it, they, they didn't get violent. It, it, they just got exacerbated in this like comical way. As far as it went. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, and it what took if a long time. Happens? It took a long time to get them to the yelling stage, too. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, these girls, in in you know, in some big sense, work for these guys, and they still, you know, and, right. and they're like doing it wrong, and I love that right. whole thing. And it was it was a strange thing to to do with these characters, kind of get get comedy out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is. Um. Uh. Yeah, they they really uh, they uh, in terms of types, they really remind me of the Castigliani brothers from Mulholland Drive. Mm-hmm. Just that that whole idea of like you know powerful gangster brothers. Yeah, basically, um, that are kind of weird, <laughs> but still somehow cliched. <laughs> uh huh. You know, I feel like that's that's how they that's how they were in Mulholland Drive. I mean, they. 
didn't appear a whole lot, but in those scenes, you know, the whole espresso thing. Yeah. Yeah, there's always, there's a thing about brothers, like Italian brothers, you know. Yeah. Doing, doing crimey, businessy stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it seems like it's sort of a lynchy trope here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in multiple ways. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, we will come back to this plot uh, shortly. Plot such as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so you ready for the next little bit here? Uh-huh. So we go to Dougie finally makes it to the doctor's office. Wow, finally got to the doctor's office. We've been waiting. A... We're going to get to the bottom of this. Oh, wow, man. I swear it was so crazy. Like, wow, we actually did go to the do- I was, like, so happy for someone to, like, run scientific medical tests on him mm-hmm. and, like, get some info. Um, yeah. So I don't think we got anything useful yet. Nothing really helpful at all, but... It did happen. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, Dougie's at the doctor's office. Uh, Janie pretty much uh, fills in the details um, uh, as to what happened from her perspective. Um, Dougie takes his shirt off. That's pretty much the big moment in the storyline. Well, let's be clear. Uh, uh, the doctor undresses Dougie. Well, okay. Dougie won't. I just thought it was an interesting detail. Like, yeah, no, the doctor is going to have to. Take it off. I, I'm just going to take this shirt off for you, which is like, if, you, if your doctor did that, it would be really weird. Yeah. <laughs> your yeah. doctor just like, I'll just, okay. I mean, you, you're not doing it, so I'll just do this for you. And he's like reaching out for the uh, the stethoscope, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he's trying to like touch it, and he's yeah, he's acting like a child, and he's totally unfazed by that. Yeah, um, like most people in this fucking world, because oh of God. his car accident. Come on, <laughs> come on, car accident solved all the problems <laughs> with Dougie's character. <laughs> It's so weird. Anyway, uh, he's he's apparently in in pretty good health uh, physically. Um, uh, he's you know the bulked up. His heart, his lungs sound good. He's got mm-hmm. good blood pressure. Um, and uh, Jenny E notices. Does she ever? <laughs> it's like, is that a six pack? Are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting, uh, you know, this idea that, like, she hadn't really noticed him before. She hadn't really seen him with his shirt off or, or really, like, paid attention this whole time. Which yeah. is, like, how is he getting dressed? Like, That's what uh, I was going to say. I feel like she must have seen it and just not paid attention or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was just sort of, like, going through the motions of the changing clothes and didn't really, like, look at him, I yeah, guess. Like, yeah. somehow, like being examined like drew her attention to it and Mm -hmm. she was like oh well (laughs) i've been having this in my bed all night (laughs) really interesting (laughs) well kudos to kyle mclaughlin for being in shape at his age (laughs) yeah yeah definitely i i was wondering if it was like cgi or something but i i it seems like it it really that was really (laughs) him i don't really think they do cgi for things like that um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they could though they could if, if like, I, I was, was suspecting because I was like man yeah not bad for he's like 58 or something I mean it's mm-hmm. you know pretty uh yeah pretty well impressive. he's only had uh you know coffee and pie for the last 25 years so 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it is interesting to think, like, you know, in terms of his character, um, you know, not having really eaten in the Black Lodge all that time and, and what that really means. And he was aging, yet he didn't starve or die of thirst, you know, right. um, which is an interesting, like, thing uh, that, you know, they'll never explain. But, um, no. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I thought that, yeah, it was an interesting scene. I wouldn't have expected the doctor's visit would have led to, like, this subplot about um, her newfound attraction to to what she thinks is her husband. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I do think, uh, you know, from a Lynch point of view, it, it's interesting that you do have kind of a man being objectified in this storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely not not normal Lynch territory. Yeah. Um. In it, it, it kind of a disturbing way, I guess that makes it a bit more Lynchian. But, um, you know, considering the fact that he clearly has no idea what's going on. Yeah, it, it's the kind of thing where if it was reversed, which is which is similar to uh, the situation on The Leftovers with Matt and his comatose wife. Oh, yeah. Like, that situation yeah. is sort of clearly wrong, but there's this, like, double standard or, Definitely. or where, where, like, where uh, um, there's no way that men don't enjoy sex like that idea. Yep. So even if he couldn't like, it's always okay. Technically, consent. There's tacit consent. Yeah, because he's a man. That's like you already have consent. Yeah, um, which is a horrible like idea. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I do think I do think some of that's at play here. That like, um, of course he'd want to have sex with Naomi Watts. You know, right. like like that's not. You know, she's, she's, you know, she's not quite taking advantage, you know, um, she's, she's, she's seizing an opportunity, (laughs) but like not quite, uh, taking advantage, uh, is, is, is like that, how it like sort of comes off, which is interesting. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, not a whole lot of progress in terms of, you know, Cooper coming back, um, Mm -hmm. Another week passes. So he continues. One of the things I've noticed about the very, very slow plotting uh, things that are sort of happening to Dougie over time. Time. Sorry. Time. Went, went into Lynch a little bit on an accident. Um, is 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 maybe the sort of point that's happening here is that Dougie slash you know Cooper sort of needs to or is going to. Um, experience sort of all these like facets of humanity and sort of being alive, you know, sex being a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but cause you know, we, 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 you know, food is one, you know, eating, right. he respond to going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom. Uh, and then like his son, you know, the, 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 yeah. the sort of crying at, at Dougie, I mean, Dougie Jim, Sonny Jim, <laughs> Um, oh, no. there's a couple others I think I'm forgetting uh, you know the sort of the sort of sort of the work stuff you know that that mm-hmm. idea of sort of uh, you know and what and sort of the connection to that like statue the sort of law enforcement uh, things he's picked right. up on you know the badge and the and yeah. that kind of stuff um, sort of like your role maybe in life or something but I feel like maybe that sort of the his road to awakening is sort of experiencing these these sort of different facets of what it is to sort of be alive and maybe he will get sort of the right combination of those that'll trigger his awakening or you know there'll be a certain um 
uh, culmination of those types of interactions and, and sort of, uh, you know, that'll, that'll be what's triggering. But I feel like that, that's, that's sort of the general thing that's happening that I, that I can sort of, you know, encapsulate in terms of like, you know, how does that relate to his eventual, hopefully eventual awakening, you know, it was like, what's, what's sort of the big idea here. And I feel like that's kind of what's happening is, is he's getting, um, you know, this like checklist of, you know, human in, um, um, not interactions per se, but, uh, human, uh, encounters or events or something. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I hope so. I hope it, it sort of adds up to something. Um, and it's not just, uh, what it kind of feels like at the moment, which is like Cooper needs to be sidelined mm-hmm. while all this other stuff gets put into place. Cause like, presumably, I mean, as late as we are in the story, we're past the halfway mark at this point. Uh, once Cooper comes back, the plot will probably kick into a higher gear um, and things will, you know, uh, come to a head, you know, fairly quickly, like once he's like recovered himself. Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, you know, to like keep Cooper in the storyline in a certain way without actually having him able to do anything. Um, you know, that that practically like that's that's how it kind of feels. But I, I hope there's I hope there's a point to it. I, I think there has to be more to it, because I mean, just in terms of like writing, like if you were like, OK, structurally, we have we need to sort of th- th- this necessitates him sort of being out of the picture in terms of he needs to be, you know, not Cooper in some sense, you know, um, in order for the plot to sort of work. Uh, so, yeah, we need to sideline him. But I feel like once you come up with that idea you have to come up with, okay, well, how, what's that going to look like? And then and, and sort of like, what's the point of this? And like, what's the story we're telling with that thing? So so even though there's like a sort of structural reason why he needs to be silent, I still think it necessitates a sort of character development reason, a sort of thematic reason. Like, you still would put in the work to make what, however you're sidelining him, you know, work with the themes of the show and like what you're trying to say about this character. Because he is going to spin you know, clearly a significant amount of time as Dougie, you know? And so oh, yeah. I, I think like that necessitates having a plan of like, well, what are you saying about this character and his experiences? And like, you know, why are these things happening to them? Right. Because they could sideline Dougie, but not have these things happen to him. You know, he could, they, they, obviously they could write anything, you know, um, that could happen to Dougie. But like, you know, the question is why are these specific things happening to him? You know, um, in the, in the context of, you know, them, them sort of sidelining Cooper proper, uh, right. from like the main, the main plot for now. Yeah. I'm just hoping it's not like Nadine or something where like, he just gets hit on the head with a sandbag and then he's like, I want mm-hmm. pie and coffee. And mm-hmm. he's all back. But even know? Nadine stuff made sense, you know, had, had sort of thematic reasons why she was reliving her childhood and, and what that allowed for Norma and Ed and, you know what I mean? Like, so even though it was, it was sort of just that sort of clunky hitting on the head thing, like what that allowed them to do still, you know, had some sort of resonance, you know, with the characters. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I'm not sure like that whole time we spent with Nadine was justified in the end and um you know I think it could have it could have been a bit a bit less drawn out uh and you know gotten to a similar place but um 
uh, yeah, I, I mean, I hope it's true for this, but it's, it's, uh, <laughs> and this is a huge, this is a much bigger thing than the Nadine thing too. I yeah. Mean, this clearly. is your, this is your major Main character. character. Yeah. Like this is so much more of the story. Uh, so many more scenes with it. Like, I feel like, I feel like it, it would just be tough to write this Dougie plot line if you didn't have a bigger thing you were trying to say or some way to tie it together or some meaning, you know, like, but you know, I could be wrong, but that's just like my hunch that, that there, there will be something said about why he spent this much time as Dougie and, and what, what he got out of living this experience, you know, or what impact it had on, you know, Sonny Jim and Janie E or the people around him, you know, this is right. kind of what you would expect to see is like some reason, you know, just like, uh, it's a quantum leap or something, you know, where like Scott Bakula jumps into the bodies of, you know, people from the past or something. But like, you know, there's a reason, you know, because the, these people, you know, he's going to interact with people and change their lives in some way. You no. Know? Right. Well, yeah, I guess that's a question. Like what's going to happen to them in the end? Is, is, is he just going to leave them behind and we'll just, you know, not hear about them anymore or have some brief follow up? as to how they continue <laughs> from there will they will they die like i'm just thinking like he turns to them and he's like you met me at a very strange time in my life <laughs> when i was <laughs> when i was a different person oh, yeah I'd be like fight club yeah i or does he fall in love with them and they become a family at the end because I, I do feel right. like that's a piece of cooper's puzzle uh that they could they could uh want to fill in you know because the, he has that whole backstory with caroline you know right. that sort of love that didn't happen tragic ending and obviously with annie sort of right. getting that sort of cut off before you know it really got going um and so Maybe I that's do... why annie's not in the story if they're going in that direction it could be like that's not the love, you know, main love story, love interest of the story at this point or something like that. Yeah, well, it'd be harder to write this plot with Annie in the role of Janie E. Mm -hmm. I, I really want to see Annie, but yeah, I do think it's not like, oh, Annie, I'm still in love with you after 25 years of all this yeah. crazy stuff happening. Like, you know, I do think that maybe that's a little, I, I feel like they could have done that, but uh, yeah, I think at this point. It, it's going to be about Naomi Watts and like what happens with, with Janie E and Sonny Jim. And like, does he just step into the role of Dougie, even though he's not Dougie or does he tell them, you know, some sense of what happened? Like, you know, uh, be or, or, or could it even be explained by like, you know, back to the car accident and this, and, and, you know, maybe like, he he's like yeah before that car accident i was dale cooper or something <laughs> you know and um and and then the car accident you know changed changed my mind or something weird and but now i'm dale cooper again do you still love me and she's like do you still have that body <laughs> <laughs> and he's like yes and she's like yes and i'll marry you so i'll marry you again or something um yeah i don't know that yeah but it's interesting that to think about yeah what's going to happen with those characters uh in the end because i you know and like do they move to twin peaks like is it going to be any sort of like epilogue of you know do they do, do does cooper come back and settle down does he go back to the fbi um you know it's interesting to think about like what what the final word is going to be on, on these characters yeah 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 Definitely. 
Um, all right, you want to go back to the thing, the, 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 the three women and the guys? Oh, shall we? Yes. Let's pick up with, uh, we're back at the Mitchums. This is presumably where they, where they live, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so Mandy and Sandy are there as well as Candy. Um, <laughs> Candy is still crying. Presumably over what she did earlier with the remote control. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodney tries to tell her he's fine, but she's not really hearing it. Um, then there's a, a news report, and we see about the arrest of Ike the Spike. Mm-hmm. He finally stepped on his dick. He finally stepped on his which dick. Is, which might be the worst metaphor. Like, I think, I think like, I hate it because it, it's so vivid. <laughs> Yeah, it forces you to consider like what, <laughs> and then and then you 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 you've been ruined. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, good point. I didn't think about it that much, but now I am thinking about <laughs> it. But I wish I. <laughs> I just feel like it's like it's like it's like a, one of those phrases, like you know, uh, don't think about elephants, you know, and and you just right. immediately think about an elephant. So it's just one of those. It's a weird. He stepped on his dick, which is like, oh God, then he tripped and he fell. And that's the metaphor, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that means the Mitchums can call off their hit. Apparently they had a a hit out on old Ike. Um, Not really explained why, but that's, that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Then the report turns. Oh, is it? Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. Thought I had a reason. So then uh, the report turns to Dougie, um, the the attack uh, that Ike the Spike did on, on Dougie. So that allows them to identify Mr. Jackpots as Dougie Jones. Turns out Mr. Jones is Mr. Jones. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. Um, I guess it's a reference to something. Uh, oh, uh, I meant to say something about that. Anyway, Candy's still upset and crying at the end of the scene. I assume they knew his name was Mr. Jones, and they're just saying that our Mr. Jones is this Mr. Jones. That's what I. That's what I assume they meant. Okay. Oh yeah, he did. He did tell the uh, the casino manager his name. Mm-hmm. Actually, I stand by that. That scene was the most lucid Dougie has been so far. I agree. At the time, I thought that was it stood out because there was like one or two things he said that wasn't just a repeat of yeah of uh, what other people have said. He yeah. said like taxi call for help or something, and it was mm-hmm. like wow, you know. And and what's your name, Dougie Jones? Like mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, I like, I do think I I have gotten the sense now that even though Dougie is sort of just repeating things, that he is still communicating, um, sort of purposefully in a very limited way. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's not sort of you know you, uh, having independent innovations with his language, but but he's still sort of like he's not just like repeating because he's hearing words, but he actually is trying to like communicate, right. He has some understanding that that's a name and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And like, where do you live? Red door, something, some yeah. street, you know, that someone told him, you know, so he yeah. can like somehow like hold on to that, even though he can't come up with anything else to say. Mm-hmm. Well, cause no one, any questions. it's like, because yeah, it's, it, it's like he, he doesn't have, 
Well, you know, on the one hand, he can't say much more about where he lives because he's not the real Dougie. So he's really only saying the things other people have told him about his right. place, right? So it, it makes sense in that regard, you know, that he's that, it, 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 you know, and his brain has, you know, a sort of, uh, uh, you know, idea of, of home, and he's just attaching the words that he he's being told about home, and that's Red Door and Lancelot right. Court or whatever. Yeah. Um, but he can't say more than that because he doesn't have that input, you know. Um, right. So it's yeah, it's interesting how that kind of comes off. Yeah. Uh, so one thing that was kind of interesting about this scene is that, um, uh, well, I guess this kind of continues later with uh, with Duncan Todd, but. Um, uh, the, the idea that there's a connection between them and Ike the Spike, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Uh, why did they want to kill Ike the Spike? What, is it just kind of like, you know, like, it doesn't really matter. It's just kind of like, you know, he's he's a local, you know, hitman or something, and he did something that mm-hmm. hurt them, you know? I, like, I think I think Duncan Todd maybe has sicked uh, Ike on them before. Yeah on one of their people or something like that. So maybe yeah. that's why they, they know him and they want him dead. Right. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I, I'm wondering if that's, uh, the, I mean that and the, the Duncan Todd follow-up is like the reason why they spent time on the Ike bike arrest. Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of wondering that at the time, like how, I mean, are we going to get interrogations too, or is is it really just this? Like that it was it was too yeah. to have a piece for it. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, I I I still think it's you know Gordon the FBI could see this report, or you know Tammy tells them, hey, this guy was on the local news in Las Vegas. Is this you know? And and they they sort of get this idea of where Good Cooper could be. Right. Uh, now that they have that Janie E ring, you know, to Dougie right. and Janie E, they can put that name together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I guess I, it's almost like, you know, a gun in the first act goes off in the third, right? It's like a newscast being filmed, you know, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna show up later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess we finally get our payoff for that, that weird montage he did earlier um, mm-hmm. after the Ike the Spike attack where, yeah, Dougie actually appears. Yeah. Uh, they did specify that it was local news, which feels like potentially a delay tactic for, um, you know, Gordon or mm-hmm. whoever to, to find out, you know, like this isn't airing nationally. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to find this by some other means. Yeah, but you know, it could get picked up by the 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 national news, you know, depending on the whole thing. But yeah, it, it, I love the little detail here. It says local local hero nabs him, you know, like Dougie's a local hero now. Right, right, of course. Yeah, and I guess that's yeah, <laughs> I guess that's part of the point of the storyline that um, yeah, that I didn't really see before. That you know, Dougie is somehow. Um, I don't know, without really trying, like, doing good in a lot of areas. Yeah, and I, I, again, going back to, like, why Dougie, like, why is, why is this character here? Why is Cooper him, you know, in a sense? And, and I, and I, yeah, is he, is he going to sort of positively, positively affect everyone around him in some weird way, you know? Um, you know, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't think he's going to be doing any more crime stopping, per se, but... Um, 
you know, I guess if the if the Mitchells send somebody after him, yep. Mitchums, um, then maybe he could he could do some more some more of that. It was interesting, Janie E's description, you know, uh, which I guess we saw before, but that whole just just in terms of how we she described the situation. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, and then Candy's still crying. Yeah. Uh, she's really upset about, um, hitting Rodney in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, like, way beyond any sort of reasonable response, seemingly. Yeah, how can you ever love me? Like, how can you ever love me? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, it, it does seem like it hints at some, like, severe, I don't know what, uh, devotion or something. Mm-hmm. Or she's um, got some trauma in her past yeah. where, you know, violence means no love or something. Well, or, yeah, and I guess, like, yeah, coming off of that, um, uh, yeah, maybe if they're, maybe if they're actually not abusive, uh, mm-hmm. then, you know, then that's why she has this, like, ridiculous level of... Yeah, and it's a emotional attachment. It's sort of this inverse situation between the other men who are abusing women, you know, where it's like here's a woman, you know, with with that very small bit of violence towards a man, and like what her reaction yeah. is, right? You know, um, versus like what the men's reaction is, which is like I'm gonna beat you, and you're still gonna love me, right? You know, <laughs> right? Those are not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so you ready for the next thing here? Mm-hmm. All right, so we go back to the Joneses. Uh, Janie E is ready for action. She's jonesing uh, herself. Woo! Uh, yeah, she's lounging in that chair, uh, mm-hmm. very, uh, detectively. <laughs> uh, Dougie, uh, Dougie's eating some chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. Chocolate uh, is an aphrodisiac. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so then we cut to a sex scene. Um, Dougie lies there fairly passively. He's flapping his arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess the, his arms are just bouncing um, as he's just, they're just kind of lying there. Yeah. Um, uh, Janie E's yelling, wakes up Sonny Jim. That's a great detail. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, later Janie cuddles with Dougie and says she loves him. And uh, mm-hmm. he repeats what she says. Cause that's yeah, he... Yeah, he does do that. <laughs> and it's uh yeah, he's but he's he is showing some emotion, you know, like he he seems happy yeah. afterwards. Oh yeah. I don't know why. Um but um <laughs> um so again, like that's why I'm wondering if these moments of like human expression and and then sort of life and vitality and um experiences are sort of you know um making making their mark on him um mm-hmm. uh yeah but anyway yeah it's interesting uh I, I you know i do wonder if this will precipitate a change for jde's character maybe she'll be less the nagging wife you know right uh, now that she isn't sort of completely like he's not completely useless you know right, and right. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. And, you know, don't forget, like, he's, you know, 
in terms of what she thinks is he's been cheating on her for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, so she she, she hasn't he was with prostitutes. Yeah, she hasn't like been uh, nagging at him about that. She seems to have like sort of forgotten that or like gotten over it or something. Yeah, 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 definitely. And yeah, the gambling and stuff. I mean, it's clear that like he's you know. Unless someone just, like, you know, pushes him into it. Like, he's not going to be doing any of those things, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, he he just kind of goes where he's taken. Yeah. These days. Um, so, yeah. Uh, weird subplot. But it definitely takes the story in a different direction. And is kind of a shift in the status quo for that storyline. So... You know, I mean, I guess that's good. Um. (laughs) Yeah, so we do this thing that they've done a few times um, where they sort of, after the scene where they're calling in bed, is they do the fade to black and then we cut to the woods, you know, the ominous Mm -hmm. music and stuff. I would love to see all the scenes where they do this and see if there's any commonality and, and what's, you know, sort of what they're setting up or what they just showed or is it after Cooper scenes? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, like, because I, I feel like there's something with that. Is it just a transition? Is there no pattern? And it's just an interesting transition that they're doing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't paid attention enough to when those moments come to, exactly, yeah. like, see a pattern there. Um, uh Cause yeah, it's like, it does seem like an editing thing if they need like a little cushion between mm-hmm. various moments, if it doesn't make sense to cut like yeah completely, but to have a little, a little moment of whatever silence and atmosphere. And like if, yeah. If they're done with the storyline and they're, and they, yeah, then they want a cushion and they can just fade to black on that, on that scene and then do this whole transition to the next part. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, we do get a little bit more of them, um, here after this, after this little interlude. Oh, do we? Just a bit, just a tiny bit. Um, so you ready for the next thing here? Mm Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm just going to sum it up by saying Dr. Jacoby's at it again. Yep. Uh, Nadine listens. And uh, we learned that uh, Nadine has a little store called Run Silent, Run Drapes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we get... Uh, this is such a weird plot line. It's, it's tough to think about what could be... Which plot line is weirder, but obviously there's some contenders. But this is weird yep. in its own right. Um, I this, this whole thing that he's doing, this sort of... Uh, you know, uh, anti-government, uh, libertarian, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, radio show thing. Um, it, it, it's very strange because he's doing the thing that a lot of those sort of charlatans do, which is sort of rant about what the truth is, what it's sort of what reality is and how and who's trying to control you and and that they have the truth and also they can sell you that truth 
and I, and right. it's such an interesting thing that and, and and that's what really sort of makes them a phony you know is like there's just like monetary gain happening here and the fact that he's like this is a business you know he's selling shovels uh you know and and it and it, it you know you right. question which came first is this just an you know is this a, a facade you know he's just putting on a character because you know that's what they say about alex jones you know, obviously yeah. Glenn Beck has had a whole 180 on his whole persona. You know, he he spent all those years being being this kind of guy, yeah. um, and then he like completely changed and almost recanted some of the stuff he's done. Um, yeah. So I I do wonder like how much of this is legitimate. Um, you know, it does. I mean, it comes off to me like it's legitimate. You know, and he's just as some. You know, but I do wonder if it if it is sort of a con. And it's just a way to sell shovels, you know, right. and he's like playing. A, and that's why it's a, his character. Right. That's why he's not Dr. like Dr. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's not Dr. Jacoby. He's right. Dr. Amp because he's like amped up playing this character. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, definitely true. Yeah. Uh, whether he's sincere or not um, is, uh, yeah, it does seem kind of ambiguous. We, we haven't had a single. I mean, we saw him getting the shovels and we saw him painting the shovels. Mm hmm. But we really haven't had any real scenes with him outside of the show where he's talking. So yeah, I, I really have no sense of where he stands as a person outside of the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I guess uh, this, you know, uh, we're about to get like another Jerry Horn moment. And um, that and this like sort of remind me of each other in that it, it feels like for some of these Twin Peaks characters, like, uh, you know, they basically have like, one episode worth of stuff to do mm -hmm. <laughs> that's stretched out over 18 yeah. hours. Yeah, exactly. You know, like they're not really, they, they're not really moving beyond this one concept. Um, yeah. Cause I think this scene coming up with Jerry is like the fourth scene with Jerry so far. Yeah. Fourth or fifth, you know? So yeah, it's really not a lot of screen time. Yeah, it, like it could have been. I mean, it's more than some characters, but it it, it could have been. Um, you know, there's just not a variety of things going on. Like it's all mm -hmm. on the same general track, yeah. and so it's just like it's like they had one idea for the character, and they're mm -hmm. kind of just they're kind of just sprinkling it throughout the season, you know, um, as opposed to the the evil Cooper, the Dougie, the larger plot, the FBI stuff or whatever, mm -hmm. where it's really going through like several stages. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like progressing like a, like a real plot, you know? Um, uh, I think, I, I mean, we'll have to see like where it ends up for me to like make a final judgment, but I think that is something about um, the, you know, I, I don't like the older characters to feel so superfluous. <laughs> You know? it, yeah, yeah, it it's kind of like better this than nothing, you know, or better something than nothing for them. Right. Uh, you know, we do get to see them. We get to see what they're up to. Uh, but it isn't like they have really a lot to do uh, yeah. tied into the main plot. It was cool to see, Na you know, um, Nadine sort of accomplishing her dream and selling yeah, yeah, her definitely. silent drape runners. Yeah, yeah, staying with that um, concept, a, sure. Yeah, that's an that's that's a great like. What did she do all those years later? And and and, and it's a weird that she's has a tie in with Doctor Amp, where his shovel is at her store. So right, um, which is which is a weird thing. But she's like, yeah, she's like so enamored with him. 
Um, and I do wonder, you know, is she like in love with him now? Has she been like pining for him for a while? Is it is it just the Doctor Ant persona that she likes, right. or is it Jacoby? Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Run silent, run drapes. Because <laughs> like everybody's complain about drapes is like they're just too loud. When that's you... that's why I don't have any drapes. I can't <laughs> like all that stand noise. the loudness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's her thing in the in the pilot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it it really didn't take long to get to that concept, and like, really, it's you know, the the high school thing was, you know, it, it her, you know, she she makes this suicide attempt because her idea is rejected. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's 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 sort of like the, the there's an interlude where she duggies out for a whole season and then she just got back to her original goal you know and mm-hmm. and you know seemingly made it work at least to some extent you know, yeah to have a when she was a high school kid she didn't care about drapes yeah <laughs> she only cared about mike she didn't say a word about drapes oh yeah it was all about mike mm-hmm. oh man yeah, you know, now that I think about it, that element of storyline is kind of similar to the Dougie thing too. Yeah, you know, like it's it's. Um, I mean, you know, she had more um, free will in the storyline, um, but uh, in terms of like, um, uh, you know, going in this in this weird direction that somehow is portrayed positively for like, both parties. there is a sense that Mike was taking advantage of her. Um, because she wasn't technically in her right mind, but yet she was sort of cognizant of what she was doing. Yeah. But she was in the middle of like a mental illness issue. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there is that sort of strange, um, undertone there about, uh, you know, the morality of the situation and, and, you know, um, and, and everyone just kind of went along with it. Yeah. Um, you know, because it was again, it was that double standard, right? If yeah. if if um if like, you know, I'm trying to think of a younger woman character on the show, Donna or somebody oh, my yeah. age. If Donna, you know, had uh lost her mind and then like it was an older guy <laughs> that she had an attraction to, yeah. it'd be a completely different thing. Yeah. Um but the fact that it, it again it goes back to that sort of uh you know, male fantasy uh, yeah. of an uh, older woman, you know, uh, sort of being available sexually and, and yeah. uh, you know, every every guy's dream, you know, yep. like in high school. So, There's that uh, scene with Mike and Bobby where Bobby's like, what are you doing with that old lady? Like, mm-hmm. what's your, and he's like, well, let me tell you. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so experienced and, you know, yeah. like that whole thing. Yeah. And, like, he whispers something in his ear off screen and uh-huh. he's like, whoa! You know, it's, it's, just, it's all played for comedy, you know? Mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, it's totally... It's it's fr- from a similar perspective. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, so I guess things got out of hand. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I guess I let things get out of hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder if, yeah, I wonder if Janie's going to be saying that at the end of this. 
Yikes. Yeah, you know, we got Nadine drink. What is like she's drinking a shake or like a, smoothie? a, pro, a protein drink or a smoothie? Yeah. Like, I don't know what that's about. Yeah, I don't know what that's about either. Um, it's a weird one. I mean, she gets one brief line. Uh, it's still not a whole lot. It still feels like basically a continuation. I mean, timeline wise, it's all, it's just weird. It feels like this is the same moment as mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a little more of it. But on the other hand, like, it seems like time should have passed. Um, yeah, this feels like every night he does the show or something. This is like yeah. her, her ritual. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. After after closing or something like that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, like, I do agree. I mean, I guess, like, if they didn't have the characters at all, it would be... It would be disappointing in a different way. Um, and I guess I also understand why... Uh, they're they're not really involved in the plot. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at the original series, you know, there's a lot of characters who don't get a lot of involvement in the plot. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most you know? characters, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they'll like they'll like intersect with it at various moments, but yeah, most of their stuff is just kind of stuff with them. But that I guess they're getting so little attention that, like I said, it's like. It's like each one of them, you know, like you could take each of the, um, maybe not each of them, but a lot of the original Twin Peaks characters and you could just cut their storylines into one hour. Maybe. Someone <laughs> will do that. Yeah. And you just title it like that character and it's just all their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be, and that would just be like one, you know, one episode of the old show. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he, here's, here's what they're doing now, but it just seems like. I don't know. Yeah, I guess um, uh, the necessities of taking the story big kind of means that the Twin Peaks original stuff um, just isn't very prominent. Yeah. You know? And even if they go back there, which I expect them to at some point, I mean, since we're on part 10, like it's just it's just a fact that it's it's less prominent in the story. There's no no way around that at this point, no matter mm-hmm. how much they focus on it for the rest of the series. You're saying that Twin Peaks isn't prominent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twin Peaks and the old Twin Peaks characters. Yeah. You know, I mean, the the most, uh, the biggest thing has been the Sheriff's Department, the Hawk investigation, you know, and then like leading to, um, you know, Betty Briggs, the major stuff, the stuff with Bobby. I mean, that whole thread like has been the most significant. Uh, I think number two after that is Ben Horn and Beverly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this is, you know, original characters, because, like, you know, we have had, like, Richard Horn and stuff, but, you know, yeah. th- I think that doesn't really count, since he wasn't in the original series. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's, like, technically in Twin Peaks. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, because, like, Ben has had, like, a few scenes that are um, at least somewhat about different things, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, yeah, like Nadine and, um, Jerry Horn and stuff, like, you know, pretty much all of their scenes have been on one track. Yeah. And, but... and Dr. Jacoby. Norma. Mm-hmm. Um. We haven't seen Big Ed yet. Haven't seen Big Ed yet. I mean, I assume yeah. he's still got the gas farm. Uh, yeah. Uh, or maybe he's managing a vape shop now i'm trying to think well, how could you update it like i don't know um he's got two stores now you know something's right. gotta be different after 25 yeah. years some kind of progression yeah 
Um, we saw James, but briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so presumably we'll get we'll get more James, but then you again, know, you know. We'll I see. was just I was just thinking James had that motorcycle accident and Dougie had that car accident. I wonder yeah. if they hit each other. Oh God, <laughs> that's a crackpot theory. <laughs> oh, that'd be crazy. That would be totally crazy. So Actually, I, you know that doesn't even seem unlikely to me. I, I would say it is a crackpot theory, but if they want to make it a point of what the what the accident was, if it's not just sort of you know, mm-hmm. fairly empty exposition. I think that would be a logical course to take because he, he you know, he, he rode his bike like all around the country. Mm-hmm. You know, he easily could have been there. Yeah. Um, here to Las Vegas uh, to have a car accident. Um, so that, I, that actually seems like a good theory to me. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I mean, and part of me thinks it doesn't work because I do, I think that the car accident wasn't a real thing so much as it's a, it's a cover up for his, for his manufacturing. Right. And, and his explanation of why he doesn't have any sort of memories before then, presumably, or, 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 you know, his current issues, you know. Right. Um, uh, which begs the question why. You know, if Dougie was sort of always like this, sort of glitchy or something, or he had these spells mm-hmm. uh, that that's similar to what Cooper is experiencing now as Dougie, is that just a problem in the manufacturing, you know, process? Like, is that yeah. is was that expected? Is that as good as you can get? Because you can't sort of really fabricate a hundred percent sort of real person, uh, you know, that is, is as good as anyone else. You know, you can only get this kind of sort of uh you know android like automaton person who who passes for most people you know right but right. other than that yeah if there was really a car accident um uh it would be interesting if yeah james was and he's like i thought i saw cooper there but yeah 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 oh god it's like no yeah james. that's gonna be weird no, it's gonna james. be weird um the delay with James makes me think that whatever he does will be more significant or mm-hmm. at least like play a role in the plot, um, which makes that seem like a possibility. And, you know, Shelley did say James is just quiet now, which also is similar to the Dougie sort of uh, character. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's interesting if like, yeah, they both had car accidents and. And uh, this is what happens when you have a car accident. You just you just get a little quiet. This is quiet. You're now. still cool though. You'll always be cool because legends never die. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is such a weird moment. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it's crazy. That's yeah. <laughs> there's like a there's like a statue of James in the town square. You know, oh, god. like with his like thumbs up or something of like course, it's just too cool uh that reminds me shelly also has some connection with red that is as yet unexplored um oh so we'll why, have to get to that at some point why do you say that i forget well because in that very same uh scene uh there's a little moment where he uh finger ah. guns her ah, you know yes. um yeah 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 i forgot about that he sort of he either knows her or you know, there's some sort of connection there. Yeah, there's uh, there's something there's something that presumably they'll pick up on. 
I don't know. It was like 10 hours later at this point. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And and he came off so differently. He was like normal in that scene. So he seemed with so Richard. normal. I watched it again and I was like, God, I can't believe you can like make mm-hmm. coins float in the air and appear in people's mouths. And yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's I, I was so not expecting what he ended up being based on that little moment. He seemed like, yeah, he seemed sort of like, you know, a fairly generic character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a normal character who would just yeah. be at a bar, yeah. Exactly, you know, just some new guy played by Val Zarchetti, like whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't think he would be like a drug dealer. I didn't think he would be supernatural, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Magician. Uh, uh, yeah, like that's, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel like that connection has to has to come up at some point. Um, so, you know. Uh, Sarah Palmer, you know, we got that one moment where she's watching TV and... Um, no, nothing after that. So, I mean, I assume she'll come up again and, you know, that'll probably be uh, more significant. I mean, especially because, you know, the Laura thing, mm-hmm. which uh, comes up, uh, comes up again. In this yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Sarah Palmer is like, I had a vision that you would show up here about Laura, you know, like yeah. maybe she has a clue or something or she could give yeah. them some more information. But I, I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, if they... If if she gets involved with that and she's got some sort of some sort of clue and um, yeah, yeah and especially if she's tied to the you know the girl from the fifties era you know if that's supposed right. to be her or something then then they could come you know circle back to that right um, yeah I mean she was watching that nature show and the thing that crawled in her mouth was technically nature. That's true. I, 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 the other day when I was thinking about Twin Peaks, I had this weird crackpot theory that like maybe it was Linda, or maybe it's connected to Linda somehow. Mm. You know, if 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 Richard is is actually like Evil Cooper's son, you know, then in a way he's like Bob's son. Mm-hmm. You know, just like to make a connection between Richard and Linda, whoever Linda is. Um, cause this would be like also something like, you know, emanating from, from mother and then like interacting with a human in some way. So I'm a little confused. So what do you mean? Like, what's the connection between Richard and Linda? Uh, the, I guess that they, uh, you know, it's that mother is their grandmother. <laughs> oh, but, but. But they're from different time periods. But they would be for yeah. I mean, if that's actually Linda, then they would be from different time periods. I guess like another way it could go is that like that leads to Linda. That's Linda's mother or something. If they wanted to go that way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe like yeah, well, I don't know. But I, I was just thinking like maybe like because Linda, you know, there was a casual mention of a Linda in the in the trailer park. Um, uh, but, you know, she hasn't played any role in the story so far. And so I was just thinking, like, what characters are sort of candidates to have something to do with Linda at this point? And, you know, just because she's an anonymous character and, you know, Linda is seemingly significant from the, you know, coming from the giant, like seemingly significant for the larger plot. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's another reason why I feel like Richard is likely to be Evil Cooper's son, you know, just because if he's really mentioned by the giant in the first scene, that makes it seem like he should be significant to him for some yeah. reason. 
Well, well, yeah, what if Linda is the girl grown up, and so she's just, you know, an older woman now. Yeah. And that's the character. I think that's definitely possible, and she's just living in that trailer park. I, I don't think that's out of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that would be a different theory from that it's Sarah Palmer. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily think that Egg was Laura, so I don't mm-hmm. think it has to be Sarah Palmer. Yeah, and it doesn't make, I don't think it makes a lot of sense that that you know, is the egg gonna just incubate in her for a while before she gets pregnant with Laura? Like it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. Um and you know, there was that um in uh I guess it's in Fire Walk with me where they, they're at the trailer park and um and that old woman comes in played by David Lynch. Um you know you know that whole yes. like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he just comes in and looks and then walks away. I remember that. I'm like, yes. maybe that's Linda. And uh, <laughs> she moved, you know, when the trailer park moved, she moved She too. moved with it. And, oh, man, and, that's like, actually an interesting theory. Uh, like, David Lynch is going to reprise that role. Oh, my God, that was Linda right there. Yeah, there's Linda. <laughs> Go away, Linda. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's still going to have her face covered up, you know, like he had... Right. Oh, yeah. Actually, it, was, kind of like ice pack on yeah, or something. Was, was he credited as a character with that? Do you know? I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't but I think so. But yeah, I wonder if, if that got credited or not. Um. <laughs> yeah, that'd be hilarious. It's me, Linda. <laughs> hey, look, everyone. I'm Linda. <laughs> Guess who's Linda? Me. <laughs> yeah, it looks like only Gordon Cole is credited for David Lynch here. Okay. Yeah, probably that. Unless unless it was like a weird... They just did a weird uh, misdirecting casting or something. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, yeah. Uh, you ready for the next thing here? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, before we move on, I, I, I was just looking at IMDb, and uh, it looks like that old woman uh, was not David Lynch in drag. Uh, it's credited as Ingrid Brucato. Oh, Okay. Um, uh, which she looks strangely like David Lynch, uh, <laughs> more than a woman should, I think. Um, yeah, I always thought that was like David Lynch doing a weird cameo part. Maybe they're long lost twins. <laughs> uh, that's the, that's, that's what I'll choose to believe is they're long lost <laughs> twins. Fate brought them together for this movie and exactly. Yeah, I'll buy it. It was the part I was born to play, and you're going to play it, Ingrid. Because <laughs> I'm perfect for it. That means you should play it. Uh, anyway, I thought that was weird. Um, okay. It is weird. Okay, so anyway, still could be Linda, perhaps, if Linda's still alive after yeah, all yeah. those years. Yeah, that's it's interesting because there's really no context for that scene within Firewalk with Me itself mm-hmm. uh, as to like who that is and yeah w- what's going on there. Um, 
And I wonder if Carl's ever going to comment on the move from Deer Meadow. <laughs> that would be cool. I, I, you know, you know, speaking of this one, the, the scene with this curious woman who shows up with the ice pack on her face or whatever, like, you know, he has that line about, I've already been places. Like, he, like, mm-hmm. she, like, induces this trance or something. And he, you know, makes these comments. And so yeah. I, I, I want some more of that, you know. And that, you know, would tie together presumably with, um, you know, the fact that he saw the uh, spirit or whatever right. the boy who got killed. Floating up, yeah. Yeah, so I, I want some more of, like, what does that mean you already went places? Like, where'd yeah. you go? Like, did he find the zone? You know, Uh-oh. like, what does that mean? Uh-oh. Yeah. He better not have met the major, too. <laughs> he met the major. Major met everybody. He's a very gregarious guy. Yeah. <laughs> very, very gregarious. Woo. <laughs> Tough one. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I want to say gregarious. <laughs> That's wrong. <laughs> I know. Very gregarious. <laughs> Think about that, Tammy. Think about that, Tammy. All right. So, uh, you ready to move on here? Please. All right. So we go back to Dougie and Sunny Jim and, and Janie E. Sorry, Dougie and Janie E. But also Sunny Jim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a bit of a subordinate role here. Anyway, uh, they're gonna go. And when I say they, I mean Janie E. Because she's clearly doing all the stuff here. But she's gonna take Sunny Jim to school and Dougie to work. And they have this little moment where she says she loves Dougie because she loves him now because he, you know, because mm-hmm. <laughs> he's hot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, because mm-hmm. it can't be the conversation. No, it's not that at all. <laughs> so and I yeah, guess he's still wearing no. this one suit he has every day. I guess that they're dry like cleaning it. it very often. Every yeah, I, yeah. Maybe he's got a closet of them. I don't know what we're supposed to think. It's well, weird. they. I mean, these are not the suits that Dougie would have because they wouldn't fit the same way, right? Like. So unless yeah, you're right. she Cooper went came out, and, out wearing that suit, right? Yeah, so it's just that same. That's one. what I mean. That's what I meant. Like, is he just wearing the same? Or did she like? I'll you look so good in these suits. I'll go buy you a couple more or something. Like, yeah, he wore he wore the the big uh, like lime green thing that one day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, since then he's been dressing like Cooper, and yeah, maybe we're supposed to. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good theory, though. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, these, yeah, I'll just go buy more of these. Oh, they stopped making them 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, they stopped making black suits 20 years ago. <laughs> I meant the specific one, but yeah, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. I suppose you could still find a black suit. That's the thing about suits is uh, there's always more. Timeless, timeless mm-hmm. elegance. <laughs> it, I always, I've always thought the the suit is an interesting like uh, uh, piece of clothing. It's a it's an interesting thing, um, and yeah, the sort of versatility and the timelessness and uh, it's like we've decided that's what a professional or that's like that's just what that's what it looks like to that, that's what the clothes look like if you're a certain kind of um, state or class or something, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. It is. Yeah, specific uh, uniform. And we'll we'll tie this piece of cloth around your neck, and we'll call that cloth a tie. <laughs> we'll call it what it did. Because you tie it. Because <laughs> you yeah. tie it, so we'll call it a tie. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, not a whole lot of new stuff in the scene. It's kind of just a little... Uh, yeah, action. a little follow-up from, yeah. You know, Dougie's going to work. I mean, I assume we'll follow up with that. He's got to, you know, meet with Bushnell, and we'll get some follow-up with Anthony, and, you so, know, all that stuff will kick into gear, presumably. Yeah, so in terms of Dougie waking up, you know, my whole sort of overall theory here about these little, these sort of human moments sort of contributing to Cooper waking up, uh, he, he did seem to understand in this scene when she says, okay, time to go to work. And he sort of walks to the car on his own and he's sort of smiling. Mm-hmm. So it seems like, you know, it's a baby step from where he was before, but she didn't have to drag him to the car. It doesn't seem like she has to sort of put him in the seat and close the door, right. you know? So it seems like he is sort of Maybe he coming out of it a little bit. He's, he's Yeah, either he's coming out of it or he's learning you know, like he maybe is sort of, you know, stagnating, but but in terms of progressing, but but he sort of can learn uh, and apply these like things. Like he under he sort of understands what that means. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Of course, it would get tedious. So I'm I'm glad that's happening. Yes. Like every single step, it's like somebody's got to like park him everywhere at every mm-hmm. moment. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Dougie, Dougie doesn't understand the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I do wonder that whole idea about Dougie having these spells, if, and I think I said that before too, uh, it, it if that's supposed to relate at all to why Cooper can't wake up is like somehow because this, this, this manufactured being had this glitch that now Cooper is affected by that glitch Mm -hmm. uh, because he sort of traded places with him or something like that. And so that like, you know, Dougie was either entering a spell or was in a, in, in one of these spells when Cooper's traded places with him. Mm-hmm. And so at whatever point in time, Dougie would sort of normally come out of the spell. That's, that's when Cooper will wake up, you know? Right. I wonder if that's supposed to be the thing, you know, that's limiting him. Anyway, I just wanted to bring that yeah. up. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. It's, uh, I think it's only been like a few days at this point. Mm hmm. So that seems possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if that's all it takes. Yeah. Time passes. The stars align. <laughs> Cooper awakens. <laughs> Something for the log lady to say later. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So you ready for the next thing here? Ready. All right. So we go to Jerry Horn. He's in the woods. His cell phone doesn't work. And he says, you can't fool me. I've been here before. Ah! The end. Okay, Jerry, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Jerry. Uh, I do think that since uh, since Jerry Horn is out in the woods, uh, I think there's a chance that, you know, something plot-related will happen at some point. Yeah. Um... Uh, but I'm not convinced that anything that's happened so far is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, he might stumble into something. He's getting no service, so that means something. I don't know. Um, yeah, he was he was watching Doctor Amp on his like tablet before, and presumably that would involve 
some well, kind of signal. He could have downloaded it, but I guess it was okay, supposed maybe to be. He it, it seemed like it was broadcast it live, though. Definitely seemed like it was live. Yeah. Um, but but it could be that he's further in the woods now or something, and right. further away. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, there's Glastonbury Grove in the woods. There's presumably Jackrabbit's Palace is in the woods right. or something, and then and then we've got the zone location or whatever might be. I guess it's supposed to be not in Twin Peaks. Um, I think, yeah. Yeah, so there's a couple ideas of plot, you know, sort of big plot places he could go. Or, or maybe, yeah, maybe he'll run into the um, Hawk and and, Sh- and Sheriff Truman and uh, and Bobby out there doing something and, you know, and, and get yeah. involved with that plot line or something. Or maybe he's, whatever he ate or whatever he's tripping on, it will be important. Um you know, um, yeah, I don't know. But we did get that. I, it, it seems important, I mean, to, you know, to put this, like, 30-second scene in here. Um, and who is he talking to? No idea. His foot? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I have no idea. And it's like, and he says that after not getting a signal, and I just like, I don't even know how that works. Why would yeah. you say that? Like, oh, I can't get a signal. You can't fool me. I've been here before. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I yeah, I don't know what to make of this right now. It's and I, I'll just say, and this this got to be no way this is true, but. You know, Mr. C can control technology. He's blocking well, Jerry's signal. I, I was just going to say, in terms of the earlier part of the story, that Diane thing, you mm-hmm. know, she checked her phone and there was no signal. Um, mm-hmm. So that seems like sort of a connection. And I guess, yeah, I mean, that would be the crazy well, theory. Well, uh, specifically, her message said blocked. Right. It wasn't that. I mean, it didn't I, say no signal. I don't right. think it said no signal. It yeah. Was but, uh, you know, besides yeah. the specific language, uh, I take your point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think that's a connection, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. possibly worth mentioning. <laughs> you never know. So, so maybe like, maybe like Mr. C was Jerry's weed business partner or something okay. like in his business and that's and why the weed is so he was getting that that like uh that rio de janeiro weed or whatever oh, it man. is palazzo and in argentina what was it argentina or was uh, it rio uh brazil okay yeah brazil yeah um and um rio argentina that sounds right and um uh, I so mean, yeah. I assume that's the Rio they mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's probably one or two Rios around, but... It's probably. I think it means river, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and... <laughs> There's one or two rivers. There's one or two rivers on Earth. I, I That's a true <laughs> statement. And, uh, yeah, so anyway, that that's a crazy, crazy crackpot theory. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, he's... <laughs> they went into business together. Man, that's going to be, that is going to be a crazy-ass reveal. Mm-hmm. That's why I gave you the good weed, Jerry. Exactly. <laughs> you weren't supposed to smoke the product, Jerry. Come on. <laughs> that's our profits here. <laughs> you know I need my profits. 
exactly. How else do you think I became a billionaire? <laughs> By not smoking my products. Yeah. <laughs> God, that begs the question. What would Mr. C be like on weed? <laughs> that would be crazy if he got high. Oh, man. Yikes. Because he, he seems like the kind of person who would do drugs. <laughs> Well, he did have cocaine, didn't he? Oh, that's uh, right. He did have some cocaine. But that, yeah, yeah I want to, like, see him on it. <laughs> and it's not clear that he has the time to be a deal. Like, it's just, it's weird to me that he had cocaine. I mm-hmm. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Because he seems like, he, he seems measured in a weird way. Even when he's violent, he's got this, this like, restrained yeah. demeanor. Um which which isn't really a cocaine type thing. Yeah. Um so yeah, it'd be interesting if that was if we're supposed to think he's like doing cocaine from time to time or not. Right, right. You would think they would show that if we're supposed to think that. Yeah, cuz I could see him partying with Chantal or something, sure. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and like punch. when he's doing stuff, it doesn't seem like he's doing drugs. When he's working, he's so he's work. Yeah. He's, he's a got like a lot of pants. Yeah. Got a lot of plans. Like, as far as I can tell, um, you know, uh, with the possible exception of anything that fake Philip Jeffries is doing, it seems to me like all of the plans go back to Evil Cooper at this point. Like, I don't know any like larger plans that don't tie to Evil Cooper in some way. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. So, uh, you know, that's a lot because there's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the box thing was the last, you know, the last uh, thing to really tie him to, you know, even yeah. though it was implied by I missed you in New York, like they made it 100 percent clear here. Yeah. Yeah. That he's uh, definitely affiliated with the box. He's involved with that. Even if he's not the billionaire, he's clearly got something to do with it. Mm hmm. Um. But, you know, him being a billionaire is the simplest explanation since, like you said, um, uh, although I guess, like, yeah, I guess there is, uh, yeah, I don't know. The simplest explanation seems like he's the billionaire. <laughs> yeah, or the guy in the picture is the billionaire and he sort of coerced the guy into doing this or something. He yeah, black, he's blackmailed him the same table. way that, that the warden is, was yeah. blackmailed. And he's like, I need you to put your resources into building this yeah. thing and don't ask me why. And yeah, it could be something like that. Um, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, Mr. C. All right. So you ready for the next thing here? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we go back to the Twin Peaks Sheriff Station. Um, Chad is talking to Lucy. Uh, The mailman shows up, and Chad goes to intercept the mail. Lucy watches from inside. Chad puts the letter, or shall we say a letter, as Mm -hmm. we discussed earlier, from a Miriam Mm -hmm. uh, inside his shirt, and then uh, brings the mail inside. And then uh, Richard gets a message that says done, which is presumably Chad. I'll just add that because it seems connected. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't forget the donuts that he loves Oh, yeah. Taking. There's donuts. I mean, yeah. He's yeah, he's he's trying to be friendly, I guess, to distract her mm-hmm. in a way that seems transparent to me. Yeah. But... This is the friendly. You know, this is like the friendliest he's ever been to her. 
Yeah, um, and it just because, seems like dripping with sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe Lucy's not picking up on it, but it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, Chad, she's not Chad's horrible. She's, the, she's not the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to subtlety. Right. Um, right. but, uh, yeah, and I, I, I found it interesting how he intercepted, like, he, he sort of slid the letter into his shirt, which I was like, what is he gonna do to, like, take the letter? Like, what's he, and it's like, oh, he's just gonna do that. Okay, that's a pretty good yeah. move, Chad. Pretty good move. It is. It is. Thinking on his feet there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause I gotta, I gotta hide it, but, so I can't just, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, have it in my hands. Um. Yeah. I mean, I assume but, he, he pre-planned that, but. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. yeah, he came up with it uh, of how to hide it without sort of uh, being obvious that he's got walking around with the letter and yeah, yeah, it's like convenient that he's got like a button-up shirt, you know, mm-hmm. that he can kind of just slide that the letter fits, you know, it's a good size for that. Yeah, luckily Miriam didn't send like a giant envelope, <laughs> <laughs> legal paper or something, mm-hmm. eleven by seventeen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is, uh, seemingly functional, and again, like, it's, it's definitely gonna be weird if, like, it's the wrong letter. Um, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. And what does that letter say? (laughs) And what does the letter say? Yeah, the wrong letter? If it's the wrong letter, like... Yeah. Dear Sheriff Truman, missed you at the potluck. (laughs) Your wife's recipe for chili is excellent. My condolences and the loss of your child. <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, he gets a message that says done, and it's done. He's in a car now. I wonder, yep. uh, this is his car. Why did he have that truck to begin with if he has a car? It wasn't his yeah, truck. Yeah, he's, like, carring a truck like he knew he was going to, like, do something mm-hmm. and have to, like... Yeah. Um, you know, t- cover it up. Because uh, it seems to me like this is his car, but maybe this isn't his car either. Maybe he's just, like, taking cars from random people. And, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, to throw suspicion off of him or to not allow people to find him as easily. easily. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, so you ready to uh, pick up with all... Oh, yeah. Richard, uh, so uh, we go to Johnny Horn uh, sitting in a chair tied to it, I guess. Um, And there's a bear thing Mm -hmm. uh, asking him how he is today over and over again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, that won't stop for the rest of this scene. Um, uh, Then uh, Richard drives up, um, says... uh, says hi to grandma who's sylvia mm-hmm. who's uh clearly upset that he's there but maybe not upset enough <laughs> uh uh richard wants money she uh she tries to refuse so he uh, threatens her and johnny um uh, in pretty harsh terms um she uh she eventually gives him the combination to the safe and so he takes money and then he takes some jewelry as well and um uh, and he leaves, uh, calling her the C word for good measure. Cause that's what you do with grandma. <laughs> Jesus, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Another violence towards women scene. Um, yep. 
Yeah, it's interesting. And, and if I caught this right, I think he threatens to rape Johnny. Um, what is he? I I, I kind of feel like you're he right. He says but I I'll cornhole that piece of shit. Um, I think that's what that means. Uh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, I guess that's what he meant. I guess that's what he meant. I'm trying to think. Like that's his uncle. <sighs> Like, come on, really? I'm trying to get to the part in the scene. I just, I'm curious, like, what I originally thought he sort of meant by that. But I do think that's the idea. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess, uh, that's part of his, yeah, that's part of his threats here. Um, Richard is such a. Such a complete, like, one-dimensional, horrible person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crazy how, um, you know, because Evil Cooper is horrible, but um, it, he just seems to have more um, <laughs> more dimensions to his character. Yeah, and it's, it's one of those things similar to um, Man in Black and, and, and Lost being called Evil Incarnate. I, I don't like calling Mr. C Evil Cooper because he, even though he's a doppelganger and he's sort of the bad Cooper, like, evil is such a huge term. You know, Bob, I think, is evil. Mr. Cooper has been, uh, Mr. Z's been, like, a bad guy. He's He kills people, you know. Um, but, like, what's the worst thing he's done is just, like, kill people, right? Yeah, possibly rape a comatose Audrey. <laughs> At rape, least that we've heard about bad, rape and murder. I just feel like evil is evil is like should be reserved for the worst of the worst, not like the sort of average worst of humanity, you know, kind of a thing. Uh but um but yeah, I mean I definitely take your point like what Richard is is a sort of Richard's almost worse in a way because it's 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 kind of like you're saying it's like the bulk of his personality, uh, yeah. Evil and, and his has actions, other elements. <laughs> yeah, too. he he can he can be in a scene and not be murdering or hurting yeah. people. Richard's kind of he, he you know unless he feels that you know the the other person is more powerful or whatever. Like in the mm-hmm. scene with Red, it, it yeah it seems like um, he's you know and he threatens Chad too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it was weird how like reluctant Chad was. Like, yeah, I'll try, Ugh, whatever. Yeah. Um, like he's, you know, even with his criminal co-conspirators, like he's a dick. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Richard just seems like it just seems like all these characters, like Miriam and Sylvia, um, if they know who he is, like. I don't know. Like, I feel like they should be more afraid, like in terms of letting him, um, uh, letting him in or leading him on or, um, you know, sort of giving him opportunities, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I guess. Like Miriam could have been a little less forthcoming about what she had done. Um, for example, it seems like she didn't know what she was dealing with or that she thought, you know, she'd be protected by by his own sort of sense of self-preservation, and she didn't right. think that he had any way to uh, sort of around her gambit there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I was just on Urban Dictionary making sure that cornhole is what we think it means. Just, there's no alternative explanations for that word. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, so I guess that's what he was threatening, uh, to sort of rape his <laughs> uncle. Um, which yeah, is like a, which is like it, a like new level. I didn't level. catch that the first time. When I watched it, did he really just say that? I, I, kind of, I think the first time I thought he meant, like, I'll shove something in his mouth, like I'll shut him up or something. I don't know, right. you know, something like that. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's what he's what he's saying. Like, which is like a weird. It's a weird threat. It's a really yeah. weird threat. And maybe yeah. he's not saying he would like personally rape him, but but like he would like you know, um, I don't know what the word is rape him with an object or something abuse him uh, yeah. sexually yeah 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 which is like a weird threat it's, like, it's yeah he yeah. doesn't have to do it himself to be like uh-huh <laughs> like god richard what the fuck why is the giant mentioning you why are you so important in this story yeah yeah and and is linda going to be supposed to be on the same level as this guy like Oh, or is Linda like a good version, maybe like some mm-hmm. some person's kid who's like a good version? Uh, right. The an- antithesis of of um, Richard here. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so we do get the sense that um, well, am I right that? Are uh, Sylvia and Ben, like, still married? Are they still living together? I feel like I got the sense from this scene that they weren't living together. Uh, Yeah, and, you know, we get another scene uh, with Sylvia later that I I think implies that... That's right, uh, it's the next scene, yeah. That they're divorced or separated or they've had some kind of break in the Mm -hmm. relationship. Um, You know, because she's, like, threatening to call a lawyer yeah, that's right. Yeah, to get some more money and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm assuming they're divorced. Um, uh, but yeah, it definitely seems like they don't they don't live together anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Which isn't a big surprise. I, they certainly weren't portrayed in the original series as having a great marriage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, the whole revelation of uh, Donna being his daughter could have like yeah. been been. The nail in that coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she did show up for that scene. Um, so the bear in the scene that's asking Johnny how mm-hmm. he is today is such a weird creation. And like, Hello, Johnny. It's how like, yeah, today? it's British. And like, it, it has, uh, like, it again, it goes along with this theme of, of characters having head trauma in David Lynch works. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. So it's got like, this like glass head thing. Yeah. So it's just like a teddy bear with its head ripped off, but like there's this other head that, you know, is a bit reminiscent of the, the, the evolution of the arm, you know, this sort of brain lighting up right. talking sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it kind of fits in with that, that whole thing. One of the things I thought was weird and maybe, maybe it's not, Maybe he didn't actually do that. I thought it was weird that, um, like, you know, she has the safe with her jewelry in it. 
And he decides to like open it and take all the jury out and put it in that purse or whatever, instead of just taking the whole safe. I, I mean, I guess it's a yeah. better scene to see what's in there or whatever, but I'm like, it's already in a package ready to go. Just take that <laughs> just instead take of like going through thing, it, putting yeah. it in another thing. Yeah. 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 It's a good point. Um, Come on, yeah. Richard, get practical. And then, so, Johnny's not dead from his head wound. Johnny's clearly not dead. Previous. He was injured, but... Yeah. But yeah. And, and he's, like, sort of tied for his own safety to, like, Yeah, he's this got a helmet suit. on. Yeah, and he's, like, can't do it. Which is, like, torture, really, in yeah. a way. And, and it seems like she sort of, I don't know, in sort of a way... I don't know. I feel like this encounter with Richard sort of made her see, realize that was a bad thing to do to Johnny. Yeah. Uh, Cause like he was just completely helpless in this situation. Whereas like if he, you know, I don't know if he could fight or anything, but I feel like, you know, he would have at least been an obstacle for Richard. Yeah. Uh, if he wasn't tied yeah. up. It seemed like he understood that like something not good was happening. Mm-hmm. He was, he was reacting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Richard is so all evil, uh, all bad. Like, it's, um, and we still don't really have an answer why. And maybe it'll be, you know, Bob's your uncle. Um. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. You know, uh, but I, yeah, I'm curious why he's so sort of relentlessly evil. And like you were saying with Miriam, like, is is this sort of new behavior for him? Has he sort of been sort of a a minor-ish, like, asshole all these years, and now he's sort of taking it up to 11 because of whatever he's involved with is sort of going wrong, or, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's why Miriam wasn't, like, super scared for her life or anything, you know, necessarily. Um, uh, Or or if he's supposed to have just been, like, you know, um, the demon child from birth or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the weird thing. We've never seen him, like, be any other way. But I, I guess the possibility's there that they'll do something like they did with um, Sheriff Truman's wife, with uh, Doris, where mm-hmm. they'll have some characters say, like, he didn't used to be like this, you know. Oh, God. Blah, blah, blah happened. It makes me think Richard killed her son or something. I forgot what they said about how their kid died, but or if they said any details. Oh, but now I'm uh, like, Richard did it. <laughs> oh, God. That's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of implied it It was... Uh, wait, didn't he kill himself? Did he kill himself? I really forget what happened. I, I don't they, remember They that. implied it was related to, like, PTSD. I, I can't remember if they said he killed himself or if they just said he died. Ah, uh, okay. But I, I thought maybe he, maybe he killed himself. Mm-hmm. Maybe Richard covered it up and made it look... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Richard, what are you going to do? And yeah, what's the what's the logical plot for this character? Where where does this character end up, you know? Like what you know, what's he doing that's supposed to be interesting? Yeah, yeah, that's not clear to me at all. Um, I'm assuming he'll be punished in some way. I just feel like it's unlikely he's going to do all this horrible stuff and then like you know, live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the giant mentioned him, I'm expecting him to get wrapped up in the in the big plot, and so maybe he'll have some crazy encounter um, with you know various like Black Lodge and or Zone forces or 
Cooper or yeah, I mean, uh, I guess like compared to Cooper, evil Cooper is evil. I would say. I mean, I I don't say he's evil incarnate necessarily, but just like you know, I guess uh, um, for whatever reason, I um. I, I, for whatever reason, I don't like calling him Mr. C. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm I, glad we differ on this. I, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what it is about that that bothers me. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I would have to think about it. But um, yeah, for some reason, I, I like calling him Evil Cooper. Um, uh, I, I would call him Cooper. Cooper. Ah, Cooper Doppelganger, if it was easier to say. Uh, Clearly. Uh, Because that's really what he is. Um, And I guess that's what I'm trying to say as a shorthand. He's the the doppelganger who's the bad one. Yeah, I like calling him Mr. C because that's a name he's he sort of has given to people in the world. So I'm kind of referring to him by his sort of in-world name. You know, it's kind of why I say Dougie when I really mean Cooper. (laughs) You know? Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The Dougie for Cooper thing. Um, you know, I feel like that it it also doesn't bother me because he, um, uh, you know, he's taken Dougie's life basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's like, and everyone's calling him that. So he's, I mean, the Mr. I think only one character called him Mr. C, if I'm not mistaken, like Otis and very first scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um you know ray actually called him mr cooper yeah um you know which you know to a certain extent they're kind of building the idea up so they're making it a bit vaguer at the beginning mm-hmm. um so that kind of makes sense uh that it's just a short way of saying mr cooper yeah and i guess yeah mr cooper i don't know that it rubs me the wrong way yeah that's why i don't like saying mr cooper <laughs> Well, I, like, there you go. I like Mr. C. And I guess it's... Mr. C feels like just a shorthand for Mr. Cooper. Maybe that's what bothers me about it. I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I would totally, if I could say it without like my tripping over my own like mouth, I would say Cooper Doppelganger over and over again. Yeah. Doppel, a Doppel Cooper. Oh, I have seen people say Doppel Coop. I don't really like that. Um, yeah. I guess because I don't want to call him Coop. And yep. then Doppel Cooper starts to get a bit more cumbersome, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I think also Mr. C seems like a good moniker for this kind of bad guy, you know, because it's, it's a little extra mysterious than just Mr. Cooper, you know? Right, um, right. But yeah, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> That's where we stand on this as-yet-unnamed character. I, I mean, I guess, like, it's Cooper's doppelganger, right? So, you know, we know what he is. We know who he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's just not, he has not expressed, like, uh, that I can tell, like, a particular name that he wants to be called. You know, Chantal and Hutch just call him boss. Yeah. Um, back to the Richard and Linda thing, uh, just kind of reading this thing about um, what they said about Linda, that she's a veteran in a wheelchair, and yeah. that, and and if and if uh, Frank Truman's son was in the military too, that might be an interesting connection there. Yeah. Uh, going back to Richard Killing or something. Oh God! Oh God! Um. Uh. But and and, and it could uh, you know. And the other question is, um, it, is, is Linda also Cooper's uh, Mister C's uh, 
progeny. Right. Uh, like, basically, Linda's... Uh, Richard's... Is Linda Richard's sister. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she's the I good one. That's what I was trying to do by tying it in with the, the 50s storyline. I, I mean, I guess in that case, it would make them something more like cousins, but... Um, I do feel like they should be related in some way. Mm-hmm. Just based on the fact that they're presented together. Richard two birds and Linda, one stone. two birds, one stone. Does that mean like maybe they're twins and the stone was like the egg that was fertilized and Ooh. then split into two? <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. what that means. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they had. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, maybe it's one of those things where, like, um, if it's Audrey, if Audrey's the mom, like, she didn't know she was having twins, and then, like, so she has one kid, and then, like, yeah, one comes, and it's Richard, and then, like, she has another one. I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out some way where, like, she doesn't end up raising Linda or something like that or, you know, mm-hmm. and they're sort of separated. And so Linda is like the good one and Richard's the evil one. And, right. Because uh, you don't want both to be evil, right? I mean, <laughs> even though they, you know, if Evil Cooper is their dad, they, they should both be evil. But maybe there's only enough evil to go to one person and the other person has to just be like normal. Right. Or like good or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all that's left. Mm-hmm. Too much evil going in one direction. Yeah. None left for you. <laughs> Sorry, Linda. <laughs> Shit out of luck. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I think um, uh, I, I have a feeling that because there's been such a delay in the Linda reveal that there would be some significance there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Linda, what are you going to do for us? <laughs> I have no idea. That's going to be weird. Um, all right, so you ready to continue? Yeah. All right, so we get, we're going to go back to Las Vegas. Uh, Roger tells Duncan Todd that they got Ike. Um, Anthony is there. Uh, Duncan Todd tells Anthony to pin the insurance claim that they... This is this is like exposition central here. Mm-hmm. Um Duncan Todd tells me, he's like, do you remember, you remember my, what does he say? Uh, my business rivals and bitter enemies, the Mitchum brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it's great. Like, super exposition dialogue there. Um, just to quickly explain where they stand. Anyway, yeah. uh, he wants Anthony to pin the insurance claim that they conspired to deny for the Mitchum brothers on Dougie. And then the Mitchum brothers will kill Dougie. That's basically what he wants him to do. If the plan fails, then Anthony will have to kill Dougie himself. There you go. So, uh, yeah. So this uh, makes the connection between Anthony and Duncan Todd that I hadn't expected. And therefore, Anthony is at least tangentially connected to Evil Cooper. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do you, is this is this sort of a, in your head, like a separate plot line from the evil, like there's an intersection with the evil Cooper stuff in that, you know, Duncan Todd is, is trying to, you know, ordering these hitmen for, to kill Dougie. Um, but, but it's interesting to think about, does, does Mr. C have any interest in this whole, 
like uh, Mitch and Brothers, Mitch and Brothers thing. insurance thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I. It seems to me like no. It seems to me like that's Duncan Todd's personal thing that he's just using as a tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you know, like you said earlier, like he's just he's tried. He's sent two like professionals on to kill Dougie, and they failed. Yeah, it's it's crazy to like. To, to you know obviously this is a, a world of coincidences but like the the coincidence that the person that they've been that Duncan Todd has been trying to get killed is the person who like wins all this money from his rivals you know right right yeah 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 that's that's a strange connection um so yeah this I remember thinking like if Duncan Todd was supposed to be in the same casino as the Mitchum brothers and this makes clear that no in oh, fact, there's no private. way clearly yeah there's no way <laughs> not in there. this life no not at all yeah there there was a sh- exterior shot of his um of his office here so you get a sense of where he actually is now yeah 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 um, the silver Mustang I think is the name of the casino from yeah 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 and I feel like this is also like um I, I mean, not that I, I don't want to give myself too much credit because I don't think I I didn't see this coming like remotely, just to be clear. But I feel like I picked up on something <laughs> vaguely like this when I when I was thinking that, uh, you know, Bushnell Mullins was talking about like, you know, c- come see me tomorrow. We're going to get some answers, you know, thinking about like, why? Why did Dougie's car blow up and then someone tried to kill him, mm-hmm. you know? Like, after seemingly uncovering um, Anthony's fraud, which now we understand a little better what the fraud was, mm-hmm. um, like, he was going to assume Anthony did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember thinking that, and this isn't that, but it, it is at least heading in that direction. Well, it, yeah, it's like, it, it wasn't that, but it could end up being that. Exactly. If Anthony does eventually try to kill uh, Cooper, uh, Dougie himself. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the story is, I mean, even if he doesn't end up having to do it himself, which I feel like is definitely a possibility, um, you know, he's still being put in the middle of the plot to kill Dougie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, even though it's actually not of his own and, and, and not because Dougie found out about no. the insurance fraud. That's not the reason. <laughs> That's not the reason. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird. It's it's actually got nothing to do with that. No. <laughs> um, you know, in a way, like, the Mitchum brothers should be thanking him. Because <laughs> actually that should be good for them. Well, know? yeah. Ideally, Bush, Bushnell Mullins will realize the claim was sort of incorrectly uh, denied or something. Yeah. And then they and might they get, get that money out. Then like that should more than make up for the 400,000. that Dougie Well, maybe won. that's interesting. Yeah. Cause maybe that'll, that's what's going to happen. Maybe right before, you know, they have Dougie killed and maybe it'll work this time. Somehow we have a sense it'll, it'll work this time. Yeah. Uh, they, they get a call and, and from Bushnell and he's like, uh, I want to apologize you know, there was a problem with your claim and we got it remedied and we'll pay out now. And so they go, yeah. holy shit. Well, we don't have to kill him now because, you know, we, we got our money now. Um, and then that would force Anthony to have to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or try to. I, I, I That's what I'm expecting to happen. That sounds... Mm-hmm. That sounds like a logical course to go down. That, yeah, that it was it was always leading to Anthony trying to kill him, even though, like... 
<laughs> that isn't not for the reason we thought. Yeah, and that whole that thing Bushnell said about getting answers the next morning. I didn't believe it at the time, but now that he's going to go to work, I feel like uh, yeah, they'll they'll talk about this, and maybe that's when they'll bring up his findings on uh, the stairs and ladders that he drew all over those right. papers. Like he'll, but he's like, you give me a lot to think about, so maybe he'll be done thinking, and he'll, right, you know, he'll, and like you were saying, like maybe tie those together, you know. Um, uh, and say, you know, hey, on the one hand, you know, it looks like Anthony is committing insurance fraud here. And on the other hand, you know, someone's trying to kill you. You should look out for him or something. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, okay. All right. So shall we continue from there? I'm scared. The I next assume scene, we're going to get a bit more of this storyline. The next scene scares me. <laughs> All right. So in the next scene, uh, we have Albert and Constance uh, dining together while Gordon and Tammy watch and giggle. That's literally what happens. <laughs> That's literally what happens. <laughs> what is this? What are we watching? Why is there this moment for like lovers or something i don't know like is this weird like hey here's the thing you didn't think about what's albert's dating life like romance is in the you air <laughs> like i don't even know what i get oh there must be in buckhorn if she if constance is yeah, here buckhorn hotel presumably yeah so it's so weird to to be and then like tammy comes over like she's bit like she's like she's invested in albert's love life <laughs> All of a sudden, and like, uh, oh, look at this! Mm-hmm. Oh no! And yeah, uh, and then yeah, then uh, then Gordon's all like giddy, and yeah. but you know, again, I feel like he's touching Tammy in this strangely yeah, when they familiar away, way. He's got his arm around her, and I was like, Ugh, are they really going down that road? He's yeah, and it's it's not. It's not to me as bad as the Diane thing because he, he's kind of he's kind of got it, you know. A little above the small of her bag. It's not mm-hmm. completely intimate, and it's you know, and she's got you know, they're arm in arm, but also they're coworkers, and that's her boss. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know why they're that familiar with each other at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I don't walk with my boss arm in arm like that. <laughs> you <laughs> like, don't? I don't. Maybe that's why I didn't get that raise. Jeez. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I don't. Is that just? Gordon being old school, like I, it, it's such a, or is that just David Lynch being being himself and not really thinking about right how how this sort of uh, actions are coming off? Krista Bell, like they've done albums together, you mm-hmm. know, maybe like Laura Dern, you know, exactly. Like, they have familiarity in real life, and yeah, maybe it's just carrying over in a way that mm-hmm. um, doesn't quite seem right for the actual story. I was um, pleasantly surprised that she was seemingly not staying in his room. <laughs> at least, <laughs> yeah, that's you're right. At the very least, he's not. Tammy, we'll get one room, one bed. I'm old like, school. Like, I, I when Albert came in, I was kind of expecting her to like come out in a bathrobe or oh, something. No. I really no. thought that's what was going to happen. Oh, God. I didn't expect that. I feel like that's so overt, and it's like and it's like not ever going to be that, which makes it worse. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, sub, the, the subvert or covert sort of stuff he's doing is, is sort of worse 
than if they were actually in a relationship or something. Right, right. But that's that's funny you it's thought that. It's just the occasional inappropriate touching. No yeah, yeah. It's just the old school madman style of being a boss, you know. Right. That's just what you do. You yeah. touch your fellow employees when you mm-hmm. feel like it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a man's world. Man's world. Just touch when you want to touch. And they're just like, oh, it's so sweet. Look at those people having dinner. It's so sweet. But yeah, it's weird. He's like, come on. And they go somewhere. And it's like, where are they going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe that's what you put it in your head that like she would be yes. in his suite or something. That's exactly He's like, oh, aren't they so cute having dinner? Come on. Let's go have sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's literally how I took it. Uh, I, I was glad that it didn't seem like it was actually that yeah i assume like they just walked back to their respective hotel rooms and yes it seems that 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 is what happened yeah well <laughs> but yeah uh again it's yeah it's this thing i mean tammy tammy has been uh you know fairly like you know mediocre like not really doing a lot she's kind of just being dragged along like mm-hmm you know, in the plot, but, um, but she hasn't been featured in like a really uncomfortable way since the beginning. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was worried we were getting back to that. Well, and you know, it's, it's the show's fault, right? Because that whole scene with, um, uh, Denise set up this idea yes. that Gordon might have like inappropriate Absolutely. reasons for having her along, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it just yeah. like put that in our heads. So every time there's these scenes, it's like, okay, well, they brought it up. I guess right. they want us to pay attention to it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's not your fault. It's because of what you did. Mm-hmm. We didn't bring this in. <laughs> you brought that in. Um, so yeah, it remains to be seen where that will go, if anywhere. Um uh, but yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> it begs the question, where is Diane in this scene? Yeah, I mean, I was assuming in her own room. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't see her at all in this uh, particular part, so. Yeah. You know, off sending more messages, maybe. <laughs> Did you, do you think, like, Constance and Albert, like, there's gonna be more, I mean, what, are they gonna get married or something? <laughs> like, what's, what's really the long-term story here, like? Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, I, I, I assume this was just a small moment, because, like, they, they had, like, a brief little interchange in the, in the previous one, mm-hmm. um, where they, like, traded quips, and it was, it was sort of implied that they're, I guess, you know, I mean, she, what she does is kind of similar to what Albert did. Oh, they, to, they, they, they make sense as a couple, like, yeah. uh, for some reason. And, um, uh, but, but I feel like it's a progression of that idea. So is there going to be another part of that where, you know, they go on another date or they like, you know, I don't know, something, something ha- or like she comes with them to Twin Peaks because of this or you know he invites right. her along because he wants to keep seeing her or something yeah. and she's like I've got vacation coming up I don't know uh, you or, know, or she's you just know, interested in like you know the mystery it's not out of the question I think it could go either way that it's just a little moment and maybe we're supposed to believe that they'll stay in touch or something um, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it for them. Uh, or if they if they really want to go all in with Constance, 
um, yeah, then she tags along. I mean, yeah, I, I just feel like since this the you know end of the show and everything last season into the series um, that that they might want to set Albert up with a you know long time right. partner or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't think we were going to get romance for Albert, but, you <laughs> know. that's why it's like, I feel like that, that that's kind of fitting, you know, in a way that, like, yeah, you wouldn't think that, and so maybe that's why they're doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. All right, next scene. Okay. So we go, uh, we go back to the Mitchum's casino. They're in that uh, surveillance room. Um, they see Anthony on the camera come into the casino so they send uh, candy out to get anthony this is going to go real smoothly um she doesn't respond very quickly uh but eventually she leaves and we see uh candy and anthony on the camera she seems to anthony be... <laughs> anthony oh god that's the relationship no one needs uh <laughs> um uh, she seems to be talking quite a bit to Anthony, making some hand gestures. Um, eventually, the Mitchums get impatient, and they tell one of the people on the floor to send them up. Um, so they finally leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Bradley says if we fire her, she's got no place to go. Mm-hmm. So we get that weird little thing, implication, I guess, about what their deal is. Um, and then uh, Anthony and Candy enter. Uh, they asked Candy what she was talking about, and uh, she basically says uh, the, the weather, and they're lucky to have air conditioning in the casino. Mm-hmm. Um, then they ask Anthony what he wants. Uh, he tells them that their claim was denied by Dougie. Uh, so he's, you know, doing what Duncan Todd said, basically. Yep. Um, so then they ask Candy to show him out. She does eventually. Um, and he, uh, he repeats that Dougie's their enemy. <laughs> he's, he's like doing Inception. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just so you know, he's your enemy. Now go off and kill him for me. <laughs> yeah, interesting scene. Yeah, just kind of like you said, doing what Duck and Todd said. And we get this weirdness with Candy. And it's, it's strange because she's not upset anymore about what happened. She's not crying, yeah. But, but she's being, like, weird. And it must be strange to be, like, these, these three actresses playing these roles. Because they're, they're interchangeable. Yeah, Candy's getting, you know, all sure. of the sweet stuff, if you will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was some sort of joke. That was a pun. Okay. <laughs> wow. And um, and I don't know. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. What you know? And, and, and again, going back to like how do the Mitchum brothers treat these women? Like the idea that it's almost like a jobs program, like a welfare program. Like mm-hmm. they're just helping these like you know, underprivileged women, something beautiful yeah. yet underprivileged. It's charity. Yeah. It's yeah. like some sort of like we, you know, maybe it's a, a sort of classic, you know, run away from home type situation. And, you know, mm-hmm. she's, she's came to Vegas to be a star or something. And she's got like no talent or whatever. And, and so mm-hmm. like, you know, they feel pity for her, you know, versus like, they're just like using her or something, you know? So it's interesting again, like they're, they're sort of, just you know, it's another sort of subversion of like the 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 typical idea of these kind of guys. 
Yeah. Because um, it would be like, get rid of her. Yeah, yeah, get rid of her. There's a dime a dozen of these kind of broads around, you know. Right. Like, we don't care what happens to her. But it's like, oh, they actually care. And they've actually talked about this before, you know. Like, it's been a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, why is she like this now? Like... <laughs> You know, I know she's almost like Dougie, like, like, it's almost yeah. like a weird, it's like, I don't understand language or For like, a little bit, like, I thought she wasn't responding to Rodney specifically, because mm. it was like, there was a couple of times where it seemed like she noticed like what Bradley was saying more or like when he spoke, she paid more attention. But then later on, it was like, nah, it's not really that she's mm-hmm. just. And she does, like, understand eventually, mm-hmm. seemingly. Uh, but, yeah, she's sort of like a, you know, like like a few points above Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's sort of like, what's the transition between the crying and, and this, mm-hmm. you know? Is this mm-hmm. just normal for her? Or is this some kind of... Um, is this some kind of continued reaction? Is this like the stages of grief or something? You know, is this like the next phase in dealing with the fact that she hit Rodney in the face with a remote control? Yeah, I think it's denial, anger, and dumbness. Is that the the third? She's in the third stage or something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it it doesn't help that the other women don't talk, so right. or really interact, and they've got this aloof quality where they're not. They're like zoned out almost yeah um so yeah it's really tough to tell like what um what exactly is supposed to be happening there um yeah you know i don't know and you know we are they do all three are, are are the three girls just for the one guy or are they for both of them like mm-hmm. it's 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 sort of confusing i guess exactly what the relationship is there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, it seems to me like they live together and it's both of them, but mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I agree. It's it's not clear. I mean, she does. He uh, uh, Bradley does say we fire her. Yeah. Um, so I think that kind of implies they work for both of them. Yeah, and it could be because you know they both own the casino or something, and so they're mm-hmm. sort of employees of the casino. And, even though they seem to go home with them as well. Yeah. Like, seems like it. Go, it seems more like they're personal, but maybe if you own the casino, like the line between working for the casino, and working for the Mitchum brothers, is like yeah, exactly a blurry it's the same, one. It's the same. The money's coming from the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they seem to have like twenty-four hour jobs. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. like they're never off. I don't know. Um, let's just say we haven't seen them not working ever. Yeah. But are they really working ever? <laughs> I mean, working mostly means standing there in the dress. Yeah. Uh, so, or skirt, or whatever you call that thing. Um, it's a dress. Thank you. I long uh, learned the difference between a dress and a skirt. What's the difference? Uh, the a dress, top part? Uh, yeah, skirt is just the bottom part. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So it's a dress. Mm-hmm. There you go. A dress, uh, like, maybe has a skirt? <laughs> Right, right. And a skirt doesn't have a dress. A skirt by itself is not a dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Good, good, good. That makes sense. That's uh, a little update from the uh, Mr. Podcast Fashion Corner. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember at know. the time like being suspicious that um, she said something else. Um, that she was like... Yeah. She did hot. seem like she was 
saying a lot more than what she said. She was yeah. like pointing around and like it was now, interesting. Now Anthony doesn't contradict her, but I guess it's not necessarily important or helpful for him to get involved in mm-hmm. you know whatever's going on with Candy. So I mean, I guess I could see him. You know, they even ask him, "What is she saying?" He's like, "Ask her." Mm-hmm. You know, um, so, um, uh, yeah, so, I, but, but then again, like, what could she have said? Like, I, I <laughs> yeah, and there were some other, you know, the security guard and, uh, and then the, the, uh, like floor manager guy there, or I guess he got upgraded to the casino manager maybe. Uh, yeah. but he, they, you know, so they could ask him to those, their actual employees, what she said too, to like corroborate it. But yeah, I don't know. She, yeah, she's like gesturing in a weird, strange way, but I guess she's, yeah. she's talking about the AC or whatever. She's pointing but, to the air conditioning yeah. vents or something. I thought I thought she was like supposed to be pointing like cameras, and then she was gonna point to the one that's looking at him, you know, oh. or something like that. And she was just saying that, oh, our boss, you know, the 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 Mitchum brothers want you, and they're right oh. there watching us, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, Anthony's just there to deliver the message. He doesn't want to start anything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, besides that weirdness, uh, this scene is mostly functional, as far as I could tell. Just kind of, um, you know, they they already. Uh, I guess I guess that's the point of the next. Do you want to go to the next scene? Let's go to the next scene. Okay. So I'm like, I'm just talking about the next scene now. So we go back to the Mitchum's home. We've still got Mandy, Candy, and Sandy on duty. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Mandy Candy Mandy... Sandy on Dandy or something. <laughs> uh, Rodney says that um, they'll set up a meeting with Dougie for tomorrow and, um, uh, you know, fool me once, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> fool me twice, shame on you. No, shame on me. Wait. Mm-hmm. Fool me... Now I'm forgetting how it goes. No. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You're dead, right? I think that's what he says. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I guess it's implied that they are going to kill Dougie, just like Duncan Todd slash Anthony wanted them to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, we get follow-up well, on they, that. Did they say set up a meeting with, with, with Dougie? I thought that's what they meant. Like, why would Dougie take a meeting with them? I mean, obviously this Dougie would, but but in general, why would they think a guy who has fooled them twice would just show up to a meeting with, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. a weird thing. Like, um, he took $30 million for them and four hundred twenty-five, and he's just going to show up to a meeting and you guys yeah. think he'll show up? Okay, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know we have any bad will towards him. <laughs> right. Right. He won't see it coming. Of mm-hmm. course he won't, but... No, he actually won't. They don't necessarily know that. So there's this line, now I know how Brando felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that just a, like a Godfather's reference? Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Um, if that's... Yeah, like, what in the Godfather exactly? Just, like getting screwed like, over yeah is that is that all it is like mm-hmm. betrayal and or having having to, like, having to kill someone have people killed yeah yeah maybe running an empire maybe 
It's like weird. The burden like, of yeah. This is the second like major Brando reference. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's a whole character that's based on Marlon Brando. <sighs> Unfortunately. Uh, the uh, yeah, the the sort of um, because I I was watching a thing with uh with David Lynch an interview um, and you know he mentioned that Gordon Cole actually comes from uh, Sunset Boulevard. Um, there's a character named Gordon Cole in Sunset Boulevard. Oh, who's that? Uh, I think it's a minor character. Um, I think I think maybe he's one of the cops or something. He said, but I don't remember exactly. Oh, I see. Um, what it was. It's not like a main character, but it's a character from Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, like, he, he does sprinkle movie references. Yeah, it's um, interesting. Into things. Um, it's this weird... Actually, you know... Watching these Mitchum scenes and thinking about uh, also, um, like, um, you know, Mr. Eddie uh, in Lost Highway Mm -hmm. um, and Castigliani Brothers also, um, uh, you know, I realized that, like, there's a thread of what David Lynch does that is not a million miles away from Tarantino. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I feel like in a way these are, like... Tarantino characters. They, because they're both pulling from the pulp crime noir oeuvre, yeah. um, if you will. I think that's why, yeah, they have that intersection. Because those are the where those kind of gangster characters come from. But sort of adding this quirkiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making them... Postmodern. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like go against certain aspects of what you expect from them yeah yeah gordon cole is uh is uh one of cecil b demille's assistants in the movie who calls up norma and and she she thinks like oh they're calling to be in the movie but he was just calling to uh rent her car right 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 there you go there you go yeah interesting yeah um so yeah, anyway, too, just in because... terms of Brando, like I assume it's a specific reference, um, uh, but but yeah, maybe it's just some general thing from The Godfather. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say real, another thing about Gordon Cole. It, it doesn't seem to be the same guy, but you know, back on those old movie sets, there used to be a guy who would yell "action" and "cut" for the director. Oh yeah, and it just makes you think of Gordon Cole being hard of hearing, like kind of meshing those two, th- like one of Cecil B. DeMille's, the director's assistants. Oh yeah, you know, and sort of this idea of the guy yelling because you know, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, something, something similar there. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I can see that. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I expect a third Brando reference before this thing is over. Yeah, because uh, you know everything good comes in threes. I'm going to put that, like, up there on the list of, like, things I didn't expect from season three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the return. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Marlon a, Brando references will is, be featured. Is that a Mark Frost thing? It could be. But I guess that's why I mentioned Gordon Cole that, that I, although I guess that was in the original Twin Peaks, too. So it could be, it could be a Mark Frost thing. Yeah, I wonder, because I feel like Wally Brando is a, I feel like I've heard people say that's like a Mark Frost thing, that whole mm-hmm. idea or that scene or whatever. And I don't, I can't really discern Mark Frost's stuff, except when I can clearly see non-David Lynch stuff. Right, and I go, well, right. maybe that's Mark Frost. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and that kind of like direct, um, 
reference seems it doesn't seem like kind of thing David Lynch would generally do. Because uh, even Gordon Cole is a, is a reference, but it's not an obvious reference. It's not naming, you know, it's not like, um, you know, dressing in the same clothes and yeah, the world yeah, riding yeah, the yeah. same bike and like having yeah. the, the accent and like, you right. know, basically being that character. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's not it. I don't think I don't think he's done anything quite that over the top. Mm-hmm. And so this is so they did the Godfather. Uh, they did, um, uh, what's the movie with the bike? Um, the Wild One. The Wild One. And so now I'm expecting a third sort of movie. Uh, you know, maybe Apocalypse Now. Oh, God. Uh, Superman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Island of Dr. Moreau, anyone? Um, yeah, I'm wondering, what's, what's another, you know, uh, I guess... Like, Don Juan uh, DeMarco. DeMarco. Um, Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, yeah, yeah. You That's know. Classic. Yeah, so I'm expecting if they do fronts. another... Yeah, I could have been a contender. <laughs> uh, maybe someone will say that. <laughs> sure. Sure, why not? Um. All right, next scene. All right. Uh, and so it's we go a back. doozy. Oh, yeah. So we kind of talked about this earlier, but we go back to the Buckhorn Hotel. Uh, Gordon's making a little sketch. Uh, there's a knock at the door. When Gordon answers, he has a strange vision of Laura Palmer. Uh, it's Albert at the door. Albert tells Gordon about Diane's text message and reveals that Diane sent a reply. They have Hastings. He is going to take them to the site. Gordon says he felt it when she hugged him. Mm-hmm. And this confirms it. Um, Gordon says to keep her close. And then Tammy knocks at the door. Uh, uh, she shows them uh, a picture found on one of the earliest cards. So this is um, uh, this is something I didn't really get um, the first or the second time. But now, but you, I think you're the one that helped me understand. This means those cards on the cameras yeah. that like Sam was switching out and saying one of the earliest cards means it's from the earliest days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of the box setup, which I think, um, you know, definitely points toward the possibility that he could be the billionaire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it shows Evil Cooper and another man um, standing by that, that box. Uh, I think he's not in it, but, you know... Uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, that's. Um, I almost this. feel like if he was in the box, then they would have said that. Yeah. Uh, unless they think it's clear from the picture that he's in the box, which of course it's not. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm thinking he's 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 sort of not in the box. Although that idea of missed you in New York is like, did he miss him because he tried to catch him in the box? Right. <laughs> or did he miss him because you know he knows because he did know that uh, Mister C went to go visit the major. Yeah. Um, so presumably oh, is he he's... why the security guard wasn't there. <laughs> right. God, I really need oh, security guard answers. I know what a, like that guy. Yeah, what a big mystery for such a the the smallest part, right? <laughs> Literally, um, and like the biggest, yeah, the biggest mystery there. Um, yeah. Uh, so he said, he where did like I know he's... more about experiments than I do about why the security guard was yeah, right? There. <laughs> Uh, it seems like the the guy on the phone is able to track Mr. C or is somehow 
following him. So that's an interesting idea. Uh, question is, how does he know he saw the major, and how does he know he was in oh, New right. York? Oh, right, you met with Major Briggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was weird. Like, like I didn't know that before, but I know it now. Mm-hmm. I guess that made me think that. I mean, since that was like 25 years ago, it made me think that he found that out, you know, not that he necessarily tracked him mm-hmm. and that that's, you know, that maybe he found out he was in New York also. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. So I didn't even think about that. That was 25 years ago. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah. Like, I know you met with the major 25 years ago. <laughs> like, that's a weird thing to say. Is now, there... it's possible that they had another meeting. Yeah, I'm wondering if it's if since the major was sort of in that weird uh, hibernating zone area, yeah, that somehow he was able to meet with uh, Mr. C the in a Woodsman more recent up, and time then I would period. Say the number, oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just saying maybe he met in some sort of more recent time period. I think the number one key that ties Evil Cooper to the major is the the ring, the Dougie Janie E ring. Um, Mm-hmm. I think that that's what makes it most likely to me that perhaps he was there when Dougie was created. I, I mean, that doesn't quite make sense. But perhaps he had some interaction with Dougie at some point. Yeah, or or vice versa. Could Mr. C have been there when the Major was... His head disappeared. Right. I mean, the, seemingly the Woodsmen were there. Um, yeah. It's definitely, it definitely seems possible to me that... Um, I mean, we know Evil Cooper was, like, involved in the Hastings plot um, to some extent. So it seems like, it seems at least possible that he was there that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and the weird thing about the the wedding ring, one of the weird things I should say, is, is, is that a manufacturing Asian, whatever the word would be, um, or... Or did was Dougie created and he lived a bit of his life and then and then like he literally met Janie E and they got married and he you know she she got him a ring and engraved it and like you know what I mean like it, or yeah. or was that ring somehow created as as part of the Dougie thing but I guess that doesn't make sense because then Janie E would have to be not real or something or right. or or not like a normal person which I don't think is true yeah. so. I'm assuming that yeah, that it's that it's a real thing. Okay, so I just I came up with like a crappy yet somehow crackpot theory. Um, I guess crackpot theories maybe usually are kind of crappy, but I mean I, I guess I just mean like it isn't <laughs> whatever. Here's the theory. Um, <laughs> no, continue <laughs> to characterize it. <laughs> I don't know why I want to characterize it so much, but like let's assume that Evil Cooper was there. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, when they met with the major the second time, um, it's it doesn't add up though. It doesn't add up because um, it doesn't add up because um, he still needs the coordinates, and they had the coordinates right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruth had them on her hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why didn't he have them? Why is he going to Hastings' secretary? You know, uh, that's actually I don't remember them ever saying that detail though that. Oh, they don't have Ruth's body. Never mind. That's why they didn't say it. They don't know where her body is. Yeah. Because I was yeah. like, the police haven't said anything about coordinates being on her hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't have the body. They don't oh, have the body. They don't have the body. But then still, 
he shouldn't if he has the body he shouldn't need the coordinates mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right so that suggests he doesn't and then he wasn't there okay so i now i'm starting to not think this is true but i'm gonna throw it out anyway all right assuming he was there i was gonna say and maybe this just happened another time but like like he he went to Dougie again, going back to my theory that he swapped the wedding ring for the Alcave ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he just he just like had the ring in his pocket or something, and he and he dropped it, and the major picked it up and swallowed it. Who is he? Evil Cooper. That he had the he had so he so is it you saying this is when he created Dougie? Uh well no so no yeah, it would have to be after because yeah yeah he, yeah because he says I'll be married to have the ring I'm assuming he went back to give Dougie the Alcave ring and maybe that somehow helped with the but then transition. why why didn't he just kill Dougie then why did he give them the ring and no not he just wants kill to him? kill Dougie after Evil Cooper after real Cooper sorry oh, after that's real right. Cooper arrives so yeah he doesn't want he doesn't want to kill dougie he wants to kill real cooper i think that's the idea so so he wants the exchange to happen and maybe the the ring facilitated that in some way and so i'm assuming that's when he took the the wedding ring and so then uh yeah maybe he dropped it and (laughs) the picture swallowed it um you know hoping someone would find it (laughs) that's a good place to hide it because people generally look there um, well, if he knew he was in danger, you know. Um. So somehow, Mister C drops it. Like, why would he even switch the ring to begin with? Why can't? Why can't I? Because I get because it goes on the left ring finger, the spiritual the finger. Spiritual finger. Think about that, Tammy. Yeah, it goes on that finger. Um. So he take then he takes the ring. But then somehow he just he doesn't keep up and he forgets that he dropped it or something or Oops. Yeah. Um it's a little weird. And and like I said, because of the coordinates, it doesn't really add up that he was there. And yet the timing is perfect. Because, you know, the major was there. We know Dougie, uh Dougie was just taken, you know, recently. Um, so it's just, it just it sort of seems like, you know, like he would he would have the wedding ring, you know. What do you like mean Dougie was taken? Worked. Well, you know, Dougie was taken back to the Black Lodge. Uh-huh. With the with the Al Cavering. You know, I mean that just happened like a few days ago. Uh-huh. I'm just saying how like, does that tie in, how does that tie into him when he gets the ring? Well, assuming that assuming that the Al Cavering has something to do with that with that um process you know of like fooling the whatever forces into taking dougie instead of taking him okay now i just confused on what you meant by the timing in terms of he he just went back to the black lodge with the alcave ring but i thought you were tying that together with um him when 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 the ring exchange happened in the first place yeah, well, that, so I'm assuming that it was recently, you know, that he went to see Dougie, oh. you know, maybe five days ago or something. Oh, I see. Okay. Maybe he went to New York. He's all over the place. He went to New York. He went to Las Vegas. And then, uh, you know, when we catch up with him, he's he's in or around the Buckhorn area. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, he would have been able to uh, switch the ring, get Dougie's ring, then go to Buckhorn, be there uh, for the craziness for um 
the major to, uh, I don't know, maybe they whisked away Ruth's body. I mean, maybe somehow he couldn't get the coordinates then. I don't know. Maybe he failed in some way. And maybe the meeting with Briggs was was that one. <laughs> you know, like a second one more recent and he was actually there. Mm-hmm. But, but it would have been before the second meeting with Ruth and Hastings because that's when the major's head disappeared. So he would have had to meet the major before then. No, what? No, no, no. I'm assuming it was then, and then, you know, that's when that happens. So they said, like, last Thursday they went back to uh, to meet the major the second time you give him the coordinates. So you're thinking that Mr. C was there also. So it was yeah. Hastings, Ruth, Briggs, the Woodsman, and Mr. C. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, we know he was in the area. But then how does that leave time for Briggs to swallow the ring if – if he if he if he wants coordinates because because is it is it Mr. C like the person who's after him or I mean he's hibernating from somebody oh because he needs his mouth to swallow it <laughs> yeah is that what you're generally saying? generally speak I mean it's just a lot of events that happen in one at one time it um, is but and, but and and, and and like and like Mr. C is like there they have the coordinates but somehow he can't get them but the Mr. Briggs Major Briggs can. It's just a little. I, I, I mean, I, you know, I. It, it's a lot to tie together. Well, Major Briggs had to tell him where to go. I guess, like, the question would be, you know, why didn't they, um, you know, why didn't didn't they just intercept them and get the coordinates before, um, you know, before they had the chance to deliver them to the major, um, and that's not really clear. Um, yeah, I assume like maybe they didn't find out about the coordinates until after the major's whole thing because I don't think Hastings knew about the coordinates until the major said, "Hey, give me these coordinates." Oh this yeah, is, yeah, I totally. This agree. is this is where you find it. So presumably, Mister C might not know about the coordinates, or 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 you know, he he knows there's a place he's trying to get to, but he might not know that there's like a coordinates to to actually that that depicts where they are. Um, or where the entrance to this place is, or something like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot to, yeah, it's a lot to piece together. It's hard. My brain is hurting because it's crazy enough just what Hastings described. But then there's all then like to try to put another plot in there where like yeah. Mister C is there too. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, and I wonder like yeah and, and hastings doesn't say and then he ate the ring you know or um there's another know. guy there too and yeah i don't know i don't know it's a lot to put he it does together. say there were so many people there i don't know if that really leaves room for yeah i'm saying but and all the woodsmen look alike versus you know mr c would stand out he but, would stand out in that crowd yeah but maybe he was like i could i could also imagine him sort of in the background and not really calling attention right. to himself if there's a ton of people there and, and yeah. weirdness happening. And uh, I, I do sort of assume that until further notice that, that Ruth's body vanished when the major's head vanished. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, so maybe, you know, or maybe the woodsman did that so that Mr. C couldn't get the coordinates. Cause maybe if he gets the coordinates, Bob goes away or something or yeah. go, they don't want Bob going to that place or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. They're um, not just purely there to help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I kind of would prefer if there's some more layers to their relationship and it's not just, I've got this whole team of supernatural beings like <laughs> devoted to helping me, yet most of the time I'm doing stuff by myself. Like, right. You know. Right. Yeah, I swear, I, I'm still, the ring in the stomach is still the one of the most baffling things on the show. It's still not clear why. I mean, even even the idea of it, of that leading to Dougie, it, I mean, it's it's so, such a small thing. Because uh, all they get from that is a name, and they need everything else. They need, you know, his full name, they need his identity, and they need his location for that to even make sense. And then they need to know what he looks like. For them to really sort of get close to what's going on here. So it's like, yeah. if that was the major's plan, it's such a small piece of what is needed to get across what, you know, and maybe, and again, like maybe that's the only thing he could have done or he was like, well, I'm about to die. I've got five seconds to alert people to whoever mm-hmm. finds my body that, but why not put the ring on <laughs> or something or I guess you guess you can't you know whoever finds your body might take it off or something um but there's also no guarantee that unless he's like I know what you know what morticians uh, or uh, coroners do and they they look in your stomach for contents right. for an autopsy so I know that they'll find this like I think he would have to think like that in order yes. for that to work I agree I agree. But I guess, yeah, with leaving, um, you know, that crazy message, um, you know, the, uh, for uh, for Betty Briggs to give to uh, to, to Hawk and Bobby and mm-hmm. uh, Frank Truman, um, you know, the idea that he would he would sort of try to plant something for someone to find. It seems like sort of consistent with his character. Um, I guess that makes more sense to me than like Evil Cooper shoving it in there. Well, yeah, but you do have to piece together how because i'm assuming the future his future knowledge ends once he starts hibernating i wouldn't necessarily say it was future knowledge i i agree but just you know um yeah educated guess if you will mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know but just but still the idea that he would you know that he would leave um, no, he's planning for a, a trail event. of clues yeah yeah, but that's that's at least consistent with other things he's doing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, we'll see. It's it's still baffling to me, and uh, and I, I guess there there's also that line, you know, Dougie has the ring with this ring ID wed. There's a thing there, you know, right? So trading a wedding ring for the Al Cave ring is is interesting. Um, maybe he's like. Hey Dougie, I'll trade you your ring for this ring. Look, it's green. Don't you like green? Yeah, I like green. Oh god! And he just like gets the ring from him. What, that's uh, what you just wrote a scene. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. It's gonna be a flashback. Mm-hmm. Oh jeez. If they give us any flashbacks, yeah, I feel like that's probably how it would go. <laughs> aren't you tired of that old stale gold ring don't you want this shiny new green ring yeah you're right I do want it alright you want to get to the next scene let's do it 
so Ben Horn gets a call from Sylvia about Richard. Oh, attack. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess we talked about the rest of this stuff in the Gordon Cole, Albert. Diane, yeah. Uh, yeah Laura. We talked about that at the top. That's kind of why I passed yeah, over. That's... If you want to say more about Diane, you know, feel free. I don't think there's anything more to say. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, um... One thing I did want to say, because I, you know, I'm trying to hold that hope that Diane isn't completely bad, and this idea of like she has something to share, but maybe she's not sharing it until she has more evidence or something. Just this idea here that Gordon had a bad feeling about Diane, but he seemingly didn't tell Albert about it until just mm-hmm. now. You know, it's kind of that kind of that idea where you you know you have something to share, but it's not the right time yet. True. True. Um, but uh, yeah, okay, we can go to the next scene. Okay, so uh, Ben Horn gets a call from Sylvia about Richard's attack. Sylvia wants money to replace what was stolen. Uh, ben refuses. Sylvia says she's calling her lawyer. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Ben asks Beverly off screen if she wants to go to dinner. Wow. Yeah. So, this whole thing we were talking about last time about Ben being a good guy. Uh, sort of keeping up with that. I guess this is the this was the end of that. Um, yep. He was just like he couldn't take it anymore, and he's like, I just, I'm just gonna be bad now. It's just yeah, doesn't, yeah. It doesn't pay to be good. Oh well. It's like yeah. I mean, I, is it really that bad? I mean, like I don't know. I mean, she got robbed. Like it's not that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's like pissed. Like come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's. It's unclear what they're what they sort like of like. We're supposed reason. to feel sorry for Ben. Like it's just like I, it's, this is a weird. Well, scene I don't know for me. if we're supposed to feel sorry for him. Like oh, poor Ben. He's got to give up more money. I guess he can have an affair now. <laughs> like it's just, yeah, I don't I, know. I don't. I don't. I don't see it that simply because I don't. I feel like the, there's a missing piece in terms of like because it. it yeah, that that seems to be the, the the way it went so i'm like uh there's got to be something else there like it's unclear like is it is it something with why he's divorcing or divorced or separated from sylvia you know that makes him sort of double down on on um you know or is it or is this like a reminder that he's he's not married and he's free to have dalliances you know like um he's not cheating on her uh, technically i don't think so um, yeah. Maybe well, the affair would be, I guess, on Beverly's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's unclear. I think if you know what Ben knows about her life, I, you know, you could assume he knows she's married, but it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, he then. does. I think. I think they mentioned that uh, he Ben specifically says that in the first scene he has with Jerry. You know, he's like, "Are you, uh, uh, are you banging her yet, or whatever?" and and yeah, he's like, he's like, no, she's whatever. And also she's married. And Jerry's uh, like, that never stopped you before. That's right. So I will erase what I just said on the podcast. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll edit that out. Uh, that's right. He does. He Rewatching helps that. with that one. I didn't necessarily remember that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, good call. So he knows that, yeah, it's, it would be a sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Sylvia comes across like kind of unpleasantly in this scene, like mm-hmm. like that she she responds like selfishly, seemingly with uh, to this attack, you know. That's uh, why, yeah, I feel like somehow it's his fault that Richard is in their life. I feel like 
and that's why she's like blaming him yeah Um, maybe we're missing something there yeah again that's why i wanted it to be something with like donna and giving Mm -hmm. giving the baby for to to the to the grand to to ben and sylvia to raise or something and donna and and evil cooper (laughs) donna evil cooper yeah yeah or something you know um where somehow it's like it's 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 more ben's responsibility than whosoever the the parents are right um you know, and maybe Sylvia was against it or something, and 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 he convinced her, and but so now she blames him for any of the repercussions from that choice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, that that she wants to sort of all replace, and it, it. So I guess we didn't even really talk about what Richard was is going to do with all that money and and stuff he stole. Is he just trying to get out of town? I think that's what he said. Didn't he say he was going to leave town? I thought that's what he said. Okay, well, this is what this is what happens if you don't watch the episode more than once. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what he's gonna do next. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't remember when he said that. Maybe to Chad or something. Um, but yeah, I, I believe he mentioned that he's he's gonna leave town. Okay, that sounds uh, right. So yeah, I think he's just getting money to leave town. I'm just testing you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you, you're passing. It's good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, do you well, think I, you know. he's gonna go anywhere? He's gonna go to Buckhorn. Is he gonna go to Vegas? Is he gonna actually he's get go out of town? Significant. I mean, is Richard he, is a major figure, apparently. So. Is he gonna actually make it out of town before getting caught by the police? It could be no, because mm-hmm. uh, I yeah, I kind of expect him to end up in Twin Peaks in the end. So. Um, I don't know. Is he going to call up daddy? Well, and it seems like, yeah, right. Oh, geez. You think he knows who his dad is? I feel like he, oh man. I, I feel like that. he doesn't know, but it's going to be weird if he does. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, because, I mean, cause he would think his dad is Cooper, which that shouldn't be a thing. He right. shouldn't, you know, unless like Audrey told him and to say, never tell anyone that, right. You know, this, this is, um, but yeah, I was wondering if maybe because there's still the, the the red plot line that needs to happen with Richard. Yep. So yep. I feel like maybe Richard's gonna try to leave town, but then Red will intercept him or something. Right, right. And what did Red even want to like get? He's trying to sell drugs in town. He's supposed right? to sell drugs, yeah. So I, is is Richard in trouble if he leaves? I would think so because he's supposed to be there selling drugs. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I would think. Yeah, I would think Red wouldn't want to. But, but of course, you know, I mean, if he's like suspected of multiple homicides and mm-hmm. that sounds I mean, like it's... he's bad for business. At a certain point, it's like, yeah, I don't necessarily need you working for me. It's not gonna really uh, mm-hmm. work out very well for a criminal enterprise. <laughs> um, it's kind of better when the cops don't suspect you. Or per- actively pursue you constantly. Yeah, yeah, it gets um, in the way. So yeah, but there has to be a follow up to that because we—that's the only thing we've had so far on that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I would think I would think the next beat with Richard uh, that that has to come up uh, <laughs> if if it doesn't relate to Audrey. And then what's Red gonna do? What's his story like? Great, right. I'm trying to sell drugs in town. So what? Selling drugs. Wow. Like, yeah, I have no what's idea. what's the end game there? And the whole thing with um, 
Is it Jean-Michel? Mm-hmm. Is it the last remaining Renault brother? Uh, that would be the one. Uh, like his whole thing, you know? Are we going to get any more of that? Are they going to yeah. tie those guys yeah. together with whatever? Because I feel like, you know, Red's doing the drugs. Two. Yeah, is Red the one who owes him? Like, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, the they've got the drug angle with Red. Is he involved in prostitution too? Um... I think did they mention? Am I making this up? That they did they mention anything about One Eye Jacks? I don't think so. Okay, I, I guess I, I I was theorizing in the podcast or something maybe that they uh, would bring it up or that Ben sold it or doesn't have any stake in it anymore. Ben and Jerry, I guess. And um, but yeah, I wonder if if that'll come back into play at all. If if uh, if the Renaults are are still involved with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, it kind of seems like he's operating out of the roadhouse, um, and the, like they don't really need one eye jacks. But I wouldn't be surprised if there was at least a passing reference. Yeah, because I mean, you know, they they're still, uh, you know, seemingly involved in all of that stuff. So definitely. Um, yeah, they always will be. They always were, and they always will be. The Renaults, yeah. It's French for criminal. <laughs> it's on yeah, it's so it's so crazy. Are the Renaults in the secret history? Yep. Yeah. And they were always criminals. They were always criminals. That's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They go back like deep in the history, and yeah, yeah. I think it's even to like colonial times. Oh, great. Yeah. Isn't it great? <laughs> Yikes! The original French settlers, mm-hmm. criminals. Oh yeah, and it's it's a Renault who kills Hank in prison, also. Oh wow! So yeah, what a dastardly clan! Yeah, indeed. With a dastardly plan. <laughs> um. Uh. So you ready for the mm-hmm. next thing here? All right, so the log lady uh, calls Hawk and tells him. Yeah, what does he? Things. What does she tell him? Uh, I don't know what to do other than to read it verbatim. All right. Electricity is humming. You hear it in the mountains and rivers. You see it dance among the seas and stars and glowing around the moon. But in these days, the glow is dying. What will be in the darkness that remains? The Truman brothers are both true men. They are your brothers. Ha! And the others... The good ones who have been with you. Now the circle is almost complete. Watch and listen to the dream of time and space. It all comes out now, flowing like a river. That which is and is not. Hawk, Laura's the one. All right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't quite know how to summarize that. Uh, there certainly seem to be, like, vague points made in there about sort of um, uh, a... I don't know, uh, a kind of, um, uh, what's the word, uh, a, a coming confrontation or mm-hmm. culmination or something like that, kind of mm-hmm. a vague prophecy of, you know, what's uh, what's about to happen. Uh, specifically, I mean, she really killed me with the Truman brothers are both true men. 
I, like, yeah, I, when she said the Truman brothers are both, and I thought she was going to say, like, true and men, but she <laughs> basically said that. Um, but, uh, and it was just like, it just like hit the nail on the head, you know? Yeah. Of like, or hit you over the head with it, I should say, of just like this idea Oh, they're the good guys. Right. So when she said the Truman Brothers are Truman, like, I rolled by. I was like, oh, it's too much. And then she goes, they're your brothers. And I was like, you saved it. Uh-huh. <laughs> by doubling down on the pun, you yeah. saved it somehow. Truman Brothers are Truman and they're, they're your brothers. brothers. Yeah. It's like, wow. Their whole thing is a pun. Yeah. Like, not just the name, but the fact that they're brothers is a pun. Mm-hmm. Because they're also your brothers. Yeah. It's like, Wow. Uh, and then, and the others, the good ones who have been with you. I yeah. take that to mean basically everyone but Chad. <laughs> I, yeah, I think like Andy and, Andy. and like maybe Bobby and, and right. Lucy. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Basically everyone but Chad. Yeah. Everyone but Chad that we know. So you know? when she says now the circle's almost complete, I'm wondering if, I'm wondering if that means, and she says, you know, watch and listen to the dream of time and space, you know, and I, I'm wondering if that means like, you know, it'll be complete when, like, Gordon and the FBI come to Twin Peaks or something mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, there's some more pieces in the puzzle uh, yeah. that need to be placed. I think Cooper needs to wake up, for example. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's got to be involved here. Um, please. <laughs> At some point. Uh, but also, Laura's the one. Um, yeah i don't know what that means uh that's an interesting thing uh you know gordon uh cole gets a vision of lore in this episode and then we also mm-hmm. have this statement and of course the uh the lorb you know sent by the giant and senorita dido mm-hmm. in response to bob like it seems like uh this might be related to that somehow Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the early scene we got with Laura where she takes her face off, <laughs> uh, tells Cooper a secret and then is like, I don't know, taken away somewhere. Uh, I feel like that's got to come into play um, as we <sighs> near the end here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I feel like we're closing into, yeah, something, something involving Laura specifically. Yeah. In addition to the the other stuff that we kind of know is involved, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this is like you know, I mean, I guess she was like this sometimes um, in the series, and I guess what this most reminds me of is her intros. You know, For it's sure. like she she read a log lady intro to Hawk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting to think about how often they would have these conversations, if 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 at all often, you know, because it seems mm-hmm. like he just he's just listening to these this crazy esoteric rambling of this woman, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a crazy theory that I don't think is true, but I haven't really heard anyone mention it, so uh, I'll bring it up in terms of Laura and the Lorb. Um, so the last time we saw Laura, um, in the like present story, I guess she was in the black lodge and she whispers something to Cooper and then she like does something where she flies up and away, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, 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 you know, incorporating the idea that time is weird in these different zones and places. Uh, what if, what if the giant, you know, basically, 
Oh. Uh, yeah, do you see what I'm saying? Like, Laura yep. zoomed up and out of the Black Lodge and came through the giant's gold dust head stuff into the lore. So she, like, he, like, trans... I thought you were going to go the other way. Oh. I thought you were going to say he sent the lore. And then, and, and you know, that's that's who, like, delivered the message. And then uh, and then she got taken away by, by, like, other opposing forces. But, yeah, no, that's interesting. The other the other way around. Yeah, like, he, he, he sucked her out of that place. He sucked and, her out and put her in the lore. And put her in the lore and sent her, like, back in time or something. Back or yeah. maybe to, to stop what what might happen um presumably or or yeah or, or to sort of maybe it's like a, a cyclical thing you know and so he's like that's completing the circle um by sending her back and she will encounter whatever happened in the past again and it kind of yeah. is like a cycle or i don't know anyway i just kind of kind of was thinking thinking of that idea i'm thinking of like laura's the one what does that mean and the last time we saw laura was was proper was was when she's like zoomed away and then we saw the lore which is which is a singular thing that's the one so i don't know right um so wait what were you thinking i was gonna say uh basically the opposite that <laughs> um you know that that he sent the lore to the future oh yeah but then but then i don't still don't get it how does that connect to what we saw in the black lodge that, that that you know that has something to do with uh, what her message was. You know that 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 he was trying to intervene against Bob in the future. You mean when she whispered to Cooper? Yeah. But so you're saying that wasn't the Laura? That was a different Laura than the one that we have seen in the Black Lodge before. I guess that's what that would mean, yeah. I see, I see. I mean, I thought that's what you were saying. I don't necessarily think that's true. Yeah, no, no, no. I, w I think the other way kind of makes sense because we saw her leave a place and then enter, you know, versus the other way that you're saying is weird because uh, she almost would have to have been from the orb when Dale first sees her at the Black Lodge in right, the original right. series. Which I guess is a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took place far enough in the past that, you know, the point where it appears, you know, seemingly... Well, I well, guess... I mean, I guess there's no time rules at all. Well, that's so. what's weird is, I mean, unless you're saying, like, the orb goes to the past... I don't know what it's doing for a long time. And then Laura is born and then she dies and then she goes to the black lodge, but she's somehow still the Lorb in some sense and then vanishes out from the black lodge. That's what you're saying. That kind of thing. Uh, I was actually thinking that maybe the entity in the black lodge, um, you know, I don't know the connection with Laura, I guess is, hard to tell but is is the is the lore in some way okay okay but it but in some way it's also laura yeah i guess so yeah you know i don't know um mm -hmm. like maybe it's not exactly the same but it's it's yeah well, i mean that's that's kind of the point she always makes when she asks yeah. about her identity is there's there's some sort of difference there and i yeah. i sort of you know have been up until now thinking the difference is 
is, you know, she's dead, so she's not the same Laura. Right. Uh, and people have pointed out, you know, when she takes her face off, this idea of she's like the, a pure form or something, or that's her mm-hmm. soul or whatever. Um, God, that slurp thing is so confusing. Yeah, it's it so is. confusing. Yeah, I wish, I wish we it would have, you know, if they had sent the lore to like the eighties or something or the seventies mm-hmm. when Laura was born or whatever, it would have, yeah, would have helped so much more. It would have been, been way clearer. It would have been yeah. way clearer and straightforward and probably boring, but and boring. Yeah, we wouldn't yeah. get all the speculation. Yeah, like, oh, jeez, what did the lore do? And yeah, it's totally unclear. So, yes, we get this uh, extra stuff with the log lady and Hawk. I I love this relationship. It's very interesting. Uh, Especially, you know, because you've got this sort of real-world situation with Catherine Coulson, you know, Mm -hmm. eventually dying after recording this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and she's obviously in poor health as her character, uh, too. So this idea that Hawk is just someone who, like, will put up with her rambling. And, you know, he, he buys into it, but... But just yeah. the idea that that she has someone that understands her um, yeah. after all this time, you know, and, and crazy stuff happening. Yeah, I didn't necessarily think we were going to get more Log Lady mm-hmm. calls. I, I guess I thought the the opening ones were um, were well, it. Yeah, he found what she said to find, but somehow exactly. like she's giving him another like part of the roadmap here. Yeah. Um, I wonder if electricity is humming. It has to do with um, the um, the woodsman or something um, mm-hmm. being around or being more active or the Black Lodge people. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm not sure what the the glowing around the moon, but you know the the glow is dying. Uh, don't really get that part of it. Um, but yeah, what will be in the darkness that remains is a total old school log lady type of question. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess, yeah, she's telling him to double down on the Truman brothers. I do wonder the fact that uh, she does mention the brothers mm-hmm. means we, we will get some more Harry. Right. Um, I'm still holding out hope that like, they the got actor... him for a day or something. <laughs> I know, for like 20 minutes, right? <laughs> Oh jeez, yeah, yeah. It's possible. It's yeah, possible. and it's like a big secret, you know, like, mm-hmm. and and it's been under wraps, and so no one knows about it, and you know, uh, I, it's such a you know wish fulfillment idea, but yeah, I, they are keeping the idea alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which I th- which I found to be kind of a surprise, um, if they, um. Or did maybe you had an answer for this at some point? Like I, I, I was thinking like if they, um, you know, if they know they're not going to have the actor, it's just it sort of seems like. Oh, I guess was your answer like maybe he'll have a funeral and it, and, um, and, and like that will provide something uh, in terms of the story. Um, like maybe that's why they kept him alive off screen, you know, uh-huh. as, as yeah. opposed to what they did with the major. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think the big reason to keep them alive off screen is so that there can be some information sharing, and mm-hmm. and they haven't really done that yet. But I assume Frank will ask Harry something only Harry knows, and that's why okay. a, a big reason they they still have him on the show versus yeah. saying like, oh, he passed away a couple years ago or something. Right, right. Um, 
Yeah, they do want to keep this Truman Brothers thing alive. Um, and speaking of Truman Brothers, I would love if there's any Bookhouse Boy stuff left. Are they too old oh, yeah. to be Bookhouse Boys? Like, <laughs> is it is it just uh, you know an idea that you know? But I feel like wasn't the whole idea of the Bookhouse Boys is that they you know had a long legacy and multiple yeah. like generations and stuff. And, oh yeah, um, yeah, they said that. Yeah, yeah. So I I feel like Bobby should be a Bookhouse Boy at this point. Absolutely. And, um and but they they do need they do need like the next generation of bookhouse boys to like show up which i don't know who that would be like um and i guess that calls into question if um steven uh becky's husband uh if he could at some point uh, i I mean i don't really see this happening before the end of the show but if like if at some point he'd get his act together like bobby did and Mm -hmm. and stop being an asshole and like become a cop or something yeah 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 i mean he's a better candidate than richard horn i guess yeah Uh, rich is dying before this show's (laughs) over there's just no way he's not dead by the end of this But yeah, we we don't have uh, we don't have so far like you know um, anyone um, uh, any any younger um, mm-hmm. you know characters uh, I guess um, male characters specifically uh, who are like you know in the generation past the the you know the kids from the original series yeah it's like yeah uh, who are any good <laughs> yeah yeah so. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, Ray, <laughs> he'll move to Twin Peaks and join. I mean, I don't know who it really could be. Yeah, Ray doesn't have the moral fiber to be a bookhouse boy. <laughs> I'm just, hey, maybe he's secretly, you know, an FBI agent, or maybe he's, you know, doing it for the greater good. I mean, oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's still a chance. He's fighting Evil like, Cooper. Like, so I feel is like it is possible. it like is it one of those things? Because you know, like Gordon had that scene with Denise, and they had this whole retcon of like, you know, Denise, back when you were undercover mm-hmm. with the DEA, uh, which is yep. explaining this whole thing about why you're FBI. Yeah. Um. Uh. It would it be a thing like that where like Denise has Ray undercover. And didn't tell Gordon that, that, like, Ray is undercover or something like yeah. that. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think they would have to not know at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's, uh, you know, if we're going to get more Denise, which uh, I don't know whether to expect more Denise or not. God, I feel like we should get one more bit of something. But, you know, uh, her cameo was was good for you know for what it was and it makes yeah it would make sense if we didn't get any more yeah 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 i mean you know she didn't have like a huge role in the in the original series and and i guess for that proportionally like in terms of the new story i I think it makes sense that that would be but then i could also see like one more scene yeah exactly i feel like one more just like a book ending you know sort of a thing yeah, and they probably could have just filmed them both at the same time. Oh yeah, you know, I, I do. It would, and, and speaking of bookending, it'd be interesting if, sort of, towards when the case is over or something, if she can make some comment about Gordon and Tammy, you mm-hmm. know, or like Gordon's like, let's see, see Denise, I was a good boy or something, mm-hmm. or you know, tie that back together. <laughs> My hands wondered a little bit, but <laughs> but that's what hands are want to do. <laughs> 
Who knows what hands shall do? <laughs> it's not for you or I to say, Denise. The stars align. Hands grab things. <laughs> I can tell it from the hug. That dying Anne was corrupted. <laughs> Yikes. Oh man. Um so yeah, this was uh this was a nice surprise. Um mm -hmm. you know, uh definitely this uh this this part had a rough start for me, but uh but a yeah. decent finish. I agree, I agree. And then we get, you know, the Rebecca Del Rio song right. uh close out with the we'll, roadhouse we'll all remember from uh Jorlando from oh, uh club silencio from Mulholland drive yes very you know memorable i didn't scene. i didn't recognize her at first in this scene until she started singing some more but i, I immediately saw her dress which has the mm -hmm. zigzag floor pattern yep. and i thought i immediately hated it because i thought it was too <laughs> meta right and i thought it was too sort of obvious for mm -hmm. a Twin Peaks like singer or, or person to like, I'll just wear a dress that's you know looks like the yeah. one of the most iconic things on the show. Yeah. But until and then I realized who it was and I thought, oh okay, she gets a pass. She's allowed. She totally gets a pass. Yeah, yeah. She's allowed. She can do it. Yeah. Because because it's already meta that she's in this too. You know. Right. Um, totally. Also singing in Spanish and yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Still, still, I bonda though. Um, <laughs> I bonda indeed. I bonda. Yeah, yeah. I bonda. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. So David Lynch uh, actually uh, co-wrote the song she's singing. Oh, interesting. Uh, if you look in the credits. Um, and I would say for me, like, this was the thing that felt the closest to the vibe of the the old roadhouse um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. from, like, the people we've seen so far. And it's probably just because it's the only one who's been in a Lynch movie before. Yeah. Um, you know, performing. Um, uh, so, yeah, like... I mean, I guess I kind of wish something had happened um, besides the performance. Mm -hmm. um, I wish it had kind of led somewhere. Uh, I think I would have enjoyed it more in that way. But, um, like, atmospherically, I think uh, this felt the most in tune with the series. And that's, yeah, probably just because of where, you know, who it is and mm -hmm. and uh, what the source material is. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I... Yeah, the the dress didn't bother me one way or the other. I guess now that you make me think about it. <laughs> you better I, fucking I, think about it right I can, now. <laughs> I'm making you think. I can um I can kind of go down the same road that you're going down like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of too much, but but yeah, she um I mean, that Silencio scene is, you know, yeah. definitely one of the most memorable moments from Mohan Drive or perhaps all of which. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, if anyone, if anyone's going to show up into Twin Peaks and somehow, yeah, get to dress like the Black Lodge, I, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, luckily her her little blou jackety blouse thing wasn't like red, you know, like the drapes right. or anything. That right, was like right, the only right. thing missing. 
take it to the next level. Yeah. Uh, I think Moby is also the bassist. That's uh, a weird um, cameo. I do see him being the bassist. I didn't catch that. <laughs> he's got a little, he's got like a handlebar mustache or something. I think yeah, that, yeah. I don't expect him to look like that. I, yeah, but now I can see it. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird. I didn't know uh, Moby played bass. I, yeah. I didn't either, but yeah, I guess he's, you know, maybe a multi-instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. You sure he's not playing guitar? Is it guitar? I think he's playing guitar, yeah. I'm looking he's at on the now. left, right? I yeah. always assume bass players on the left. I don't know why. I can't think of a single example why. But, <laughs> no, he's um, playing, yeah, he's playing guitar. There's six. six there you go. There. He's playing. I, I, just, I wanted him to be playing bass, but yeah. Yeah. There you go. He's playing yeah. guitar. I would assume he could play guitar. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, there's I don't, no one's playing bass. <laughs> no one's playing bass. They, maybe the keyboard's providing the bass. They have the range. Yeah, they can do it. All right. Well, what an interesting uh, part episode 10. part here. Yeah, part 10. Yeah. Um, eight parts to go? Eight to go. Eight parts to go. <laughs> so many more mysteries to start. So much Dougie. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, okay, this has been uh, very interesting. Yeah, we got... Yeah. yeah, it was a very, very sort of fragmented uh, part. Lots of random stuff. Like we said at the beginning, you know, like... Yeah. The, the sort of lower tier storylines here. Uh, I assume... I, I guess I kind of am assuming some of these storylines will, will continue to progress and take some of the focus the next few parts, and then we'll more or less be done with them as we transition to like twin peaks towards the end um and then we'll how many more attempts on dougie's life are going to be made like it's that that has i feel like i i kind of see like if if the mitchell brothers really do meet with dougie i feel like he's gonna gonna he's gonna well i think i think they're they're not even gonna try to kill him per se like i think i think he's gonna somehow disarm them or you know, like convince them that he's not the one or something before they really try to kill him. They'll get some weird sense that this isn't right or they'll mm-hmm. get a call from Bushnell that, the, you know, the claim is going to go through so they don't, right. you know, have any grudge anymore or, right. or even Bushnell. Bushnell could even, he could even say like one of our guys, Anthony Sinclair, yeah. you know, was, was, was fucking with you guys. Like, yeah. You know, and then they could immediately, you know, try to get Anthony. I think right. if anyone tries to kill him again, tries to kill uh, Dougie again, it'll, it'll be Anthony. Because, yeah. um, which, which is like, now I'm confused. Why does he have to kill him? Because Duncan said. But I mean, I mean, what what is Duncan Duncan holding over on Anthony? Is it just that he knows that the Mitchell? Because it's really Dun, it's really Duncan who's behind the Mitchell brothers insurance thing. Anthony facilitated right. it. Yeah. But so why so is so so it's like okay Anthony if you don't kill Dougie then I'm going to what? Right, it's not clear. He didn't okay. make a specific threat. I don't know. Yeah. What we're supposed to think he has on Anthony exactly? Or or I'll tell the Mitchell brothers that it was you. Mhm. And they'll just kill you. I Maybe. guess. Um okay. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not clear. It's not clear, but I guess, like, he clearly cares enough to, do, you know, get involved to the extent he has so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it could just be for the money. Um, um, what money? Uh, 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 
Well, presumably Duncan Todd's paying him. Is paying him, yeah. I would guess for the, you know. For doing the claim thing, yeah. 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 Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, who knows? Uh, Maybe there's something more than that. I agree. I can totally see the next step being. um, But then what purpose are the Mitchell, Mitchum? Now I'm Mm -hmm. not doing your thing. Yeah. But what purpose are the Mitchum brothers going to serve, you know, if they're not going to try to kill Dougie? Like, is it just filler? I mean, That's what I was saying. I, I feel like some of these smaller plot lines are sort of filler okay. so that we can, you know, in these middle episodes, the like, yeah, pass the time until... Until the other storylines can kind of yeah. get to the they need until to this, the circle completes, yeah. Circle, yeah, right, right. <laughs> is the circle Cooper waking up or is the circle... People coming because she was kind of saying talking about other people, right? You know, the, yeah. the brothers, the true bro- Truman yeah. brothers, and the other good people others. have been with you. Yeah. The circle's almost complete means like there's some other people that yeah. will come and help you with this. That's what I'm expecting. Yeah, I mean, I think the FBI is probably coming there, and I definitely think Cooper's coming there at some point. So is it? Uh, but I feel like it should be ideally it'd be some someone Hawk knows that he can trust. Um, and I don't know who that would, who, who's left for that to be other than right. Cooper. Yeah. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe Dougie goes to Vegas. He gets assigned there for, not Vegas, sorry. Uh, Twin Peaks, uh, like you said, he gets assigned there to sell insurance. Oh God. Um, right. Right. And, and that completes the circle and somehow he wakes up, but there's yeah. also the circle of sycamore trees. And I'm wondering if, if that's supposed to mean anything. Oh yeah. You know, right. Circles generally represent like portals on this show and, yeah. and that kind of thing and opening to a gateway and all that stuff. So I wonder if that yeah. has any meaning. When we saw the log lady again, I was really hoping she would reference the, uh, the, the trip that Hawk took out there. Mm-hmm. Um, way early on when he expected something to happen and presumably nothing happened. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess I, I wanted like, I don't know, a little bit of follow up on that. It's, it's a weird detail that I'm not satisfied with yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Much like the security guard. Right. Dougie's ring. And Dougie's ring. Yeah. Yeah. So many mysteries. <laughs> so little time. All right, well, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, next time. Sounds good. See you then. All right, take it easy. Bye. Bye.